Magos, we are receiving a transmission. It appears to contain vital intelligence from the Warfront. From whom is this transmission? The Loyalists or the forces of the Warmaster? Ascertain this, Adept. It is a vocal transmission. It appears to be three remembrances. I cannot tell you to whom they are loyal. Where is it coming from? It is from the Galactic Northeast, from the edge of the Empire. Welcome to episode two of year three of the Edge of Empire, a Horus Heresy podcast. Tonight, as always, I am joined by my co-hosts and compadres, Mr. Christopher Mills Esquire. Bonjour. And last but not least, the database of the heresy world, Mr. Michael Botterill. Is that my name now, the database? Well, that's what you got called by fan feedback. It's that or the other one. I mean, it's entirely up to you which way you want to go with it. Uh, We can't (laughs) can't exactly talk about the other one, but all right, fair enough. Right, yeah. Okay, so there we go with that then. Let's go with that. So I will be going through uh, what we're going to be doing this evening in my normal chatty self. So tonight we have... We have a, first of all, we will be doing a, a bit of a shootout, shootout, a shootout to the girls, a shout out to the girls, because this evening, dear listeners, we are giving up our Valentine's Day to bring you the love. Where is the love, you may ask? It's right here. That's where it's at, my friends. <clears throat> so we will then from then going on to a quick look at this month's new releases, uh, an update on what we have been up to this month, a run through of this month's news. Um, now, because this week, this month rather, particularly this week in the heresy world has been a cornucopia of things going on, uh, we've kind of had a bit of a change to our normal schedule. So we won't be doing our normal engine kill uh, segment, which is the stuff we do around Adaptus Titanicus, uh, so we're going to do that in a separate Dreadclaw this month because we just can't fit it in with all the other things we're going to do. Um, so we're going to talk at some depth about the Weekender. And we're also going to spend a fair bit of time talking about the FAQ, which came out uh, earlier this week, um, to see what our views on it are, see what's changed, see what we think, and give our general feedback to it. It dropped. It was a complete surprise. There was no forewarning. It was just there one morning. So, like Santa's little helper, we've got a fantastic uh, present of heresy. Um, we'll also be looking at this month's new releases and the upcoming releases from the Black Library, as well as some reviews of the books. Well, actually, um, no, re- no reviews this month. No, I beg your pardon. No, no. I should have, I should have altered that. No reviews this month. No reviews. Literally, um, just got Korak. So, <laughs> okay, fair enough. That was quick, quick book month. Um, we'll take a look also. Uh, so, as part of our ongoing trilogy of uh, Cybernetica, sorry, trilogy of Mechanicum, this month we are going to be delving into the innards of the Legio Cybernetica, the much feared and much revered uh, robotic arm of the Mechanicum. So, we'll be looking at the one you love the most, isn't it? I thought you were going to say reviled there. Uh, my most favourite of all the Mechanicum potential overpowered nonsense, the Legio Cybernetica. So we'll be giving our views around that and we'll be also putting some lists together that we think uh, best reflect that particular segment of the Mechanicum. Um, we're going to look at their, li- their rules as well. And like I say, the army lists are going to be there. And for this month's challenge, 
Um, it has been a good one, actually. I quite enjoyed it, weirdly enough. I didn't think I would, but it's actually been quite a lot of laughs. So we've got a big segment on that and what we all thought. There was some controversy, as per normal. When, and when some usual, your writing list? <laughs> some usual to-and-fro-esque banter between the three of us as to mm. who actually got the, got the correct brief. And eventually we shall be uh, looking at this month's well, – sorry, we'll be looking at this uh, – there. We will be looking eventually, once I can say it, at the events that are coming up in the UK uh, from this point onwards. So that's it. A full show, full action packed show. So without further ado, let's start, first of all, with a shout out to the respective wives and or girlfriends of the long, long suffering wives and girlfriends of the Edge of Empires chaps. So uh, shall I start? I yeah, go on. Yeah, go for it. So my long-suffering wife, uh, who this this evening I had to beg, borrow, beg and plead with her to enable me to do this this evening and buy her pizza and walk the dogs, even though it was her turn. Uh, my lovely Louise. So thank you, Louise, for giving me <laughs> a, this opportunity to bring the love to other people, not just you. So there you go. That's from me, uh, Chris. Well, see, <clears throat> I'm safe because. Annie wanted to go out yesterday anyway. Oh, nice. So actually tonight we weren't going to be doing anything, it turns out, after all. So she doesn't actually know I'm recording the show tonight. Ah. She just assumed that I'm having a normal Thursday, which is probably recording (laughs) something anyway. So, you know, she she knows, you know, she's important. Obviously, I did uh, put up a photo of someone else that's important to me earlier today on on the the Facebook post. But, the Shrine um, to Valdor with the, the Shrine to roses around the outside, which is a bit disappointing. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't like roses. You know, he's more no. of a he's more of a carnation kind of guy. <laughs> but, uh, yes. Fair enough. And Michael, whose idea it was to record on this very evening. I, I, suggested, I, I suggested Wednesday, but you know. Did you? Uh, yeah. Who was it that couldn't record yesterday? It was Chris. Was it? Yes, yeah, probably. Because he was going out with yes. Course. Yes, because because he was already going out. Um, yes, so uh, obviously a uh, big shout out to Megan and Lindsay. Um, uh, Lindsay's ill, so we wouldn't have been doing anything anyway. And Megan is, uh, uh, I don't know why. Were we doing anything together? No, we weren't doing anything. So I had no plans anyway. But it doesn't make it right. No, it they probably make it make, right, my friend. They, they <clears throat> probably would have had me, you know, doing something or other. <laughs> let's just move on from that anyway swiftly swiftly on anyway the thing is though uh people should obviously understand that this stuff takes time and um that time is time that we aren't with our wives and girlfriends and they either because they're glad to see the back of us or uh because they are our true um comrades and compatriots and partners in all these things and want to enjoy our hobby or enjoy seeing us doing our hobby um it is a big impact so we do thank yeah. them very much for this. Yeah, I think absolutely. That, well, they're, just upstairs, they're just upstairs watching Bill Bill Bailey. So okay, fair it, enough. It's been quite funny this week because we're sort of you know gearing up for comedy legend stuff, and there's bits and pieces happening. So it's been a fair, yes. and it's just just getting turned to every so often. And there I am looking at my iPad, trying to sort something out, or sending an email, or, or you know, <laughs> bits between us, and just getting a, a withering look of why aren't you paying attention to me? 
Exactly. Why, you know, so. Oh, yeah, I get that all the time. I, I've had that as well. So <clears throat> the thing is, these things do take a lot of your time up, obviously, but we enjoy doing them. And I look forward to uh, doing the podcast with uh, the other two guys because it's something that we enjoy. So that's why we do it. And we hope that you enjoy it too. But just a little shout out to our respective uh, nearest and dearest. So there Absolutely. we go. Okay, so new releases then, Michael. You are the man who holds the keys. (coughs) Unlock the door, sir. Okay, so what have we got this month that's hit the shelves? Well, uh, uh, a biggie is uh, Titan Death. Um, The new campaign book for uh, Adeptus Titanicus uh, came in at an unexpected £22. I think uh, a lot of us were expecting it to be a lot more expensive than that. (coughs) Uh, But yeah, so, so a pleasant reasonably cheap book um it's 18 pounds 70 at element games which is where i got mine from um or actually ours from because we share it because we used we got it with the we were able to get it with that little bit of money that we get from the affiliate link so nice uh it actually belongs to the podcast um also along with that came the adeptus titanicus reaver battle titan uh with melter cannon and chain fist uh, which is a rather rather nifty. It's nice. got some nice looking heads in there. Um, obviously, uh, I think there's a volcano cannon in there as well. All right. Um, as well as the melter. So nice. and laser laser blasters for the um, <clears throat> carapace. So it's actually quite quite a nice model. Um, but if you're wondering when is the extra weapons coming out, we don't know, but they are. Um, the, okay. the 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 weapon sprue is going to come out separately at some point in the future, uh, and that is thirty five pounds or £29.75 from our friends at Element Games. Um, also, there was the uh, Adeptus Titanicus uh, Warlord Titan weapons, the Plasma Annihilators, Laser Blasters, and the Power Claw. Uh, they're the extra weapons that came out with the the, the Warlord Titan uh, last year, the ones that a lot of people got very upset about. Gotcha. Uh, they, so finally, they finally came out separately. Uh, there were a few complaints at the price. They were £26. Okay, but, how much is a how much is a Titan? How much is a Warlord Titan on its own? About eighty uh, quid, is it? Sixty quid, I think. Oh, sixty quid. Let me just have a okay. I happen to be on that particular website at this moment. Uh, Warlord Titan, sixty-five of your English pounds. Yeah, okay. so, so it's two thirds roughly. So yeah. one third, sorry, one third of the cost of the yeah. Titan. Yeah, and the considering there's only three frames in there. Mm. Yeah, I think it may look like there. But, it's you know, not, supply and demand yeah. being what it is, I guess. And they had to put it at a price point to make it worth their while. You know, I, could, you know, I think we thought it would be around £20. Pounds. You know, it's yes. a little bit more. But... Yeah, it's a little bit more than we <coughs> thought it was going to be. But, you know what, at the end of the day, um, it is what it is. You don't need you to buy those... too many of them, do you? That's the thing. You don't, you know. No, 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 no. I mean, I think, personally, having played uh, a game now of Adapted Titanicus, I think uh, you don't. you need one of these per two, I'd say. Okay, ah, really? Cause, I want, cause I want I was all gonna... the fists on my warlords. <laughs> uh, uh, well, with a warlord fist, remember the warlords can only move four inches, so it's not exactly a fast-moving thing that's going to get into combat very quickly. So, mm. otherwise, you're going to have to, you know, do lots of uh, pushing the reactor with uh, to, to get it to move quicker. 
Um, so I don't necessarily think personally the fist <laughs> is anyway. But no, if, I, I can't, if my giant robot can't punch another giant robot in the face, what is the point of having a giant robot in the first it place? Can but that role is probably better <clears throat> for Reavers. <clears throat> You've got a chain fist. Uh, yeah, and, and they've got powerful as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so moving on, we've had transfers. <clears throat> uh, oh, the, the uh, yeah, so £26 direct only for that frame. Uh, so yeah. moving on to the transfer sheets, we've got transfer sheets for three uh, Titan Legios, uh, all featured in um, in Titan Death. You've got them for uh, Vulpa, uh, the uh, Death Stalker. Is it the Death Stalkers? Um, I can't remember the their the, the logothic name now, um, but you've got their you've got their yeah you've got their transfers now, um, and they're sort of a they're, like a, they're the, um, a traitor legion. I like the skulls um, on this that you can have on that those sort of um, like yeah, yeah. produced tigery kind of thing, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're a cornate legion. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, they're, they're they're a cornate legion, and they're actually really quite cool, uh, and they've got some. A, a very interesting color scheme in the um uh what you call it the uh the the titan death book yeah, sort okay. of like it's almost like raw meat parts of it ah so we're calling them the lady gaga legions that we're calling them pretty much Legio uh, gaga. you've got Le- legio kratos uh the god the god breakers uh the legio that uh, is famed for uh, fighting with the iron warriors on talan yes. um and that's uh, that, uh, and that's uh, available. And Transfer you've got, yeah, and you've got Legio Solaria, uh, the uh, Imperial Hunters, um, famed for using lots of warhounds. Um, and uh, yeah, so all those transfer sheets direct only they're twelve pounds. Now, interestingly, the um, transfer sheets they made for Griffonicus and Mortis mm. have, I think, both sold out now, but they are coming back. Um, okay. On the live stream, it was said that they ordered. A year's worth of um, a year's worth of transfer <clears throat> for these two legios, uh, and they sold out in about a month and a half. I mean, it, everyone was picking it. You know, I know uh, my friend Adam. He has, I think, he was saying the other day, fifteen titans. Yeah, between wow. all the different sizes and shapes that they come in. I've got eight. You know, yeah, I mean, I've got eight, wow. but I'm just sticking with Nathan. I see what you mean. You're uh, gonna, you're he has, he has, yeah, you're going to get a good few transfer sheets. I don't think he's yeah. necessarily yeah. used them. Um, he's he has put his titans in the group, so people will have seen them in the yeah um, titan legion like, group. I think oh, what's called now. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I, I imagine if he's used transfers, he's going to need a fair few of them. And I, you know, I'm sure he's not the only one with that volume. Yeah, um, potentially not. No, no. no yeah. So, so then uh, we got a surprise release, one that we weren't expecting: the Legio Custodes Custodian Venetari. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Forty pounds for three guys. Uh, jump pack custodian. So, I mean, what did you guys think of these? I mean, Chris. That is the sound of me shaking my box of them. Yeah. How, how <laughs> many boxes did you buy? <clears throat> I bought two boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wow. I'm very tempted because, by some of these uh, because I like I like Unix units of five or six you know yeah they're they're very very nice um I really like these uh, we were down at we were down at Warhammer World the day they we were um sort of put on to pre-order and they had them in the store um you know the display models that they've got on the website they were yes. really nice weren't they Graham they were nice yeah there was a 
like that picture that went around a little bit beforehand. Uh, yeah, yeah. So really, sort of... like, really dark armored ones, and I wasn't so sure. Um, not on those at that point. And then they put the the proper photos out of them in the gold armor, and so yeah, they look pretty cool. The only thing I problem I have with them is they have exposed heads, and I don't like painting heads. Uh, no. Yes, you're going to have to actually paint some flesh colours, aren't you? Yeah, no, I'm just uh, going to put normal custodies heads on them. A lot of people are putting satisfied <coughs> guards' heads on them. Ah, cheating. Yeah, okay. um, but yeah, so these were a bit of a surprise because obviously we didn't know we were getting them. And then they put them on the website um, on Thursday, accidentally, um, a picture of them. Yeah. And then obviously they had to put it on Facebook to say, yeah, they're coming tomorrow. You can pre-order them then. Okay. Uh, and, but and yes, I did. Yeah, I'm I'm very tempted by some of these. But what do you think of the rules? Um, they're, I mean, they're okay. They've got some cool like new equipment. Um, the interesting thing is going to be seeing if the jump packs can be applied to um, shield captains and things like that going forward. Whether they become an additional bit of, piece of war gear. bit of war gear that we can use. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which might, you know, I can I can imagine I can almost hear the groans now mm. from the uh, flying, um, flying shield captains, flying shield captains, because that's what they need. You know, they just they need to <laughs> they need to be able to fly and jump around. But maybe in um, book eight, mate. maybe in book eight. Oh, I don't even get started on that. <laughs> or book, we'll get, or book, we'll or get, book nine. We'll get we'll get to that later on. Um, I, think, yeah, I mean, okay. they're pretty cool. I, yeah. I you know I like them. It's just that you know we can talk about them later. Yeah, I mean, personally, I think they're I think they're they're quite good. They're very balanced. They're good, but without being mm. overpowered. My, uh, my concern slightly is the uh, you know going forward as a custos player is the three plus armor save that they have. But I can kind of see it on the model if that makes sense. Why? Well, they're, they're, yeah, they're only wearing they're, like, yeah, they're, they're only wearing jeans. <clears throat> well, yeah, but they'd be super cool jeans. Yeah, um, <laughs> but obviously it's a lighter armor to get help, yeah. you know, to help them yeah, lift exactly. up in the air because they're already heavy buggers, aren't they? So oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do, do you want to run through the rules of them now, or do you want to... uh, yeah, shall we quickly yeah. just have a, yeah, let's uh, do a quick gander? So, um, um, don't so open the they are three. So you get so basically two hundred and ten points buys you three of these guys. Yep, they so are 70, usual, seventy points of pop. Seventy points of pop. Usual custo stat line. All the fives. Yep. Two wounds, initiative five, two attacks, leadership nine, but with a three plus armor save. Right. Uh, they come with the jump harness. Yeah. Um, and they come with the Tarsus buckler and Archaeotech kinetic destroyer as standard. Yeah. Uh, they have plasma and crack grenades, they have a refractor field, and they have all the usual custodes rules, but they also have fleet and uh, the Oromite pinions. Special and they've got Crusader, which I think only a couple of the other um Custos units have off the top of my head at this point in time. Yeah, okay. possibly. But... <clears throat> um definitely designed to get where they need to get to, don't they? They're a kind yeah. of a quick unit, exactly what you'd expect. They're a bit like yeah, I suppose they're the very expensive uh, equivalent of the sort of assault marine, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh obviously you can take them uh melter bombs. Yeah, five points of each. Swap their pistol for the pistol and their buckler for a lance. Yep. Um, so what we got? It's the problem that I have is, is deciding which I think uh, <coughs> deciding which I think is going to be more effective and which I think for me personally suits the style of my army. 
What's the I, What's the buckler uh, do? So, uh, the buckler. It's got it's a melee weapon. Uh, plus one strength, AP three. But it's got a special rule called energy nullifier. So the AP value of any attack made against the model with the, uh, with with it, um, mm-hmm. it's reduced by one. So if you've got a power sword striking a model, um, it's resolved to AP four instead of AP three. Cool. So you still kind of need AP two weapons to get through the yeah. save, don't you? You need AP two yeah. weapons in melee. Ah, uh, right. Not yeah. in shooting. No, these are a, they, these are a me- these are very much a, a they're a good melee unit, I think. But right. um, and then the architect kinetic destroyer, it's a pistol, uh, strength yeah. seven, AP three, twelve inch range. So that's not no slouch. No. Uh, it's got a special roll called fan burst. So on a roll of six to hit, you make an addition additional shooting attack with the weapon up to a maximum of six rolls to hit. Right. Wow. So one roll, you get a six. One one shot, you get a yeah. six. You get another one. Got you. Yeah. Just... Uh, although one shot does seem a little low, it's un- but then it's again, it's unlikely, isn't it? It's not yeah, like exactly. a chain fire thing from a. Mora it's a attack, it's a me- it's a melee unit. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, and then the the lance, um, you've got a power blade, um, which is sort of uh, uh, plus one strength, um, yeah. if it's charged or as user. It's um, the normal. It's the normal blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AP, AP, AP three, AP two on the charge, Um, and then it's got an architect repeater um, weapon attached to it. So again, it's like a custodian, uh, um, what do you call it? A guardian spear, Um, twelve inch range uh, weapon, strength seven, AP three, assault two, master crafted. See, I think that's a better weapon. Yeah, better combination because the only thing with it is that energy nullifier so these guys have got a three plus five plus yes um but that but that energy nullifier basically means they've got armor four they've got a you know the armor two in close uh, combat yeah exactly um which yeah, is that difference they do have a four plus invulnerable save when they're in combat as well they're okay cool because of the um uh the or the the wings the oromite pinions as they're called um, yeah, so they are slightly better defensively in combat, but I, yeah, I can't I can't decide which way I want to build them. So I suppose my argument would be that if this is a combat unit, they've got um, initiative five, right? Yes. So, and if you go if you've got initiative five, they're going at initiative five with an AP two weapon, unless you're going they, up against a big old charge. Mob. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Because I mean, you're going to want these to be charging, aren't you? You're going to, you're going oh, to go yeah. out of your way to make sure that they charge. Yeah. If you see what I mean, yeah. you're going to, you know, when you position them on the battlefield, you're not going to put them in a position where they're going to get charged, I guess. So, you know, AP2, uh, Initiative 5, how many attacks would they get? Two each? Three uh, on the charge? They get two, three on the charge, yeah. <clears throat> Pretty good chance of them, you know, going through a, a reasonable squad quite quickly, I would have thought. Yeah. 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 Well, they, they become, you know, that fast attack custodes spear unit that I've kind of wanted for a yeah, yeah, you know, year and a half now. Like, it's just there's something very cool about that buckler that I quite like. Yeah. Um, so, but the spears would suit my army. Could, other than the heterons, everything else is spears. Can you mix? Can you mix the? Yeah, uh, you can mix the, and match them. Yeah, maybe that might oh, be whether it's, Yeah, get a couple to tank them and then a couple. I uh, I'd probably build three of each on a six man squad. Yeah, I might. Oh, I'd go for it. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah I'm, that's what I'm. That's what I'm leaning towards more and more is the 
just having the two guys, or maybe just having one with the Buckler. Um, I think you need to, just to, because otherwise, if you're going up against a unit, you, the, the others are going to be in base to base, so they're going to keep, they could be targeted. But then again, you can always choose where the wounds go, as long as you've got one yeah. with a Buckler in. Um, you know, he can tank as much as you want then, I guess. Yeah. But I, I think this would be a good unit for taking out other Terminator units, not necessarily tactical squads, because tactical squads will outnumber them. And I don't think they will, you know, without the two plus save, if if that's the case, they won't be able to kind of mince through them quick enough. But against but, a five man yeah. Terminator squad, these guys would rule. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if you, it's getting that hit, then I mean, that's always yeah. the thing is to make sure you make that assault. Totally. Yeah. I think yeah. the things these guys might be good at for the certainly the way that I tend to play is, you know, mm. deep striking, getting units on the board early is these guys might be good as an, as a secondary line of assault Absolutely. coming into the second, you know, yeah. that, that the first charge is, is, is holding units. These guys can bounce in, do their thing. You know, they, yeah. that, I know that might be a way to the, problem, the, the problem you've got is that if you don't go, second or you go if you don't go first rather and you and you like say you're going to have most of your stuff coming in the deep strike which means it's not going to charge until turn two anyway these could be kind of left on the board you'd have to hide them in the first turn otherwise they're going to be the only thing that somebody could potentially oh, shoot yeah but yeah other than that i can see that working you're right it's that whole thing about but you know if you think about it that would mean that they're not going to likely to get into combat until turn three but that may be exactly what they're there for the later part of the game yeah, yeah. So there's nothing else like it in the custodes list. That's so going to be interesting, sort of seeing how they, yeah, um, seeing how they play out. It's nice to see something new and different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they've got the, I mean, the the models quite cool. They've got those um, sort of the jump pack bases that are curved up <clears throat> around the back. You know, the sanguinary guard I think have them. Uh, okay, right. And the uh, uh, no, who is it? The primaris marines have them as well. The jump yeah, pack yeah. guards, those yes, they do, they, yeah. curved up. Um, Base yes, that's they're, right. quite, they're quite snazzy little things, but uh, yeah, see, rather yeah. than what they used to do, which was like have them, you know, on the ground hopping, yeah, or rather painfully going into an area, no, no, nothing they should yeah. ever go into. Um, they're kind of going up the side of the back, so they're not, they're less likely to snap off as well. That was the other thing that always happened with those, yeah. It's getting, I'm trying to because of the, the bases that I use, those bases oh, need to be sort of central, like, yeah, for the purpose of you know, the. The gravity distribution or the weight distribution so I've, I've got to try and work a way of making that successful but uh, mm. yeah no, they're, they're super cool i'm really glad i've got some of those cool yeah. awesome awesome okay next then okay so uh next um we had the uh kill zone sector frontiers um obviously designed for oh those uh custodian events area i don't know if we mentioned the price 40 quid for free um uh, yes so Killzone Sector Frontier is obviously designed for um, Kill Team, but it's terrain, and we love terrain in Heresy. Uh, 50 quid or £42.50 at Element Games. It's terrain very similar to the STC Riser Pattern Ruins. Uh, new types of frame in there. Um, you can make a whole building, and you've got some long long bits as well. That's quite, now, it's quite a big set of kit, really. If you can make that building and everything else that's there. Yes, yeah. yes, you can. Everything yeah. in there you can make. So 50 quid, that's not a bad little bit of terrain. The only problem it is it's not very tall. Um, uh, that's true. the only negative I would say. It's not very tall, so it's not going to provide line of sight against, um, say, a knight, uh, for example. But no, that infantry, said, definitely. 
um and i have invested in a set myself because i like kill team so um and you like scenery and i like yeah. scenery yeah i do like scenery yeah well i'm you know what i'm doing i'm trying to build up the scenery so yeah, yeah. Um, has it got the um name uh, named by manatees seal of approval uh no just <laughs> sector frontiers kill environment kill sorry kill zone sector frontiers environment expansion that actually doesn't sound like manatee does it <clears throat> no, and, was, and they had an interesting vi- they had an interesting video of um a wild west um sort of um shootout between the mechanicum yeah. and the gene stealers um so that was that was quite funny uh but yeah 50 quid or 42 pounds from our friends at element games um cool. and uh yeah that's quite good I've, I'm, I'm gonna pick mine up tomorrow um uh, my sister-in-law sort of took it in because we weren't uh here and she took it with her oh, i don't know why. Cat, she's cat sitting she took yeah. it with her she took it with her. She took like she she thought it was what she thought it was. She just put it in with the to- kids' toys. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, that 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 <laughs> was, conversation. That was not, not really. It, it not a kid. She's she's pregnant again. Um, so she's sort of um, you know, silly brain. Okay. Well, there but, we go. Uh, anyway, so. Um, and then there's another bit of scenery. Um, it's not specifically for heresy, but as a general piece of scenery, I think it would very much fit in with an industrial mining board. It's the Sector Mechanicus Tectonic Fragral. It's a set for the Gene Sealer coats. Um, but I think you put that on a um, on an industrial board. I think that's going to look pretty good. Uh, if only we had a reason for an industrial board with a drill. Yeah, if only. If yeah, if only. Sorted it out in time. If I could have, I would have. But yeah, I think that looks pretty decent as a bit of kit goes. I don't know about you guys. The moment I, they showed the preview picture, I thought it was awesome. It just, I can't. Because the thing is, if you think about it, you spend another £15 and you can get all of the, I'm going to get a set of scenery. This is a great, I think a really great but, piece, but I wonder whether it's, you know, whether we'll see many of them. It's a, it's a feature piece, isn't it? I mean, that's, yeah. you know, it's like yeah, the yeah, garden yeah. thing buying you know all your side bits you know just to go in the bit of color and then you spend yeah. 200 quid on a rose bush you know yeah, it's, yes. that, it's that feature thing isn't it so but, yeah. but that seems to be the thing with um uh with uh, 40k now everyone seems to be getting a um <clears throat> a bit of uh, a bit of terrain oh, well, um, specifically for the kind of faction yeah yeah each faction seems to be getting its own uh terrain which is you know interesting but increases the variety from you know when we yeah just had yeah, yeah it's because obviously an l-shaped building yeah the, or- the orcs just got a um what do you call it a, a mech mech workshop um the um, and uh who else has had something recently i can't remember but yeah it, it seems to be happening in uh sigma and in in 40k as well everyone seems to be getting a better scene uh, with that particular thing right i reckon <coughs> that there's a conversion opportunity to make a termite there cheaper oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen lots of people saying saying the same thing so oh okay there was me I, thinking i was onto brave new territory i wonder but... i wonder if we'll see the termite magnetized to the structure of this from someone as a you know put oh. it on their board I can't. Yeah. I can, someone else must have considered that by now, other than this, this crazy term, man. Termite launch pad. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's plastic. Would it? Termite's quite heavy. It's yeah, heavy. but you. Yeah. Well, you put it on the base to 
yeah i see what you mean i i think that, that you could you could make a passable termite from that kit i think with a bit of scratch building with some tracks or something no bother all right fair enough uh okay so uh that was that <coughs> and then we've got a book korax lord of shadows uh hardback is 12.99 ebook 9.99 and mp3 we the first time we've had the mp3 released at the same time is 19.99 uh, well not say the first time but the first time in a little while um or you can buy the hardback for 11 pounds and four pence at element games um and i haven't read this yet i've you know literally just downloaded it a few days ago i've got a few other things in my queue to read and i'll be getting on with this next uh so we'll have a review next month we should i might read read it on the way up to you guys on the way back down yeah 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 so read primarchs books aren't very long so yeah. yeah exactly um and then we've got some more forger releases uh haval redblade yarl of the fourth great company eddie uh, redbeard eddie redbeard he's eddie out redbeard. yeah he's, he's he's out at last um and uh he cost the princely sum of 45 pounds um and yeah i really like this model the only comment <laughs> i have not about it and so i i, I but for anyone that i'd be perfectly happy but the heavy bolter on him seems a little excessively big well okay yeah that's that's my only criticism the the heavy bolter just seems a bit big um it looks ridiculously built but you know what it's probably got all sorts of suspenser stuff in it to I know what you mean. It does take. It, <clears throat> I mean, it does look like it would, is half the size of his actual whole torso. Yeah. For a guy in Terminator armor. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty I big. I suppose it's a you know Terminator-sized heavy bolt. Yes. He yes. says, losing yeah. faith in this. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, I and, quite and, like and, the, the 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 sort of um, base, the non-painted picture. I think it looks very good. I think that was. Yeah, I, think, the, I think the problem that he had is that. Um, the head didn't really suit that like the way it's you know, been painted didn't really suit the model and also I think people had a lot of issues with the how grey it was but yeah, that, the, yeah. The, the resin stripped down version looks really yeah. I, I'm excited really to see what people are going to make of this one um, I'll admit it's not a Giuseppe style <clears throat> paint job but again as I said if I could paint like that I'd be perfectly happy yeah, oh, that makes sense yeah. um, and then finally uh a space wolves legion death swarm pack which i think were i think we uh, at least between me and graham we think these were the best models that came out of the weekender yeah i i would agree with that I yeah think excellent i think they're really excellent i like them a lot although there's one at the back who looks like he's doing a little bit of a trot oh yes he is isn't he? he's having yeah. a little bit of a bit of a jig yeah <laughs> the guy at the front in the picture looks awesome he looks like he means serious business they they look i think they look a bit like angry badgers <laughs> i'm honest with you oh, there goes, there you goes the space wolf community right there people yep, that, that's they all i can like see now angry badgers angry badgers well, yeah. thing is, though, if, they're, if they're honey badgers i mean they are well, vicious yeah so 40 quid um for five of them i think that's reasonable um considering and i know graham has had some encounters with them <clears throat> did he just yeah so yeah, these, um, these guys are, are great looking figures but they're also absolute monsters in combat and it was only by some freakish um whirlpool of uh, bad luck and fate that i managed to kill them uh, with a heavy flamer 
because the yeah. guy rolled five ones. Actually, yeah. rolled six dice and rolled five ones in that. Ah, oh, yes, I remember this one. But yeah, um, yes, they're good. Do you think they're, the, they're better models than the golden-winged demigod? Yes. yes. Really? I, 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 I mean, he's okay. <coughs> right, I think if I had the money, what would I? Pro- I would probably. I'd rather have. I'd rather have these, I think, than it's just personal taste. I think. I think I'd rather have these than Sanguinis, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. Sanguinis does look great, but he looks to me, he looks almost a bit too much like sculpture, if that makes any sense. It's a classical pose, that you know, that kind of St. Michael slaying the Lucifer or whatever, or you know, the fallen angel stuff. But it it, it looks too much like a, a sort of sculpt, whereas this looks like, you know, angry badgers. Who doesn't want angry badgers over classical sculpture? Okay. Yeah. Uh, not okay. me that's for sure not you, yeah. um that's yeah uh, and that's the new releases that there is also <laughs> um the Fata seven aquatus kill team starter set um just simply because there's a new tech priest in there the tech priest manipulus um which you could use in heresy there's also some stc riser ruins and i suppose you can harvest the sakarans for bits but to be fair it's the character will come out he's on his own later on no doubt or you can just do what i did I knew someone who's buying two of them, and I bought the second tech priest off him. So is is that tech priest picking his nose? Um, or what, it, what remains of his? Well, nose? I, I'm literally holding it in my hands right now, and he's sort of got his uh, fingers steepled just in front of his face. Um, <clears throat> but it yeah, does yeah. look like he's picking his nose. It does yes. look like he's picking his robot nose. Yeah. He's, um, he's an odd looking chap, isn't he? It's it's an interesting yeah. model. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's. It's a very interesting model. Um, Can you build him without the tendrils that come out the front? Um, or are they sort yes, of part of the sprue already? You could. You could, yes. I just wonder. I've got to be honest with you. He's one green green shade away from um, Slippity Bobbit or whatever the one that you like. <laughs> Callback S- Utter Blight. Sloppity Bile Piper. Yeah. Oh, he looks like oh the other one. He yeah. looks very it's similar. It's Valentine's Day. It's nice to get, a, nice to get the, you know, <laughs> the pair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Look at that. I mean, yeah, he just feels a bit like that. To be honest, not my cup of tea. I've got to be honest with you. I think there's better tech marines out there. If he did but, have those bits at the front and you could put a backpack on him, I think he that would improve him. He's got a backpack. No, no, but if you could put yeah, where that sort of control stick sticking at the back of his back, if you could put like a machinator array kind of thing in there, or just some servo arms coming over the top. Yeah, rather well, than those weird tendrils at the front. He's all plastic, so he's very, going to be very easy to modify. So um, I, I won't be surprised if we do see him as the basis for some conversions for tech priests uh, or dominuses uh, and whatever have you yeah. in the future. So uh, that's that's the new releases. So cool. what we'll do now is we'll move on to uh, what we've been up to. So. So now we move on to the what we've been up to and the various antics and things and no prizes for guessing which one of us may have done the most as uh, <laughs> no clue it's not me so I'll go first. Uh, so yeah, I've uh, I bought my veterinary yes. and it's just working out what I'm going to do with those. But now sort of talking to you guys about it, that's a little bit firmer in my mind. Mm. But as you know, the, the I had a week where I was completely out for the count with flu and things, so it's been catch up. And then we're 
you know, at this particular point in time, we are literally two weeks away from the evening before Company of Legends. So it's just, uh, <clears throat> yeah, no, absolutely. So it's just all hands to the pump, really, making sure that the bits that I've got to get organised for that are are there. And you know, we're, we're we're making good progress at this point. I think we're yeah yeah we're going to be we'll be there. We're, we're happy. You know, we're we're getting to that point now where it's going to be. We've got a good event. Yeah, yeah, I think we do. I think we do. Oh yeah, that's so yeah, that's that's me. That week of uh, yeah, a week where I basically slept for three out of four days, three out of the five days with you know a death on my chest, really sort of spanned in the works a lot of things. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, it's been yeah, coming but I've got got plans for what to do once that's all you know. Through three weeks' time, I've got plans for that. Three weeks' time. Awesome. Two weeks time, yeah. Week off after coming to Legends, and then okay. back to. Uh... <clears throat> so yes, um, so I've been I've been up to the same, but as you basically, Chris. Um, so yeah, I've been frantically uh, writing stories, uh, writing missions, writing narratives for missions, because you know we don't we don't like to make ourselves we don't like to make things <clears throat> easy for ourselves, uh, nope. if nothing else. So um. We had a good breakthrough though this week with the story. Uh, and I was a bit shaky about the ending and a quick chat with Chris the other day, and we, we came up with a really good solution, or at least Chris did. Um, and that makes the story from the thing about writing stories, okay, is that not all you know, we have a rough idea, and a lot of I suppose writers probably write things very differently, but this was quite difficult to get an, an ending that was dramatic. Um yeah. Because of the way that we've written it, which will become apparent to the people that play the game, but we finally kind of came up with something that that really uh, zings, in my view, um, and uh, sort of marries a lot of things together and gives the story a, a real narrative ending and a real sense of drama. So, you know, I mean, nobody's going to read this stuff. Let's be honest, but you know, we, we are trying our absolute best. If one person reads it at the event, then you know, we've done well. Then you know, I'm sure we'll do what we did last year which is put it all out for people um and that's there i don't know i don't know how many people downloaded it to over christmas when we put it all up for them for the 2018 the story and everything yeah. well, we had a we had a fair few downloads uh it was in the uh it was in the low 20s well that's it's better than i thought it would be yeah. um but yeah, yeah so, so did i it's it's it's, yeah, a, it's a tricky thing somewhere we can build as well which is yeah and um and also writing a story with two people is sometimes can be because you think this is a really great idea. And then Chris, Chris say, actually, Graham, it's nonsense. And you're like, yeah, you know, what, Chris, you're, you're not wrong. Or Chris will get all hipster and not want to do anything that I think is really cool. And then we'll like sulk for a bit. But we eventually we come back because we're both passionate about the story. And, uh, you know, we both agree a way forward and it, and it really works. And I think most of the time, you know, we're very similar in yeah. a lot of our you know we're, we're brothers you know so we're going to have similarities but i don't think there are too many times where we have said to each other just just walk away no, you're right. i think it's one of those things where it's like there was a we both, like i said we both just want to make the stories that we're writing and you know, the idea <laughs> the best it can be yeah it's, it's quite funny there was definitely a sort of david bowie versus um, <laughs> status quo bit there because there was a particular thing that, I thought, that would be so cool so I went to a lot of effort and thinking about how it would work and Chris was like it's not that cool it's been done a billion times grow up old man it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't cool <laughs> it was just that it, it didn't it didn't fit it didn't You're right too, it, it didn't fit yeah, yeah absolutely right but that, that, but that is actually one of the 
advantages of writing something together because it, it you get somebody else's view and you don't make the you know you don't just write the stuff that you think's gonna be great and you think's really cool but actually in the cold light of day somebody else reading it will say actually you know you might want to think about changing that and i think the real benefit is you know where you get stuck with a particular um sort of narrative cul-de-sac and somebody comes along like chris and says oh how about this and then all of a sudden there's a whole pathway opened up for the story and uh, it makes a lot more sense so yeah it's fun but it's a lot of work and i do really you know the people that actually write for a living my god it must be so difficult because oh, yeah. i we struggle and you know we're just doing a couple of sides of a4 so that's been taking up a huge amount of our time as you'd expect um but even so i did manage to um strip down some lehman russes that i got from ebay um for my solar uh, tank army and i also put together my lehman russ incinerator which is a great um looking thing oh, i don't think nice. i'll get any more than one of them but um because they're not cheap but uh, it's it's a cool looking thing like with the um demi the one with the volkite yeah volkite demi colvin it looks hey. really cool um but uh other than that you know i haven't actually put a, 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 any paint on anything um since we started trying to get the story sorted because uh you know there's only so much hobby time you have and at the moment it's all being used up in that so yes nothing from me so that leaves us to be shamed can we get the spongebob squarepants theme tune up at this point is that would that be uh, breaking certain rules squidward unleash the kraken as they say Absolutely. here's michael we'll see we'll, okay. we'll be back in 20 25 minutes or so yes um right well um i started the month i had a big building spree for some um for some scenery um i um uh uh, sort of uh built and primed uh the derelict factorum uh piece of scenery um uh two wall of martyrs defense lines a wall of martyrs defense bunker um and a defense emplacement um, so they're all ready to rock and roll. I don't think I'm going to have the Bulamata stuff ready for, for Company of Legends, but, uh, uh, you know, it'll be ready for the next one anyway. Yeah, I know me and Graham are saying about, our, you know, the, the writing and everything, but the, the amount of like, terrain and things. Lost you there for a moment. Assembled and painted everything. You, I mean, oh, sorry about that. Um, the amount of terrain and everything that you've painted and assembled, you know, you're going to make it, you know, they were writing the story, you're going to make that a reality for people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we you know, try pretty epic all around yeah. um and then i um sort of painted a set of uh sector ruins uh used a new color scheme for them um something a bit different um i painted the aquila strong point um the, the bit, one with the big gun it's sort of been oh, yeah. under my desk unpainted um for a couple of months ever since i bought it uh, i think it was back in november uh, and it's sort of been taunting me and i was like oh this is going to be a really really difficult bit of terrain to paint it actually wasn't i got it done in a day um it's not you know not an advanced paint job but it's you know it'll do but it, it was sort of uh, um I, I was expecting it to be like the rest of the wall of martyr stuff and have all the the bit of skeleton stuck into it and, and such but it didn't have any of that bump. So, okay, uh, okay. No sort of uh, random walls of skulls anywhere. No, 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 not really. So I was quite pleasantly surprised with that and quite happy. And yeah, that that's all painted and um and sitting in a box, um ready to go. And uh, I'm putting that table together tomorrow uh, t- uh, Saturday because I'm lending my terrain to a 40k tournament. So um, all right, which is a, which is a sneaky way of also testing to make sure that 
what um what we've got covers tables so that was a bit naughty okay, okay. Uh, nah, not really um i then um so what else have i done i, I did a, a set of quake cannon craters um i had a set of them i found in my um in my studio uh when i moved it and i was like wait because because they've been out of print for ages and they're really really nice bits of terrain um so i was quite pleased to get them um i also did another free munitorum armor containers i think i'm done with them for now I think uh, how many, how many different paint schemes have you done with those now i mean I are we at done full 20, spectrum of the rainbow? we've done 21 these ones were done in purple right um, so. request i I do them in purple so i did them in purple and then she said not that purple it's too dark <laughs> <laughs> what, can't, I mean, you can't win against that can you mean i use nagaroff knight as a base and apparently it's too dark oh she's done you know, what was imperial purple back in the day yeah yeah pretty much um and for my demons or my root of the ruin storm i did some more demons i did uh 10 more blood letters and i did a skull cannon and i'm really hoping they have a skull cannon in in demons of the ruin storm really hope it's there i mean everything else seems to be there but i haven't seen that but we'll we'll see uh we'll see um and yeah they got chariots yeah yeah. Yeah. um i then took a day and built uh, all the death world forest bo- uh, stuff so that was uh, two boxes of the death world forest kill zone um plus two extra sets of barb goose and an extra set of eldritch ruins um and i sort of was out uh, house sitting um for uh, a couple of days so uh, i was down at uh, megan's parents because uh, her grandma's in hospital and they went down to see her and and they asked us to look after the cat for a couple of days because uh um uh you know they couldn't get a cat sitter at that short notice so i was like all right yeah i'll I'll take down some scenery and i'll just crack on with painting some stuff mm-hmm. and yeah three days i got I and mean, i got all of it done nice. um uh, which surprised me a lot i mean megan helped but you know it was pretty yeah. good um good so, yeah so that's that's a whole board essentially because that joined in the tub uh that it was being put into a um an, another set of eldritch <clears throat> ruins a webway gate and then I think we're going to put it with that um, Necron pylon. Yes. That was built, sort of the unearthed alien pylon, sorry, I should say. Not Necrons, yes. we don't know about Necrons no. in, the, uh, in the 30 year first millennium. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was that was, that was was pretty good. And as I said before, I required a tech priest Manipolis, and I built him yesterday. Um, I had to get Games Workshop to send me the instructions because um, he didn't give me the instructions. But yeah. Oh. I was I was quite happy quite happy with that. That was a that's actually a fun little <clears throat> it's a bit weird, but um, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, fair. It's a it's a very different looking model, isn't it? So all good. Yeah, yeah, definitely some some things they've taken there from Belisarius Call yes. and some other tech priests, but um I don't know. It's a bit strange. I only paid a fiver for him, so Oh yeah, can't argue with that, can yeah, you? That's all right, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Yeah, he he just wanted the extra Sakarans uh, and ruins, so got ya. Um, so it's all good. Um, yeah, and that was it. So, um, all right. So, what what about games? Who's played some games, Chris? <laughs> Graham. Yes, I have played some games. I I have actually played some games. So this was um, it was my birthday in January. Would you believe? And uh, yeah, I, 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 what, how old were you? 
I was 49 of your Earth years. Really? Uh, wow. Yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Steady. We do something special next year, don't we? Yes, you do. Yeah. Tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> so, yes, 49 years of age, which is horrifically massive. That's all right. Our, our much older than that, so it's fine. Get yeah, Maligio Cybernetica themed cake. Oh, yes, do that. Do that. Because if I carry on any longer with all these aches and pains, I'm going to need some kind of cybernetic <clears throat> enhancement just to get around, I think. Um, so I'm not doing piggybacks. No, fair play. So we went down to... So luckily, uh, this coincided with a, uh, a visit <clears throat> that uh, we put together with the what has become the sort of Sterling boys, which is uh, myself, Michael, um, Gareth and Richie, um, to go down to Warhammer World for the day uh, because Richie hadn't been down there ever which I was incredible incredulous even um, about and uh, I don't think I think Gareth had been a long time ago so uh, uh, was he, really... he, he was last there before the refurbishment you know when they put up the new museum and the Forge World store yes yes so it was really way way back in the day so um, we went down there uh, to play a big game so uh, this was quite cool so we had um, myself and Richie, uh, Richie was playing Iron Hands, and I was playing my loyalist Iron Warriors against the uh, traitorous word bearers and the e- equally traitorous Thousand Sons, uh, including Magnus in all of his his full pre FAQ nerfed glory. So yeah. it was three and a half thousand points each, I think. If I'm not yep, mistaken. yep. So seven thousand aside. Um, we got two tables. We used an eight by four kind of layout and we played through one of the missions um, that we're going to do at what well, we may do, depending on how the story branches um, with Company of Legends. So um, that was quite good. Cause it got me to gave a little little play test for stuff as well, which was always useful um, and making sure that every, it kind of everybody understood exactly what was going on and all the other sort of teething problems that you get. So, yeah, not bad at all. So cracking game anyway. Uh, do you know what? I can't actually remember who won at the end of it. I think we might have won. Yes, the, the lawyers won. Yeah, but it was it was pretty. I mean, we had some big, fairly big stuff, didn't we? You had the um, the the mastodon, didn't you? Yeah, the mastodon came and lasted a turn and a half. We really shot the bejesus out of this thing. <coughs> Absolutely You're terrible people. Terrible, laid, terrible people. Laid in with it. I, had oh, a... I never get to play with it all that often. And as soon as no. it comes out, boom, shot the thing to death. Um. But it was quite interesting because uh, I think the Magnus was such a such a game changer, but he kind of went the wrong direction for the mission, unfortunately, and uh, didn't really come into his own until later on in the game. Um, by that time, Richie and I had managed. We had some pretty ferocious firepower, didn't we, Michael? Yeah. Um, trying to get in for you to get into our deployment zone was quite tricky. And, um, you know, we had a bit more mobility and a lot of firepower. I think we managed to eke it in the end. So, um, yeah, it was a good, fun game. I really enjoyed it. Um, and it was it's a, it's a great venue, obviously, Warhammer World, and it's just quite a chilled and relaxed day. I mean, we had, you know, it was a fairly long drive. I mean, it's three hours from here, roughly speaking, and three hours back, so six hours driving. But um, it, was, it was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, definitely want to do it again at some point this year. Um Maybe see if we can get Chris to join us up there. Yeah, that would so be I, nice, I, I did um, toy at one point about seeing a sort of blagging it off work and, and making a surprise visit, but that was the day that you know Nurgle came and decided that he would <laughs> come and pay a visit to my every part of my body. 
Nice. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, there was a, a conversation at work about can I have that particular day off to come and you know, get yeah. up to you guys, but yeah, just flu got me. Ah, oh, no worries. But um, yeah, it was it was a good fun day, and like I said, I actually bought some stuff as well at Warhammer World because I got my, I'd saved up my Christmas money, some of it, and I'd saved up my birthday money. So I bought myself um, some stuff for my solar. So I now have a Stormhammer Super Heavy, um, which is great. I haven't even looked at it to put it together yet. I just just admire it in its bag. And uh, I also remember I got a voucher from um, my brother and uh, remembered that actually in the summer I'd won a voucher, a sort of actual tournament tournament for um, Heresy. Yeah, I remember saying about that. And so I was like, oh, nice surprise. I actually had more money than I thought. So I bought myself a 20-man LAS rifle solar auxiliary squad, which is £75 for 20 models, which isn't actually that bad when you consider it's £44 for 10 of the other solar auxiliary. Is it the Velatiris? Yeah. No, it's the other one, just the the LAS rifle section. Okay, cool. So like a big squad for 20. You know, that's that's reasonable, isn't it? You know, £3.50 a model or whatever. So, um. Again, I haven't even opened the box for those yet, but uh, looking forward to putting them together. Um, and I will have, I think, um, if my budgeting goes to plan, um, enough money to potentially purchase a command squad and another 10-man squad. And then that's me done. Everything is bought. Just the small matter of getting it all painted. So, yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? It's that, you know, the assembling is the easy bit, really. It's the... Yeah. Yeah, that extra time hang. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but um yeah so it was but anyway like i said it was a great day out at Warmer world really enjoyed it i uh, would definitely like to do it again and you know we, we, maybe we'll do something in the in the new in uh, sort of summertime or something if people fancy meeting up there we shall see but yeah definitely cool fun thank you very much uh gareth and richie and yeah of course, yeah michael it was a lot of fun i, I really enjoyed it and uh, um it was a great great day, game all round and uh Although getting out was a bit of a hassle because the sat nav sort of took us around the houses because uh, a, oh, yeah. a couple of a couple of strange turns were made, um, mm. yes. but we did go past Warlord Games headquarters, so you know. Okay, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any take it all in. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was lots of fun. Um, but yeah, so um, that was my yeah. That was my only game of heresy, but I did play Adeptus Titanicus. I managed to get a game with James Hopper. Um, we've been trying to get a game for ages, but every yes. time I'm free, he's not, and <clears throat> vice versa. Um, and uh, I played. I took an Axiom Manifold. We just played the basic first mission in the book, and um, I had one more Titan than he did. Um, he had uh, a Reaver. Sorry, uh, what did he have? He had uh, two reavers and a warhound and a warlord, and I had uh, and three three normal knights, mm-hmm. and I had um, a, a warlord, an axiom. I had a full axiom, warlord, <clears throat> two reavers, uh, two warhounds, and um, yeah, so we did that. Um, it was very brutal. Um, Serastus knights, once they get in, they just they just tear titans apart. Really? um yeah they're they've got to get there but they really do some damage once they get in right wow um oh, that's what, was, that's what you know, I think, sure, they said in the thing wasn't it the, when they released them that that's what they were they were uh, built for wasn't it just to go in there and get yeah involved. yeah yeah and i just i had a really 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 
really fun time um i lost um because i lost uh a warhound and a reaver i think i lost something else as well did i lose two warhounds no no i just lost a warhound and a reaver um to one i took down one reaver um and one warhound but uh, oh, there were lots of other points as well, but I've got the point here. I lost 28.46. I must have lost more than more. Okay. I must have lost something else as well. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously I I was at a disadvantage because I brought more Titans. So he had he started off at point levels anyway. Yes. Because um, yeah. if you've got you know fewer fewer Titans, that mission um, says you get an advantage. Right. Okay. Should right. It should make sense. Yeah. Adeptus right. Titanicus isn't like heresy where you you set two thousand points and you build to two thousand points. With this you get a range, so it was between one thousand two hundred and fifty and one thousand seven hundred and fifty. I went up to the one thousand seven hundred and fifty and he was around one thousand five hundred. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, and I'm playing again uh, in two weeks, just before just before Company of Legends. Um, so yeah, I, I had a lot of fun doing that. Cool. Very uh, good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what about hobby commitments? Because, because we said we were going to talk about what we're what we're committing yeah. to doing, <laughs> or, or committed to doing, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. 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 So, okay. I guess I'll. So, mine's really get the Benatari built, and then it's really I need to get on with getting my Titans done because mm. the guys that I meet up with on Mondays, um, we want to get a campaign going. So um yeah i need to uh, i promised um adam that i would uh once kind of legends is done really crack on and get the get my lead my legio sorted okay. um that's yeah i've got uh, it's on the podcast and i've you know made a personal vow to him as well face to face sworn an uh, oath of moment <clears throat> basically yeah so i can't <laughs> i can't escape that so yeah be, once these so unfortunately my mechanic army is just getting push that further that bit further, nice. further back. but uh, it's more of my time that i can save to buy stuff which is give, yeah give, give yourself a nice bit of time to do the mechanicum yeah i, 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 yeah, I don't want to yeah i don't want to rush them things are built now but it's just you know going that next step and sort of putting paint on models things like that so okay. uh, and i want to use there's a paint that i've got to use for my titans that i might use on my mechanicum okay um so cool. it's good to test it out on a bigger model before i put mm. it out but yeah that's it it's, it's the titans come come march so titans first and then maybe onto the mechanicum after that yeah i think yeah they'll just have to go back where it'll be a much more long-term project than i thought they were going to be yeah gotcha. awesome uh and yourself graham uh so yeah like chris basically everything's pretty much on hold though i have um you know when in when i have got some time i've been building models <clears throat> Because you know, I quite like building them. It's quite a relaxing thing to do, and it takes your mind off the fact that you've got a story to write sometimes. Um, but once I'm done on that, I think the next step is probably to finish off the militia part of the army. Um, I've got 15 guys to put together for that um, militia fellas, and I've still got a termite to put together from last year, and a thunderbolt, and oh man. I've got five rushes to paint. I, the list goes on and on. But um, suffice to say uh, that once Comic Legends is out of the way, I want to kind of. I would like to get my Colts and Militia armor because we probably need to think about an event to go to this year um, as well, yeah, gents. We need to, really yeah, we need to kind yeah. of start start yeah, the calendar. Start yeah. having a look and see what's available because we um 
definitely need to let the, the uh, wife know because we're going to do a southern one and um, i can't think <coughs> there was a heresy scott event um which we thought i thought about going to for the northern one uh, but i can't make that one because it's in june unfortunately i would love to have gone to that so um we'll have a look but we need to have a look at that because that will then give us a bit more impetus to get something made yep yep yeah, i think um, I mean, Mechanicum, I don't think my Mechanicum are going to be any point ready for an event this year, you know, in any sort of force. That gotcha. makes sense. Yeah. I think they're going to probably be a 2020 project gotcha. on, on the field as a whole army at 2020 at this point, I guess. I suppose you could do an allied one, couldn't you? Just yeah, I, I could pop bits and pieces into with the, the Golden Boys. Yeah. Um, or maybe just, you know, try and do something <clears throat> using all three of the, the, sort of the forces. Um, yeah. at one point or another, but yeah, we'll see how we go. Cool. Yeah, Caesar Tower themed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 What about yourself, Michael? Um. Well. Um. I <coughs> want to get my la- my la- my next Titan built. I, well, I've got it built. I've got it primed. I just want to get it finished. That's a Warlord Titan. Um. And uh, I want to get Oof. that up and running. Um. And then I think I'm just gonna <laughs> probably concentrate on getting a ton of scenery done um i've got two weeks so i've got a few little bits and bobs to do mostly kill team stuff but it'll help to make uh boards where we need it so see if i can get that done um and uh up and running for uh company of legends and then um after that i don't know um i you know i like the warhound um the The warhound actual warhound warhound um 28 you know the big boy yeah i think i'm gonna probably start that um april-ish there's a few things i want to get out uh, over uh, over and done with first um but yes it's it's definitely a project uh but it's probably long term going to be done in the summer because yes the other thing we think about course is that we put from last um I think it was from last month. We put the vote out, didn't we, as to what army we should do next? As oh well. yeah, I suppose we should talk about that, shouldn't we? Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got that to do. Got that to do. Um, yeah. So, so we, so it was suggested that we have a podcast army, yes. so one that we would share between us. One of us would take in it to an event, yes, and we will play with it, yes. Um, and I think we haven't made a plan as to when we'd like to debut this. I mean, personally, I would suggest maybe Blood and Glory. Yeah. Um. But the two armies that we agree between us that we will put out to the vote were the Blood Angels mm. and the Sons of Horus. Mm. Um, and the Sons of Horus snuck in. It was a 48 to 52. Um, as, as all votes go these days. That's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, there's mentions of a people's vote, um, some corruption on the uh, on the <laughs> Sons of Horus side. Um, I think there was definitely Promises. some money going through to being spread around by different campaigns and uh it's weird russian vote rigging allegations. yeah and, so, and, and someone wrote about how um you know the the the, the, the sons uh, you know horus will make the imperium great again on the side of a bus that's exactly right yeah, yeah so, cambridge analytica and their data set mining yeah i mean quite frankly i mean we have we have i have a list of the names of people <laughs> which side and you know <laughs> How many votes was it in the end? Was it, was it, was it, was it, was it 240, something like that, I think? It was a lot. It was a lot. Uh, and it came down to about eight. I think it was about eight or nine votes between it, something like that. Well, yeah, so... Um, 
Sandra Horace, and I think we've had a, uh, a a slight disagreement about which which way we're doing this because you two <laughs> want to do lunar walls, yes, because they make match the colours of the podcast. Yeah, I just I, I'm 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 going to say right now I'm doing the first company. I'll do the first company units because I'm painting black. I'm not painting okay. white again. I've done Fair the enough. card. I don't want to paint white again. That's not even white though. That's like off off brown in the well, death card. Uh, it's a white it's a white but 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 interestingly there is you know it it comes to the um uh state of the union will mention that anyway um but yeah so so we'll be doing that so um right so shall we move into the state of the union let's do just that. that All right, so uh, State of the Union. So this is mm. our uh, monthly uh, run-through of what is going on in the world of Heresy and some general Games Workshop stuff as well. So yeah. uh, what we'll, we'll, we'll just run through this quickly. Uh, uh, most of the news this month is obviously uh, contained within the FAQ and the Weekender, mm. uh, but some other stuff did happen. So uh, speaking of Weekender, the day our last episode was published uh they did uh, reveal some of the early releases for the weekender um those being praetors for the night lords a leviathan for the night lords uh blood angels um unique unit the crimson paladins and the big ordinatus mole which is now the ordinatus Acateus. um we ha- then had an interesting a, a bit of a filler article uh from the guardian um on games workshop because obviously games workshop is now worth a billion pounds so um it's getting some attention from the press of late because obviously they're sort of a british company worth a billion pounds these days really um and yeah, in retail. So, yeah and in retail so it was a bit of a filler article in my opinion personally so there wasn't really much detail in there although it did touch on you know when they were speaking to to thing about how other game systems are actually suffering um uh, as a result of games workshop and uh i definitely think that's something that uh that i recognize um i mean malifaux and war machine you know they they you know they've they've kind of disappeared uh, since the you know since the new Games Workshop came along, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Malifaux was huge at one point, wasn't it? Everyone was playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And skirmish games picked up for a while. I mean, we had uh, Gangs of Rome was sort of a big thing at one point last summer. Mm. Then Kill Team came out and that disappeared. Yeah. Uh, um, same with Test of Honor. Um, <clears throat> you know, just they were around and now they're not. Um, so is that necessarily good for the industry or not? I don't know, but. That's a good uh, point. It's a good point. Yeah, I think it's certainly something I do recognise that that the other game systems, um, unless it's bolt action, have for the most part disappeared. Well, not disappeared, but they're getting played a lot, lot less. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've got friends that play a lot of um, Mantic games, things like that. Um, I mean, Vanguard's, you know, very popular with other people. Um, so, I mean, they are still out there, but I know what you mean. It's not. Not as much as they were. I, I mean, suppose it depends if you know if you're on the periphery of those communities anyway, then you're only going to notice <clears throat> a very small edge of it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within that, within the those particular communities, there may be a much bigger scene than we yeah, yeah, than, than we're seeing. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes oh, sense. yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That makes it. That, that makes sense. Workshop point of view. 
so we're you know looking at it going oh yeah there, there doesn't look too many people but i imagine those communities even now are still very big it's just that you know we're not necessarily you know in it to, yeah. to get the best of those yeah yeah i mean the board game industry is you know there's always new games coming out there's always you know like kickstarter things always producing new model lines and games to go with it so i mean the industry must be doing okay to you know those people to warrant or think that the community warrants that um <clears throat> that investment thing so yeah, yeah. i think that's true i mean <clears throat> i suppose the one of the things that they kind of look at some of the games workshop things as like almost like a sort of gateway gaming system that most yeah. people go through to go on to other things but i think what's happened now if i'm honest is that games potentially things like Malifaux or whatever that were that kind of skirmish realm obviously games workshops market research realize that there's a definite market there and have filled it up with other things with things that you know that they do that that, that Malifaux and stuff probably riffed off of in the first place like things like kill team and necromunda etc so you know i think that there's that they can uh, games workshop can put a huge amount of product they can also put it out on the high street which the others don't tend to do unless you know unless you're going to go to a specific games shop you can always try and find a yeah. games workshop and you're going to be able to pick up you know kill team for next to nothing so yeah i think there's um it's interesting if that dominant position becomes um a detriment to the industry i think is what the article was trying to say that you know would we be losing some of a sort of intellectual creativity by just having one big company? But there seems to be this whole thing where people go from company to company anyway. Um, and sort of particularly the freelancers, you know, they might write something for games workshop, but then they go and write another game for another game system or game company altogether. So I'm not sure that's as, as bad as it could be. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we also had confirmation about the long suspected uh, date of the Black Library celebration. So that is going to be um, a weekend. Uh, well, next weekend, uh, mm. this weekend coming, uh, if you're listening to this on day of release, uh, the 23rd and 24th of February. Uh, Heresy's getting some cool stuff. We're getting uh, the release of the Buried Dagger. The mm. last in the Horus Heresy series. So um, that should be very exciting. Um, mm. We're getting um, two new editions of Horus Rising and False Gods, <clears throat> uh, special celebration nice. editions in a black cover. Those um, covers look awesome, by the way. They, they do look nice. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I prefer the. I'm going to start buying the, the books again if they're going to do this all the way through. Yeah, maybe they'll do <coughs> one in each celebration each year. But I, I, I think I prefer the original covers. Um, but that's just me. But those covers are quite cool, understated. So they're two new yeah. paperbacks, um, which you can get uh, from that that week, that, that day. Um, we've got the release of the limited edition version of Angron, Slave of Nuceria, um, which is there. Oh, the, the, the sorry, the two uh, false gods in Horus Rising, they contain uh, new short stories as well. Um oh that haven't been seen elsewhere apparently although i did hear someone say that the one in horus rising is the wolf of ash and fire which we have seen elsewhere um but we'll see we'll see what, what, what they come out as um if i have to buy two new editions just to get two short stories i'll be le- not so impressed but black library do have a habit of releasing these things uh, eventually as you know as uh, electronic stories yeah. in a so, compilation somewhere else so we might get that that elsewhere um yes yeah, so we've got um there's a free uh well at least with any physical purchase uh well that's at least what it was last year uh, i imagine it's going to be the same here a free with any physical purchase a um 
a uh, Black Library celebration anthology, um, which contains two new stories for Heresy. Um, one which deals with the aftermath of Mortarian meeting the Emperor, um, which obviously following on from the, the, the buried dagger uh, themed around that. And then we have the tale of Angron's last stand on Nuceria, um, before he was whisked away by the Emperor. So uh, obviously themed to coincide with the uh, books that are being released uh, that weekend. Also noticed that the um, uh, I know it's not heresy today, but Storm of Irons being re redone, which I know is one of Graham's. I think I've got your copy of it actually. Right now I think about it, um, your paperback copy. Ah, right, that, that's absolute belter. For those yeah. that you know, yeah, that's, that's... people are getting involved in in Iron Warriors, and you know, you should really question a lot of your life choices. That's what you're doing. <laughs> um, but that you know, it is a brilliant book. Yeah, yeah, it's a very very good book. Um, but that DJ Mortis as well is there. That that gets released um, as well. Um, and there are there's also four vinyl coasters, uh, Horus Heresy vinyl coasters available as well. Uh, said to be themes around the buried dagger, but I suspect based on the photo of them, they include uh, the word bearers uh, legion symbol. So I suspect they're just based on the, the heresy releases that weekend. Um, and then later on in the month, we got a um, video uh, with v- Peachy and Duncan talking about the, what they're, they're looking forward to. And they sort of confirmed something that was in white dwarf, but you know, we can now know exactly what it is. A Horus heresy <laughs> sketch sketchbook. Uh, I think people were thinking, is this going to be like the Eldar sketchbook that's been released for some store birthdays, um, which is just basically just good. Is it just Goodwin? Yeah. Just Goodwin's uh, pictures of the, uh, you know, the, the mock-ups, the, the looks of the Eldar uh, warriors. Um, but no, it's an actual just blank page sketchbook. So oh, right, okay. um, <laughs> that, that will be available so to buy go, as well on the go with, your, go with your Horus Heresy ruled diary thing. Yes, yes. You yes. can get the full set for. Yes, you can get a plain one. Um, <laughs> so that's cool. Um, what else have we got here? Black Library have joined Instagram as black library black underscore library underscore official. Um, we're following them on Instagram. Um, probably worth you know following see if it's something they use to announce new stuff whatever that's cool we'll put a link in the show notes but instagram it's got to be one of my commitments at uh, company legends to show you two how to use it because because i got you know it was the feedback get graham and chris i'm sure you wrote that (laughs) (laughs) no i wish i did show us us the email show us the the message yes the problem is i've got to i've shown you the message i've got to actually because i've actually got to teach you how to use it and you know um i'm not looking forward to that i can get our um the the girl that does our web design our web promotion stuff at work to teach me you know then you know that's one less person you've got to worry about yeah yeah i got i just got to teach the old man i only work in it so it's fine (coughs) (laughs) yeah but it's all right it just seems to be the way the a lot of heresy stuff gets done anyway uh Stankwinius got revealed Monday before the weekender. Uh, got a bit of mixed reaction. Some people mm. loved it. An equal number really didn't like it. Um, it was revealed that there'll be two versions available: the game version, uh, and then a collector's version with a uh, extraordinary, uh, as Games Workshop calls it, display base. Um, uh, which was initially available at the weekender, uh, then will be available for a brief period online before becoming a Warhammer World and event exclusive. It's a um, hell of a thing, that isn't it? It is. It's a bit weird because obviously all the other Primarchs have had their display base 
included. But I suppose when you've got those massive wings, mm. I mean, um, he's, he's quite display anyway, isn't he? he you know, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I mean, so, uh, a, a lot of people were sort of a bit mm, unsure about because of the, the way he was holding his sword. But I mean, I tell you what, though, that sword is amazing. You know, yeah, the, the, I mean, way, the way it's got all those gates on there. What was it? I can't remember what it was called, the sword. Uh, it's in the Weekender notes. But um, yeah, that is a really amazing sword. Um, the problem that people had with him is, is the photo they put out. It, it shows him at an unusual angle because they're, they're trying to get all of his glory, for lack of a better phrase, uh, in, in full view. Although it's uniquely obscured by a knee if you actually pay attention to the model. Um, I think it's fair to say that, that Ford World have never been the best at getting good photos of their models sometimes. Yeah. I think if, no. if, you, if you want a, a good photo of this particular model... Um, little little legend studio. So our our friend uh, Miles David is doing a non-metallic metals version um, of Sangris. It looks absolutely <coughs> oh yeah, it is amazing, absolutely it is, incredible. It is stunning. It's utterly stunning. Um, but yes, no, lovely model in my opinion. Mm. But Perfect. yeah, Beautiful. so then we had the schedule for the weekender. Um, bit of a mixed bag. Some people were upset because there were some Necromunda seminars in there. Uh, two main seminar areas, an area for writers and a painting areas. I mean, my personal highlights um, looked like they were going to be the fate of the Death Guard, but I'd never really heard anything about. Uh, not many people seem to have gone to that one, which is a shame. Mm. Um, Angron, Slave of Nisiria and the future of Adeptus Titanicus. Um, and I didn't really hear anything about the Angron one either because they moved it um, along with they, they swapped it with one of the one of the um forums about okay. book eight so sadly yeah. not us went to the weekend um i'm i really want to go next year so we'll see i think we're gonna have to aren't we and maybe like i say if we can get us there we can cover all of the things can't we yeah there's a couple of uh ones. and then other releases of books that they said sorry what was that mate sorry three of us nothing will escape nothing not the slightest stone will not be unturned by our investigative uh, powers. Yeah, so Black Library then um, obviously said that the, the uh, Buried Dagger and Slave of the New Syria, Angron, uh, would be early releases at the weekend, which they were. Um, 31st of December, just, sorry, 31st of December, 31st of January, I mean, um, uh, Warhammer TV had a weekender preview with Tony Cottrell. Now, a lot of people who were going to the weekender were became immediately concerned that Tony was just going to basically say everything that's happening at the weekend weekender on the t- on, on Warhammer TV. But mm-hmm. uh, he didn't. Um, he sort of it was the first time we saw the uh, Death Swan. Um, he showed them off um, after, you know, not saying, you know, they weren't previewed before. He was sort of like, yeah, we've shown these on the Internet before, so I can show these off. And I was like, no, you haven't. <laughs> um, uh, you've got to love Tony. Um, yeah. We had the Dreadnought Drop Pod uh, in its final form. Uh, the Return of Legion Dice was announced with the uh, new uh, Night Lords Dice. Um, and um, the, along with their Praetors. Is that going to be for all legions or is it just uh, just night lords right now but i imagine we'll get all legions um okay. because the factory that made them the last batch mm. that they did uh oh. went bankrupt and yeah. um you know the new factory that's making them is the same factory that makes the blood bowl dice so um very reliable um and the uh yeah so we've got power, praetors with power armored one has a helmet and helmetless option uh the ordinatus Achateus is massive 
and there was the bear version, resin, the bear resin version of Sanguinius. So we got our first look, which um, he, he told us we could model it with the sword or the spear. Uh, he also heavily hinted that books nine would be next year. Oh, and he showed off the Rogue Psyker. Uh, orig- uh, you know, it's for Necromunda, but obviously it's a Rogue Psyker. We can use it for um, we can use it for heresy. Um, yeah. And then a little bit of a Q&A. Tony said his favorite legions are Sons of Horus. Uh, and if you had to pick a loyalist legion, it would be the Imperial Fists. I knew he was a good man. I've always I've always said it. Yeah, he's, he's a man that you know lives on the straight and narrow. It's as good as you like. Heart of gold. <laughs> and then he disappointed Absolute liability, frankly, in my book. And then what he just. Then he disappointed everyone and said that book eight would not be at the weekend up, but yeah. wasn't far away at all. This was um, yeah, so that's nearly ensued from this point on, didn't they? They did, they did. But I, I think they handle it rather well, and we'll talk about that when we talk mm. about it. So, uh, in the subsequent Necromunda show, uh, Andy Hoare talked about a secret heresy game being run on the Friday night, which will be Zomortalis game using Necromunda rules. Uh, based on the infiltration of the vengeful spirits by the knights errant and the rules would be contained within the program i am trying to get hold of a program because i actually want to see these rules because mm. i think it'd be quite cool yeah definitely um games workshop are expanding their facilities in memphis at their american facility where they've just got their new forge world uh plant uh, or, or at least warehouse so it's a 3.4 million expansion dollar expansion of their hundred and hundred thousand square foot facility it's strange to see something in square foot you normally see it in square meters these days mm. um to 150,000 square foot with more automation that's, nice. that's a, a lot per square foot isn't it 3.4 million per 50 for 50,000 square feet well well they're, they're adding more automation as well so yeah and it depends you know if it's going to be taller or uh, you know and they're probably uh, and they're probably not just doing that. I mean, I'd imagine if you're doing one bit of the facility, you're going to refurbish, you know, other bits. It's almost seventy dollars a foot. That's probably what it costs, I guess. Yeah, yeah that sounds about that sounds about that sounds about right. If if it's about if it's about what what forty quid, yeah, yeah that seems yeah. that seems reasonable. Um, okay, so um, this month's Warhammer Community Painting Competition is for Adeptus Titanicus. So get submitting photos if you've got engines, because we've seen some fantastic ones out there in the community. Uh, entries for that close on the 20th of February. I would mention Adam, but I know he doesn't listen to this podcast, so there we go. Yeah. Uh, we got an FAQ um, now after the weekend that we were expecting this. We didn't expect it quite so soon, and we're going to discuss that a bit shortly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we knew we were getting one the weekend, and they said, oh, yeah, there's a there's an FAQ coming. Yeah. But we didn't know it was going to be quite this soon. Um we got confirmation of the dates of Warhammer Fest. I had been told them uh, by the people at Warhammer World when I asked, but there was nothing official. Um, so I was going to mention this, but it's now the 12th, uh, sorry, the 11th and 12th of May at the Rico Arena in Coventry, as usual. Uh, tickets go on sale. Well, they go on sale the Saturday just gone, if you're listening to the, because we're recording this before they go on sale. Um, I'm debating whether to go on Saturday or Sunday probably going to go sunday because i like seeing the golden demon um but we'll see um what else have we got here uh quartermaster the uh army building app uh for oh, yeah. uh, apple phones uh have announced they're leaving facebook due to a recent controversy no one actually knows what this recent controversy is um but they're only going to be engaging with users on twitter from now on so that sounds 
someone must know what the. Oh, that's very uh, I mean, I, I don't use Quartermaster because I've always found it to be more <laughs> accurate than Battlescribe. And getting something fixed, I found, you know, for in general, has been a lot more difficult than Battlescribe. With Battlescribe, I can just go on, speak to some of the guys, uh, uh, you know, because I, I, I test. I used to do writing for some of the Battlescribe stuff, but I now just test because uh, the new version is, is, is it's it's not. You know, I'm I'm stuck in my ways. I didn't want to learn the new version. <laughs> I used to be Quartermaster for way back, way back when. But yeah, I, I find Battlescribers easier. I gave up with Quartermaster <laughs> after the first Company of Legends events because we had, um, I was getting lists and I was thinking this doesn't seem right. And then when mm-hmm. when putting it in, it's like you're actually a hundred points over. Battlescribe isn't adding stuff or it's wrong pointed or whatever. And then I had stuff that was a hundred percent less, uh, sorry, a hundred points less. Um, it was just, it just wasn't yeah. very good. Um, and it was silly little things like making you pay twice for Reaper auto cannons. Um, and I've always found getting fixes made to the general database there to be a lot more difficult. Um, but I've always, the guy who does it is actually a really nice guy. So um, he's, he's pretty decent. I did at one point do another app that was like to help you keep track of points in games kind of was yeah. adjutant but i don't know what happened I, I sort of it came out and then it sort of i don't know they updated it after that but obviously a lot of, a lot of people sort of you know a lot of people don't use quartermaster simply because it's it's only on apple uh i mean the guy i can't remember his name now he, he's an apple fanatic you know he only has apple stuff so um refuses to port it over but there you go um Right, so Games Workshop announced the launch of a new type of store, uh, the Warhammer Championship store. Uh, that's coming to the Mount Gravit <coughs> store in Queensland, Australia. Uh, the store features expanded room for gaming and will stock an expanded room r- 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 range of miniatures and run regular national events in the style of the Throne of Skulls. Uh, no word on heresy events, but they're going to be stocking some stuff previously exclusive to events and Warhammer World, such as Ioxion Hale, the uh, Custodes um, character series model, uh, for sense. example. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. Um, is that they... likely to be a, just sort of um, in the sort of uh, territories, if you like? The colonies, my dear friend. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know. Um, they're obviously, I, I think they're doing some experimentation because we've had the Warhammer Cafe, the Citadel, the Warhammer Citadel, oh, yeah. uh, and then they're trying the championship store. So maybe they're just trying to see what would work because obviously I think there is a general idea they want to get more stuff into wow. in, into areas. You know, um, they don't run games days um, anymore because you obviously used to have games days all over the world. Right. Um, so I think they're just looking for something yeah. that works for for events that they run, especially so, uh, especially it's now that they're partnering with a lot more third party events. It's good that they chose Australia as well because and then they get a lot of stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they do. They do get a lot. Care about it, but, you know. Well, if they didn't care. They'd be doing this. We'll see. I mean, the, interestingly, the event packs um, for you know, the tickets, I think, um, uh, can for the for the Age of Sigmar and the Heresy event actually come with exclusive models. So for the Heresy, I think you get the uh, a model that you can only normally get in um, Warhammer World, uh, the Errant Questor. Um, I actually love this model. Uh, he is. I just wish they had rules for him in his ear, um, but never mind. Um, and the um, uh, a Primara Space Marine Lieutenant that's only going to be normally available for independent events um, will be making his debut there as well. So that's in each in your ticket price, 65 Australian dollars. 
So that's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, that. you know, well, yeah. probably retail at 20 quid, wouldn't they? So, so about yeah, 400 yeah. Australian dollars then. Once they posted it, yeah. Yes. That's 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 not too bad, I don't think. Anyway, um, so uh, moving on. So uh, last last thing in our State of the Union was relevant painting guides uh, and conversion guides from uh, Warhammer Community TV, and they've done us they've done all right for us actually. <laughs> we got a how to paint lunar wolves. There are they knew because it was almost it's like, like the next day. It really yeah, was scary. It was. It was. It was up there, and it it doesn't look too bad a guide. But um, I, if we're doing these sons of horrors, I'm really looking forward to the green. But never mind. Um, wait, wait till wait till sons of horrors green comes out, eh? <laughs> um, yeah. The list of lunar of the, the space wars lunar wall uh, lunar wars voters and find out they're all games workers and forge world employees. Then I'm definitely I'm crying foul. And I will be taking it to the the ombudsman for votes. That, is that right? Do you think that that was Definitely. the that was the ones that swung it? Was a, a late surge from uh, Games Workshop G- employees? G- Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, okay. What else? We got a guide on painting battle-ready Martian Skitari. Obviously, it can be used for Securitari. Um, how to paint the dark purple legs <laughs> on beans of Slanesh. Uh, and we had a couple of conversion guides. We got one for fitting resin Forge World weapons to the plastic contemptor, which would have been all the more convenient had the plastic contemptor not currently been out of stock. Yeah, that. Mm. Uh, that did make me chuckle when I was yeah. some post about why it was useful. And I was like, oh, it could be this. Oh, no, wait. No, they can't buy the model. But obviously, I mean, for me, it's 35 quid for the contemptor model. It's what, how much is it for a normal contemptor? 30 ish quid? Um, and then your arms are a tenner. You're already paying a tenner for the arm. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I'd rather just buy a nice Forge World Contemptor if I'm already spending money on that. The only thing that you're going to have to spend extra is on a close combat weapon if you haven't um, planned, if, you know, if you were going to use the plastic close combat weapon. I think, gotcha. I mean, the thing was that also people have picked up plastic contemptors with. Yeah, if they've got a bunch, bunch of them lying around. The yeah. Then, yeah, yeah but betrayal at calf if they've got oh, a bunch yeah. of betrayal at calf and they've got some plastic ones lying around either way it's all good because some people just might not be that confident of building forward world models true enough yeah true enough. um the uh dark purple legs on fiends of slanesh feels like it should be a the opening song on side one of chris gibson's orlock power fist frankly that is that would make a great <coughs> song uh, it is, yeah, and we got, of course, we got the actual uh, uh, tour no, no, we've got that. Yeah, exactly. made. Yeah, by, I have uh, to mention it now. I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> mention it at the end, but yeah, robbing made us some uh, Chris Orlock's Orlock Powerfist. Chris, sorry, Chris, Chris Gibson's Orlock Powerfist <laughs> tour. T- he's got, he's made t-shirt as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's made a t-shirt. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Chris Gibson's Orlock Powerfist um tour t-shirts. Um, we will be seeing this at Company of Legends, <laughs> I know, imagine, in a couple of weeks. Um, it was incredible. I'll have to put a photo of it up. It well, I liked that it was an offhand comment in slightly delirium. Uh, and now it's become this whole thing where posters and, and T-shirts are made of, of a imaginary band that never existed. But I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing. And I think that we should, um, obviously, uh, Robbing's ability with Photoshop is uh, known, but um, I think Chris Gibson also needs a mention of the fact that he's, uh, we were like, oh my goodness, we, we better make sure that, the, you know, the chap's okay, but he, he thought it was excellent. So um, thank you very oh, much. Yeah, 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 he wants one as well. 
there was a whole discussion on instagram and uh and uh the gino two boys want uh, gino five two boys want them as well and it's all fun anyway um so what else have we got um yeah two other conversion guides for cultists chaos cultists which obviously you can use for your cult and militia uh one for slaneshi chaos cultists and one for zinchian chaos cultists um slaneshi ones it's all using necromunda stuff for the most part uh the, the zinch one uses uh, bits of the um bits of bestigor not bestigor um xanagor and uh, gene stealer cult stuff and cordor resin heads and the slaneshi one is basically to lack bodies with slane uh, with cordor heads and um it's actually got got me thinking a lot more about some of those necromunda heads because they look quite cool actually and i'm thinking yeah you could really really do something with your mecha with your, with your cults and militia for that so i mean actually yeah. there was another really good um modeling guide by peach oh. which was how to create chain mail bits of chain mail armor green stuff it was really good because i'm i don't know about you but i'm not no, um i always find green stuff i basically use it for one thing and one thing only and that is for putting in gaps um but the way that they were talking about how long you should leave it before you start using it and making sure your hands are actually you know caught, you know you've got some um dampness on your hands so it doesn't stick to your hands all of those things i've never even considered about using green stuff i just didn't have a clue if i'm completely truthful so and it's a very good little tutorial about you know how you can add little bits of chain mail to your model particularly you know for maybe um your world word world eaters or something like that or the more chaos a side of things to give them a little bit of something extra so it's definitely worth a watch that one i thought it was really ah, interesting. i saw that one and i didn't think oh no, that's not really her- heresy relevant related is it um, um but yeah i just thought you know you could you could definitely use it couldn't you you know for some of the more yeah um, yeah I, think it, stuff. I suppose you could even use it for um iron warriors yeah yeah, yeah they use a bit true. of chain mail yeah okay uh, i'll i'll put that up in the um in the um yeah. what you call it show notes so, so yeah so it was, wasn't good just that doing making chain mail but how to actually use green stuff which i've never been understood but now i've got a much better idea yeah i think we put up a fur fur cloth one last month and that was oh, that's you know right, fur yeah. capes so yeah. yeah it's good that they're doing these conversion guides more so it's quite nice that, that is true yeah okay so shall we move on to the news from the weekender let's do yeah. it The Weekender, then. This was uh, obviously one of the high points of the heresy uh, year, which is where the great and the good descend to hear all about uh, what's going on in the world of the heresy um, and other specialist games in this instance uh, in the next 12 to 24 months, I guess. So um, very. it started off with a little bit of controversy, didn't it? Um, mm-hmm. So we'll go into that first, yeah. I suppose. So uh, obviously with Tony saying the sort of uh, night before or the two nights before that um there was going to be no book eight and a lot of people have gone oh you know i've gone here specifically i've got hotels i've got tickets and specifically to go and buy this book because i'm a white scars player or i'm a blood angels player or demon player or whatever um this is what i wanted and it's not there and there was a almighty ruckus wasn't there i mean it was you know people were, were really it hadn't helped i think because of the earlier confusion about the necromunda thing um, there's a lot of a little not fast in the right word but once people got like the um order of what was actually happening at the event 
and there were a lot of necromunda events more than people i think anticipated i know that was quite a bit of a there were a yeah. lot of people upset about that. well i mean but, the lanyards even said i've seen some of the lanyards they they said for horus heresy and necromunda weekender that's what it was going to be was it that originally i can't remember now uh, it was going to be all specialist games so oh, including that, yes. blood bowl so the only specialist game that hasn't been included is blood bowl oh and oh. lord of the rings okay. we're going to include lord of the rings as well um but you know what i know I what you're saying so. you know, i know i know what you're saying i mean i think people heresy particularly recently with specialist games focus on other things aren't I don't think feeling the love too much. And so anything that feels like a, you know, he- pushing heresy into the, into the sort of back, okay. if you like, causes seems to cause more um, anxiety or more reaction than it would do under normal circumstances. I think this example about the book eight thing, although perfectly justified, if I'm honest, uh, it felt like another one of those things where it's like the whole community is kind of up in arms again, because, you know, Forger may have not communicated something earlier. So the long and short of it is, as far as I'm aware, that the plan was always to have Book 8 available at the weekender, and that was always going to be the case. Unfortunately, due to whatever reasons, uh, logistical reasons, they were unable to deliver it. And you know, people say, well, they could have just air freight stuff over. And the understanding is that these are either sitting somewhere in a crate or, or a container ship somewhere, either sort of on the route here, or they're you know, waiting to be cleared by customs because there was a, a discussion as to whether because of the preparations for EU exit, um, there's going to be you know all of the customs personnel are being retrained to deal with what will be, one assumes, a lot more work because they have to check a lot more stuff coming into the country. Yeah, that, yeah. That's pretty much the the sort of the argument that was given, isn't it? It was basically we, we aren't going to have it. Um, we never said we were going to have it. We said we might have it. And the reason is because we've got this kind of problem with logistics. So, but that didn't, you know, people were massively unhappy about this at the time. And uh, I think that, to be honest with you, it's a testament to how well this weekend was that didn't become the theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when they announced on the Christmas party at the end of December, uh, you know, end of December, that um, it's at the printers now, I started thinking to myself, it's going to be tight. Because, I mean, I had some books. I was working with a company and uh, we had our books depart China on the 24th of December. And we've only just got them um, this week. So they've only just cleared customs this week. Uh, They landed um, at the beginning. Well, you know, um, they they actually took really, they got here really, really quickly. Um, But it took nearly four weeks to get them cleared. Um, So, um, yeah, so they're obviously facing that, and and so, but I mean, these books—I don't know what what the books that you were importing were in comparison, but the black books, I'm guessing, they're a, they're a quality output, aren't they? I mean, the, the yeah, yeah, pages yeah. are lovely. You know, it's not a a quick pamphlet you're printing here; it's a serious piece of a sort of of um sort of um coffee table standard book yeah, isn't it? Uh, but even if they haven't landed if they're still on the boat mm. there's not much you can do about that i mean sometimes boats go slower i mean our books got to the uk about a week quicker than we expected um but 
you know, sometimes stuff gets delayed a long time. I mean, I've I've been involved in Kickstarter projects where it's taken an extra couple of weeks mm. for the boat to make it. It's just, you know, it's silly little things like there could be traffic at the Suez Canal or yeah. um, you can't get them. You can't get it loaded in time to get clearance because uh, some ports don't operate at night for some reason uh, in the Far East. So yeah. it's I mean, uh, do, do we the think it's something that's outside of, you know, in fairness, it's outside of GW's control, isn't it? I mean, it's not like they have it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm positive <laughs> beyond any any shadow of doubt that had the book been available, um, had it had it had they had it in the warehouse, um, and provided they hadn't lost it, like one of the rumors said. Mm. Although I think that's silly uh, myself. I think that that's just a daft rumor. Um, then they would have had it there because that's a, a big thing the book is a big thing if they had it it would have been it would have been there i'm do, of that i've no doubt do you think that i mean my counter i mean i'm, I'm not you're right force majeure you know these things the, the sort of they are at the mercy of the elements and all sorts of things when it comes to shipping but here's the thing right we we know that we've discussed the way that sometimes some of these things there's a a perception or an assumption in the community that isn't checked sometimes and yeah there was definitely an assumption in the community before christmas that this in fact way before christmas that this was going to be available during the weekender yeah and i'll be honest i think that they i think that they've done their best to get it there i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt here i'm going to say you know, I'm not going to be upset or angry at Forge World because at the end of the they don't want to keep this book delayed. They want it out because people are crying out for this book. They want to sell it. You know, it's 80 pounds book. That's a big chunk of money they could make. Yeah, they're not going to they're not going to keep it and delayed um, not, for random reasons. It's not like they're trying to fill gaps in the release dates because, you know, they're, yeah. they're putting out a lot of, you know, a, a lot of models at the moment we're getting a lot of previews of things you know we know we've got a lot of um stuff coming out. you know we've got sanguinius to to appear properly um you know we've got all the night lord stuff that's coming out so yeah, it's they, not they've like got, it's not on heresy releases yeah sure. they, they've got they've got stuff they can move around they probably have things you know scheduled up for the next few months um but there's no conspiracy here to haven't spoiled it. They could have managed it better by saying much, much sooner. Yes. Um, the book's not going to be here for whatever yeah. reason. Um, but what they actually did and what we'll be talking about next, mentioning yeah. next in the list, um, I think has gone a long way. They had a copy there as well. And they weren't they weren't keeping it behind, a, you know, behind, a de- you know, behind a screen saying mm. you can look at it. They're actually letting people flip through. And we know quite a bit about the book now. Because they... also, just quickly, after they had the problems with the printing of book seven, I imagine they wanted to take more time over this one to make sure. Yeah, that... definitely. I mean, book seven, little Taurus running around um, uh, Prospero. It's, um, yeah, you want to avoid stuff like that. I, um, I just, I, I mean, I've got this. My, I think that, I don't know. We don't know, again, the, the sort of facts here, but. I think that the, from my point of view, uh, if we aren't going to get the um, book at the weekend, of the, the, I think they could have been um, communicated it s- sooner, if I'm honest with you. Unless it was very much a hit and miss. We only really found out in the last two days we weren't going to get them. 
then well they had pay. time they had time to print up a banner that said uh, pre-order this weekend yeah, exactly. oh, whether they do that in-house or not or whether they paid for a rush job on that i don't know sure. it's a really good point you know a local printing company and get that done same day probably probably but i i either way i think there's a there's a managing expectations thing that needs to be done the community the community made that assumption we're absolutely going to have this available here at this weekend um in actual yeah. fact no you're not going to have it available at this weekend um uh, you know people need to be managed i think you know people have grown to ex- expect a book at the weekender that has generally been speaking books released at the weekenders but obviously yeah. this year is a little bit uh uh-huh. two years in a running we haven't had it anyway yeah so i think the thing is this could have been a absolute disaster because people were already coming into this event on a bit of a downer and i think what the next thing they did which would also imply that there was a certain amount of forethought as to how they would deal with this was that they put some of the rules in for two of the characters uh from the forthcoming book um for uh, which force which was quinn czar i guess which is for the White Scars, and was that Raldon? Raldoron. 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 From the Blood Angels. So even in the program, there were some rules, which I think made people feel a little bit better, if I'm honest. Uh, <coughs> it's, a, it's, it's something, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's something more than you know, just going empty-handed. Yeah. People wanted, you know, it's the White Scars players and the Blood Angels players that most want this book at this point. <laughs> yes, they, they, all, they both had something to take away from it to to improve their armies yeah i mean uh, company of legends we've got a white scars player um and sort of we were having a discussion should we let him in with this rule in the in the program because you're going to get there and i think we ended up saying yeah why not yeah i think so because this isn't an experimental rule set or anything like that it's you know it's actually what the book is going to have now there's a yeah there's a certain trepidation on our point of view which is there may be other um factors like anything that affects the army at a kind of legion of Starties level that may impact that and make that character better or worse than he really is but you know we're just gonna have to go with it for the time being but i think the thing is um from a general feedback thing i think that was a very good move i think that that like you say the people that went there were wanting were probably wanting to buy this book were you know dark angels white scars players and they got something they haven't had any characters with named characters anyway um since book six i mean even when book six came out they weren't named characters in their list so this is a first for them so i think that was a good exercise from their point of yeah, view yeah yeah so what i suppose what i'm trying to get to here is what you've said michael a the communication was poor but b the things that they did over the weekend to change that around were very good yeah not the first time we've seen this in gw because we had this with the Titan situation yeah. where the community went, we, you know, we're getting this. And Gito went, well, actually, hang on a second. But they found a solution to that problem. Yeah. So, so at least they're, they're looking at problems. And in this case, they anticipated the problem and solved it before it became much worse. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. It's so good, it's a good yeah. point for them, you know, so going forwards is that at least they aware they're gonna you know if they've got these issues there are things that they can do to yeah 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 we know they can okay so um so so the next yeah so the first heresy seminar 
uh, was entitled Horus Heresy Army Building, but according to the folks that were there, it turned into a Q&A session for Malevolence, which is... Malevolence. Malevolence. Um, but all the content was covered in the later seminar, so nobody missed out on anything in particular. But yeah, that's what it was supposed to be, but it actually kind of diverged into a Q&A session, which is what people kind of wanted to talk <laughs> about. Um, so apparently Book 8 contains the full law sections for the White Scars, the Blood Angels and Demons of the Ruin Storm, uh, which we've talked about a bit. Uh, the information on conflicts on the Cygnus Prime and I can never pronounce this Chon- Chondax. Chondax. Chondax, yeah, with separate campaign systems for both theatres of war. So there'll be some campaign systems, which would be great. Um, the Cygnus is more of a traditional narrative campaign, whilst the Chondax is a system for small scale skirmish battles. So that's good. Yeah, that's really encouraging. Good. Yeah, because uh, well, at the moment we have to write our own. So that's, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are campaign systems in the books and most i mean six is obviously the yeah um, six has got a lot of good content yeah they're really good open but Uh, four as well has got some good stuff yeah but it's nice that they're always a bit different they've always got a bit of something um individual about them there's bits as event planners you know we can take something away so and more missions uh, yeah exactly more variety to the game which is always Yeah, yeah. Or, At least that's what I hope like, for when they say there's a campaign system in there. Yeah, um, yeah so... Um, Two full army lists in the book. Oh. One for Demons of the Ruined Storm, of course. And what's this I spy before me? A second one for Legio Custodes? Am I allowed to have my rant now, or do you want me to save it? For I, think, I think that you should probably give us give us your view on this so both barrels if you wouldn't mind and then we can you know listen to you talk you down and you know give a nice calming soothing balm to your okay. ill and then we can carry on the rest of it after so go on so this what's, this, what's going on here what's going on here? five pounds or whatever it was for okay. books seven when it came out yes. that was the custodes book it was okay and that was what two years, eighteen months ago, something like that. Now, I can't two remember. years, two years ago. Okay, two years later, I have to buy another black book. Now, Ooh. no other army that I can think of has had to buy another black book to use its army. Oh, uh, space marines. So, that doesn't. The, legions, the, the, le- the legions all had to buy the first books to get a full legion list. But then they brought the red book out. So if you're, if you're doing it from now, yeah, 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 yeah. The okay. No, no, no. They, I give you that. But the legions in the I first, first you had to spend eighty pounds <laughs> on a new book that I'm not going to use two thirds of because it's not actually relevant to my army. Okay. So do we know? I mean, this is okay. Do you know this is fact or is this actually not so yeah, much? I mean, are they going to are they going to replace every single item that was in book yes. seven with what's going to be in book eight? Yes. It's a whole new list for just whole the custodies, not for the sisters. Nope, just the custodies, because yeah. But I mean, I I, I also I also heard a rumor that, that that the custodes list will be released as a PDF as well. Um, and why put it in the book? I don't. Maybe because I don't know. Um, we'll see. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's. I I, I think it's the best idea, Chris, is just to wait and see. At the end of the day, yes, there might be a new list. And no, it's not great, especially considering these books cost 80 quid. Yes. Um, I mean, it's I'm kind of I can see where you're coming from with this one, Chris. You're absolutely right. I guess also what's probably rankling more is 
and this is, I think, where the real pain is from your point of view, is the necessity for a new list. I.e., why why are we going down this route? Why is it full of whingy people? (laughs) I mean, I mean, I I play AOS. I play Stormcast Eternals, right, and Blade of Corn. We've had for the Stormcast Eternals uh, since since the game launched in 2015. Yes, I agree. Four battle tomes. Yes. Four. And Blade of Corn are about to, well, if you count the Bloodbound as one of theirs, they're about to get their third. Yes. So, you know. It's a, it's a, I think it's a, there is a slight difference, though, to be fair, which is. Yeah, they're 20 quid. 20 quid. Those four books over that progression equal this one book. And yeah, but do you think? I mean, I, I, I'd say personally, Chris, wait, <clears throat> wait and see. If is is there a is there an FAQ list to you know to to is, is there going to be a, an FAQ list or whatever to tide you over and change it over until you get a book or um or what? I, I give, give them a chance. I guess the only but, thing other thing is Chris, I say complain what? about it when it comes out and they but, don't give you something to transfer. But we know that they're doing this. We know they're doing a new list. Doing a new list in book eight. But we don't know that. Why would they release it for free (laughs) if they're going to make you pay for it in book eight? That doesn't make that makes no sense whatsoever. Either release it as a free PDF or or, because the book itself gets more than is more than just the army lists. But it's not. Why does it? It doesn't need to be because the Cathodes aren't involved in any of the elements that are in the book. They're not involved at Cygnus. They're not involved at Chondax. So there's going to be no added fluff in there. There's okay. just going to be an army list at the back, like in some of the other black books, when you get an old Titan cropping up. Yeah. Okay. Here's but, the thing, right? I think, I think Michael's right as far as we don't know. What you're saying there is does sound like the most likely scenario. And yeah, yeah, again, no, I again, it's, it's, it's most as Chris, likely they're not going to do anything. Yeah, but And, and then as, as Michael says, we can kind of complain about it then. I think the thing is, though, if – so let's say, for example, what this is going to mainly consist of is uh, – I'm going to, you have to just bear with me for a moment, Chris. This is going to consist of what I imagine will be a rebalancing or a repointing or a re. Yeah, yeah. I through. mean, there's some notes later on that touch on about it. All right. So, but the thing is, at the end of that process, do you think that you as a custodies player will have less of that eye rolling thing going on? In which case, would you get more enjoyment from no, the army? I don't think I will. What I'll have is less models on the board. Okay. That's well, they're going to be. They're going to do, and I'm using finger quotes. Rebalance it because people think that everything should be a starties and that the points should balance out. So what they'll do is they'll make the custodes more expensive, and therefore will mean that we don't get to put. I mean, I've already had to cut down model counts because of uh, upgrade costs for things. Yeah. Or, so I'm or... going to end up with more, less models on the board. There's less of my collection that I can use. That's a fair point. I think, or, or as an alternative point of view, you might end up using different models because other stuff might that's not currently getting used um, for various reasons, like the Sagittarian Guard. As much no as they've had a buff, that they're used. Would, sorry, no one will convince me that the Sagittarian Bolters are anything like useful. You, you might that's find that they change the slot that they're going. You might suddenly find that you get certain. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, that that aren't getting used quite so much that suddenly get used again. Um, but I think if you look yes. at the Venatari as the um, the the sort of prototype for what we're going to get, they're not too badly pointed. They're fair rules. 
Um, and they're still quite handy. They're still very custodies. I, I wouldn't say, Chris, let's 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 jump to a conclusion at this minute that the custodies are going to be ruined. Um, and custodies players are going to get screwed unless over. You're going to make unless you're going to make a big change to the the army. There's no point doing a whole new army list for it because you've already put an F- FAQ out where you've made changes already. So why would you not, if you're only making small changes, just do that same process? Yeah, I mean, you, you make a, you make a, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You make a very good point. I mean, what we're, we're kind of looking at here is the, the worst case scenario from your point of view is that they will, for whatever reason, you know, pressure, balancing for the game, all the rest of it, um, they will look to repoint and recost and readjust some of the war gear and some of the special abilities of the custodies to bring them for whatever reason what perceives to be more in line with your Astartes or at least to a point where they're not um, you know that much further ahead than they currently are. I, I know you what you mean. You know, I'm talking about perceptions here. Just no, yeah. you're right. I know exactly what you're going to say. Your, your perception is that from a lot of players for whatever reason. And we've seen it. I've seen it when you've been playing and people have been cheering when Valdor gets whacked, even though he's not all that. Um, you know, it, and it's like, well, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Because, you know, people have got this perception in their mind that that, that particular army is, you know, incredibly powerful and is, you know, undefeated and you can never beat them. They're just too strong, which is I don't think is true or fair. But that's, I think, what the perception is amongst certain people. So. I think, I think that we can wait and see what happens with this and see if you're treated fairly, which I'm pretty sure you will be. But I get your point is, A, you have to spend another 80 quid to look at this, to have this list potentially. And B, the actual reasoning behind the list is still a little bit vague for us to make a, any kind of judgment at the moment. Yeah, let, let, I say wait and see. And when when they when they screw custodies players over, then we can have a good old whinge. If the, they screw players. The thing that always annoys me, and it's the same thing that it's like, they need to be balanced. You know, they need to be balanced with the starties, but they don't, yeah. they're not the same kettle of fish. No, I agree. I mean, I know exactly what you mean. It's like they are the you know, they are to the starties what um, the starties are to humans, aren't they? Is that the yeah, kind of general perception? Right. Yeah, that's the and. But you, you kind of get this with players, I suppose. Is I mean, I noticed on another podcast the other week, and I was up in arms about this one. And when I had a bit of a think about it, I was like, okay, yeah, maybe there's a point there. Was um, about the fact that the armor breakthrough is the worst right of war, you know? And I'm like, yeah, nonsense. You know, you can blow tanks up really quickly and easily, and it's no big deal, and all the rest of it. And then you sort of think, well, okay, maybe I suppose if I was just going at them with my tactical squads and a couple of assault squads, yeah, I could totally see where that's, you know. Yeah, a very difficult army. Yeah, um, but that's our good friends at Unremembered Heresy, by the way. Well, you say good friend, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't bear a grudge. But you know, you know what I mean. So, but the problem is, I think that there's a there's a there's a core of people that that want to play the game in a particular way, and that particular way is, you know, with lots of infantry troops, um, like old school second edition rogue trader. And that's why Centurion's so popular. And whenever people say, oh, I love Centurion because it hasn't got any of the crazy tanks and stuff yeah. in it. And it's like, well, the game for me is very different to the game to, to what you think. Because to me, the game is all about those crazy tanks. Yeah. And the Space Marines are kind of secondary from my view because there's all these fantastic models that Forge World do that mean I can have these really cool things in my army list. But that perception is the key here. And I think that that's, that's what worries me slightly is in this direction is that, you know, is it the perception that's causing the 
backlash which is causing the list to be rewritten. But I think we can't, can't solve it. Haven't always helped themselves. No, I know. I think that's very true. You know, well, some, let's... some have got, you know, some of us have gone, you know, to yeah. the taking it to the you know, it turned up to eleven at times, which yeah. has not helped that. Well, let's uh, let's see what the book is like. Uh, hopefully, we'll have it next month. Um, I don't know if I can afford it straight away, but I have, I have said that I would uh, melt down my Custodes Army post <laughs> workshop and uh, <laughs> sign it from Graham. Uh, <laughs> with a strongly worded letter attached should it not go well yeah i yeah. think um we might have to do a, a collection between the three of us to get this book for the podcast might yep. not be a bad idea anyway yep. let's <clears throat> let's let's move on and uh what 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 did the blood angels get then graham so the blood angels got um assault cannons so they have had a slight point for it. so the assault cannons <coughs> was always really good in 40k if i remember rightly but the only people that can take them, I think, are the Blood Angels in Heresy. And Imperial um, Fists. Imperial Fists, yeah. Imperial Fists, yeah. So I think they could take an assault cannon where they could pre- where anywhere where there was a heavy bolter. Is that right? Uh, I think it was a heavy, heavy flamer. Yeah. Heavy flamer. Heavy flamer, yeah. yeah. So you can end up with your um uh Leviathans, you know, with actually assault cannons as their kind of um torso guns, which are very effective. Yeah, so, uh, assault cannons in um contempt of fists. So yeah, so what is an assault cannon? Is it um is it three shots or four shots? Strength six, AP four. Uh, I can't I can't remember what I, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head. Feels so, uh, something like that. But okay, cool. um one of the things about them is that if you roll so many ones, mm. they they jam because they're yes. experimental weapons. So yeah, they're they're very handy. Small increase in points, I believe. Yeah. Um, which makes, I think they were five points, which was very cheap. Yeah. Yeah. They were, uh, so yeah, um, and so basically, they've got a slight response and have three legion-specific units now for the Blood Angels, and these are the Dawn Guard, uh, the Crimson Paladins, and the and Angels Tears. Uh, so they've also get the. Uh, it, I don't know how to pronounce that. Incanadius. Incanadius, yeah, Incanadius Contempt of Dreadnought, and a Destroyer character, and First Captain Ralderon, which you mentioned earlier. Incendius. Yeah. Incandendius? I don't know. Someone's going to pronounce. Someone's going to figure it out. I'm not so good at speaking English, me. Well, considering uh, my first language was German, my pronunciation is always messed up. So the the Dawn Guard, they are an elite jump unit. Five men, artists for armor, power swords, all got plus one initiative. Uh, they, uh, they, it's or, plus one or, initiative. So yeah, plus one initiative or sunder and and or yeah. sunder and rending. Right, okay, I'm with you. So that's pretty cool. Um, um, they do damage when they deep strike, and they are troops choice if Sanguinius is taken as the in the army. So they sound pretty handy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, Just going back one step, the assault cannon, 24 inches, strength six, AP four, heavy four, rending, mouth punch. Wow, pretty there good. you go. Yeah, yeah pretty good. good. Um, yeah, so uh, the Crimson Paladins, uh, they're the guardians of Sanguinius's halls rather than his bodyguard. Um, they're supposed to be a tanky unit. Starts out with three men at 160 points. Uh, they've got shields that gives them a minus one to melee attack strength. I'm not sure if that's melee attacking them or me or them attacking with melee. I'd imagine it's melee attacking them, wouldn't you? I would have thought so. Yeah. Yeah. 
They also have a five up feel no pain, which becomes four up if they're outnumbered and they've got deep striker standard. Super cool models as well, if it's those. Yeah, yeah, really cool models. Mm. Really cool models. Definitely definitely would love some of them. Why couldn't we do Blood Angels? Because the people voted, Graham. That's what happens. People's vote, mate. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So the the last of their new special characters are the Angels Tears, and these are a specialist destroyer unit. So destroyers, usually the, um, you know, the the sort of left in the case uh, (coughs) unit currently. But again, we'll uh, come on to that later. Um, but they're a specialist destroyer unit armed with Volkite Serpenters, which unless they've got the two pistols, they will get the gunslinger rule and have access to various other nasty weapons, including rotor cannons, assault cannons with suspensor webs. Sorry, the rotor cannons and the assault, spent, assault cannons can both take suspensor webs. And it's said that the Primark considers the role so terrible the marines in this legion are rotated in and out of destroyer squads uh they wear silver masks and take on new identities when serving in these squads so the the sort of hint there is that there's going to be some really horrible you know um types of pistol based weaponry one assumes um like rad missiles and whatnot that you get with destroyers but these angels tears and destroyers will have access to them and they're going to be so horrific that the Primarch himself sort of turns his back on his troops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he doesn't turn his back on the troops. They just no. sort of, um, you know, they, they all have to do it. No one is um, sort of uh, condemned to do it for all eternity like in other legions. Gotcha. And so if other legions, um, you know, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, you know, the Marines do it for so long because they're particularly gits um, yes. who like that kind of warfare. Yeah. And yeah. they, you know, they all eventually die of cancer. But with the... <laughs> Well, the Blood Angels, um, they, 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 they rotate the, rotate, they rotate the role. So no, no one has to be forced to do it because they consider it to be a pretty bad, bad yeah. job. Yeah. And I kind of go incognito with the silver masks as well. So yeah, I can see that yeah. definitely being the case. Okay. So yeah, the the uh, what's this 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 one the in in Candius in Candius yeah, uh, yeah, contempt of dreadnought. Um. It's a sort of jump pack slash booster pack. Mm. Um, so it can do one of three things once per game. Yep. It can use it to deep strike onto the table. So yep. deep strike. King Contender. Uh, and use it for a 12-inch move or charge with a free D6 charge. Uh, and you can do that once per... Any one of those, just one of them, once per game. Right. Uh, armed with Talons of Perdition. Um, which sounds just joyful mm-hmm. um, with inbuilt heavy oh, flamers, nice. uh, which can be swapped out for assault cannons. Whew, uh, before we move on to the, the big man himself, um, someone did ask a question about the sanguinary guard. Why aren't they um, in the book? Um, and the answer from uh, Anuj, I believe was that basically the sanguinary guard are a command squad. Um, so if you want to build a sanguinary guard, you use a command squad. Okay, right, got you. So That's if special. you want to build Sanguinary Guard, you can just grab the 40k Sanguinary Guard models because they're in Mark IV armor and just build them as your Sanguinary Guard command squad. Um, nice. So, yeah, so that's that's quite cool. Um, yeah, so do you want to talk about Sanguinia, Sangram? I mean, yeah, I was just going to actually come back to this uh, this Dreadnought because this is actually a right old handful. So we're yeah. going to assume that Talons of Perdition, if they're anything like the Sword, is it the Sword of Perdition, which is the... Blade of Perdition, Blade of Perdition, which is the... Um, uh, sort of got the moniker 
uh, blade of salty tears because it is an absolute nightmare of a close combat weapon plus having inbuilt assault cannons in each fist that make and being able to do this either 12 inch move once again the charge uh, or this th- a 3d6 charge or actually deep striking this thing without having to pay for a dreadnought drop pod that is a big deal that's I a wonder pretty cool unit the jump pack as an upgrade or whether it comes as standard if that makes sense i believe it comes as standard uh, it's, I mean, this thing's got to be pricey points wise you well, thought so i would expect so. it to be reasonably pricey but um yeah i mean it's going to be interesting but rem- it's remember it's got to weather uh, a t- if it deep strikes it's got to weather a turn of shooting it's not it's not like it can do this, um, you know, once, uh, you know, all the time. You can't mm. just suddenly do a jump pack move. It can only do it once a game. Uh, it, you know, yeah. it's not exactly like it's massively overpowered. It's 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 got its pluses and benefits um, uh, and definitely is going to be something that you're going to want to deal with. But I don't think it's, um, you know, no, I mean, so you can get these in talons, wouldn't it? Because you can drop like six of these things. Oh yeah, yeah. If it can come in talons, we don't know that. You know, but... I mean, that would be an absolute nightmare because you, you know, you'd struggle to deal with the six. I mean, bear in mind if it's contempt, it's going to five up in one anyway. Um, you, go on. What are you more likely to do? You think if you had three of these models, mm. which of those abilities do you think you're more likely to use? I think I'm more use deep strike. The problem is, you deep strike. You're standing there for a turn. True, true. But you have got six shots potentially with um strength six rending um you're right against something like say a sakaran your product will do a lot unless you get a lucky rear shot uh, but even then you're only going to be you know you'd have to hope for sixes for a for penetration but anything else you know and um you're gonna do all right i think and just yeah. hope That's for the best move might be the do you think turn one being able to, I mean, 12 inches can really close a, a big gap. Also true, yeah. Yeah, potentially 12 inches running um, or, you know, I, I, you, or you put it right to the line on your deployment yeah. zone, give it a run. There's a potential for a turn one charge. There is, yeah. You're right. And I think it's one of those units that you would have to deal with because it could really wreck your day, particularly in close combat. You know, it could be, I think it's, I mean, I'm assuming that this this would probably going to come in about 250, 260 points, I would have thought, with well, that upgrade. Yeah, we don't know the points. But um, it feels like it would be around that. Yeah, yeah I, I imagine it, it's going to, it's not going to be cheap. Um, although I must admit, I'm not that impressed with the model. I okay. have, oh, this is the one with the, I think we've only seen like a render, yeah. haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I imagine that's going to get worked on. I mean, we know models change between when we first see them and when they eventually get made. Uh, just look at the Mechanicum Knight, um, mm. which we'll move on to. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so Sanguinius himself, yeah. Sanguinius, rather, yeah. Uh, the, so, uh, the, I think everyone, a lot of people are waiting for this guy. Yeah, definitely. So we had this fantastic figure, and then we got the, the stats for him. So he, he's going to cost 485 points. He's weapon skill 9, strength 6, can be armed with either the blade of Enkamine, which is a plus one strength, and also gives Rampage and Shred, or the Sphere of Tel- Sphere? Telesto. Sphere? Sphere, Sphere of Telesto, Telesto yeah. which gives him plus three strength on the charge with AP1. And then Strength User and AP2 with Armor Bane. So the Spear seems like a better option. Um, he can 
Once again, throw the spear, which becomes a strength 7, AP 1 or 2, flesh bane, armor bane attack with instant death. Very nice. And once it's thrown, he then is armed with the quicksilver sword, which is AP 3 power sword. So you'd probably only be throwing that in the direst of circumstances, I guess. Yeah, and yeah definitely. He has these really cool wings. It gives him the jump pack ability. Uh, and this can be used in both the movement and the assault phase in the same turn. So normally you can only use them in one or the other. With his wings, Sanguinus wings, he can use them in both. Uh, and as the Sire of the Blood Angels rule gives him the ability, gives this ability to the whole army up there. And this is Sire of the Blood Angels rule gives that ability, i.e. to be able to move your full 12 and then re-roll your assault move because of your jetpack. That would be applied to all of the um, units of the army. Uh, he also gets Vector Strike, uh, units you fly over, and confers D3 wounds to combat resolution for nearby Blood Angels units. So not too bad from that little description. It seems fairly reasonable, but not Russ or Magnus. 10 points cheaper than Magnus. Well, yeah. Yeah, Magnus, is, I think, is the exception, but I mean, even Russ is a, is a right old handful and probably slight, sounds slightly better than Sanguinus, if what little we know so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that spear sounds awesome. The model posed with the spear looks brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. It, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel overly powerful, though, to be honest with you. Yeah, but he, when you put all with his, you know, Primark special rules as well, yeah, true you know, Strength um, 9, AP 1. I mean, that yeah. tank killing, infantry slaying left, right, and centre. Um, you know, armor bane. He's yeah. He, it's tasty. He's, yeah, he's he's not a not a slouch in any shape or form. But against yeah, Russ is yeah, the, the the king of combat, isn't he? As we yeah, um, we find more and more. So you know, once this guy's properly out and we get to see what he plays like, um, yeah. hopefully he'll. More of a, 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 a contender to Russ, anyway. Sure. So, Michael, you want to talk us through the White Scars? Uh, yeah, so the White Scars um, are fairly interesting. I quite like quite like the look of these. So they get, um, the units they get, they're getting um, the Ebon Keshig, um, the Kaisergan Assault Speeder, a Jet Bike Unit, um, and a Recon Squad Um along with two characters, uh, Quinzar, who we already talked about, and Solomon Kane. So the Eben Keshig, uh, they are Terminator armor. Um, they never count for victory points, and they can be either in Tartarus armor or Cataprachite armor, and I believe the ones we've seen of them are in Tartarus armor. Gotcha. Okay. Um, they've got the Kai Zagan Assault Speeder, uh, which is an assault cannon, and two Reaper Auto Cannons. And that is a lovely model. Really beautiful model. Um, oh, joy. More speeders. Yeah. It, it, it fits them. It fits them. It really does. Yeah, it, really it does. does. Uh, yeah, so they've got the heavy jet bike unit with strength 7, AP 1, initiative 10 on the charge power lances that Ouch. can hit that can hit and mm-hmm. run, but can never have more than one attack. Oh, okay. Apparently. Apparently. Um, the recon squad they've got uh, have four plus armor. Yep. Uh, they've got lightning claws and they can redeploy at the start of the game. Plus, they also get cheap cyberhawks. Mm, what does cyberhawks do again? I should ask that, ask that question. 
Are they like know? a cyber familiar sort of thing, or do they do something cool and it's going to be in book whatever it's six, isn't it? I wonder if they're like the things that we were talking about in the Mechanicum, where you can send them out to spot things. Uh, ah, yeah. not sure, but yeah, that was that would be my my guess, but we'll see. Um, yeah. So while you're looking that up, Chris, um, the uh, Solomon Khan, um, he he is the character. He can either be on foot, um, or on a bike, and the foot version comes paired with a Sister of Silence, uh, character. Mm. um which is fairly interesting um i found that fairly interesting myself um yeah um and he's equipped with a thunder hammer so do you want me to go over the rules for the khan graham or do you, do you want to yeah. go over him or no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> okay oh what's that chris have you found something no, no, no i'm just I'm trying to breathe just trying to breathe yeah chris has had a cold and uh, is basically dying um Slowly. yeah yeah um okay so the uh right so the khan these rules for being on a on foot or mounted on a bike uh a jet bike the jet bike gives him extra toughness but it reduces his initiative but it can outflank and pick which side to come on from and he's armed with a lance in that version um he's weapon skill seven initiative eight with sixes across the board apart from leadership which is ten um not sure what his attacks are um he always strikes first in combat so he's a bit like an elder um and he gets a bonus hammer of wrath hits um he and the unit he joins get hit and run right cranky i found the cyberhawk rule when you want it perfect just at the end of the scars section because there there wasn't much about reported about the scars because i think everyone was more excited about the blood angels the, the, the models are are there aren't they for the blood angels so i guess it's the white scarf ones are a little bit further along aren't they mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep so uh what's the cyberhawk do then chris uh, cyberhawk uh this is represented by a small token or model which is placed by the owning player at the beginning of their turn the token can be placed anywhere on the table it may physically sit and may be moved elsewhere at the beginning of each of its owning players turn any unit with the infantry type and the legio astartes white scar special rule that is firing on a pet on upon an enemy unit that has at least one model within six inches of the token may re-roll fail to hit rolls of one. Mm. Any subunit assaulting an enemy may re-roll the dice to determine charge range. The mm. counter representative hawk plays no other part in the game, may not be attacked or attack or block line of sight, and uh, any Allegiant Praetor can take one for ten points. Oh, that's yeah. quite interesting. So, yeah, that's pretty no cool, models yeah. for them, but I can certainly, there are some Stormcast um, yeah, bird you, models that might be there nice are for that. Ether wings. Ether like wings, maybe. yes, yeah. yes, I've got some of them. Quite nice models. Uh, okay, so, yeah, so, and then that brings us on to, the, in the notes here, uh, the Legio Custodies getting a list uh, redone. Sisters rules stay in book seven and are going to be valid. The, rule, the notes we got here uh, from people who went are the new Custodies list. It's about rebalancing and sorting out their power level, uh, which Chris, is, yeah, I can see here, here, and growling. Yeah. yeah, and adding in new units which have been introduced since book seven, like the Telamon and the Orion, mm-hmm. uh, and also a new Orion uh, variant has been introduced. What I've been told is the Ares bomber. Um, I think that's what it's called anyway. Uh, it's got a massive cannon built into it, similar to the uh, A10 um, fighter or bomber. You know. 
the, the you know the one with the big gun in the front strike aircraft yeah Go on. and it carries bombs uh the changes we have been told about because people weren't really sort of looking at this list which is a bit annoying because i would have liked to have known a bit more so changes being told about that we know of are the presidium shield is now just a flat plus one to the invon save to a maximum of a free plus uh in the um faq yeah with the minus one to hit in combat still uh, and it yep. cleared up a lot of vague rules whilst integrating the FAQs. So that's what we've okay. got. So uh, do you want to tell us about the gr- Demons of the Ruin Storm and Graham? Yeah, if, uh, Chris is... Are you okay with that, Chris? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, he's had his rant. The Demons of the Ruin Storm um, list has been written from the ground up to represent the denizens of the warp from the perspective of the Imperium. Uh, when the Imperium didn't know about the Chaos Gods and their demons, which is a common theme. Uh, in the heresy so um the unit class of the unit is classes of demons so demonic infantry demonic beasts etc and you have to take additional rules weapons which can then make them a more combat effective survivable or what have you uh, these upgrades are said to be far more customizable than the simple mark of chaos which you know saying slanish gets plus one to initiative for example so there's some customization that you can do uh, on these kind of base model templates and there are also army-wide specializations called dominions, similar to the provinces of war for the cults and militia. So you probably could take a, some sort of uh, blood, th- not bloodthirsters, whatever they are, bloodletters, for example, and have a load of those, and they may have their own sort of specialist rule. Um, the demons deploy differently because they haven't been summoned like they would be you know, via um, the people with a demonic ability. Um, they have sort of torn themselves into reality and sort of weak points in reality um so these warp rifts as they'll be referred to so this so in the setup phase you deploy warp rifts uh which act almost like webway gates and that these are where your army emerges from in the game which is a bit like the seventh edition demon yeah there was a special mission i thought if i remember correctly where you could there was was an upgrade thing that you could summon your demons through i can't remember what it was called not far away actually okay yeah yeah so um so yeah so that was that so in the early turns of the game um you get army-wide bonuses uh representing the demons still being full of power from the warp that the enemy is unsure about how to fight but later on in the game that these turn into debuffs as your connection to the warp slips away so basically as soon as you break through into reality you're kind of full of vim and vigor uh, as you it manifests on the material plane but as that um, initial burst recedes you become weaker and weaker as you try and as a demon try and sort of keep your corporeal form together so that will be reflected in the rules and how the game plays one assumes uh, i think that's what they've been saying um the the range is designed to work with the range of plastic demons so um produced by games workshop so you should get those easily uh, alongside some new models and units which forgeware will be making in the future uh Kabanda uh, is a named character in the list and is a model is currently being worked on so that's cool um the book also contains this section on psych sakarnia do you want to uh, talk through that one sakarnia uh details the law and rules about how the legions and other forces in the heresy have adapted to the appearance of demons with some developing new weapons some using dark archaeotech tech or other occult victims and they make up a selection of relics that any army can take uh each army can only take a single 
item of Saikana. Uh, Saikana. Saikana. Yeah, we are. And these range in power and points cost. Okay. So stuff to help you deal with the demons. And what else? New models have been released since book seven, now have rules in book eight, including the Arcus, Punisher, etc. And they've all had some points adjustments to their profiles. <clears throat> I can buy it too now, suckers. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to reduce the points cost of the Arcus to something sensible. <sighs> oh no, the Arcus has got to go up in points. <laughs> oh, and they can squadron as well, can't they? No. Yes, we've heard they can squadron. You can what squadron in Sakarans. Yeah, but I think it's only the Punisher and the Plasma one. Uh, I, I heard it was all Sakaran variants. Ah, see, now I've heard two separate stories there, so um, it'd be interesting well, we'll, to find out if there's anything. The battle, if they're going to do just the Punisher, if they're going to do the Punisher, mm. they'll do the battle tank, the, the ordinary one. You'd think, wouldn't you? But um, you, you, you got to do the ordinary one if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, you know do that. The thing is, I suppose from their point of view, you don't see that many Punishers or the uh, tank destroyer one with the plasma. So maybe it's a way of having more of them on the. Maybe we'll see, but uh, I can't see them squadroning the Punisher and not doing the battle tank. It'd be nice okay. if they did. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, I bought, so I bought just, another one just in case. Yeah. So what else? Of course you have. So what else is going on then, Graham? Um, so. The book will also um, contain some new five, actually, new generic console types. And there's two psychers. So, unfortunately, more psychic rules we added to the game. Uh, one is a warmonger who um, lies somewhere between a generic centurion and a praetor and confers a deep strike to himself, deep strike roll to himself and one unit. So, yeah, that sort of combo of two existing centurion types um it's quite powerful, as we found out with the um, stuff that happens for the walls. Uh, one is an artisifer who also makes squads master, makes squads mastercrafted, and oh, the last oh. is like a Previan but for dreadnoughts, which could be interesting because I like a dreadnought me, and so having some specialist character to run around with them would be very good. So, um, but yeah, two. I don't think I don't know if they made any uh, more. Uh, insight into what those two psychers would be one assumes one's going to be possibly um, the good side and one for the bad side i think one apparently represents sort of that latent psyche so not oh quite, that's right yeah yeah so not quite you know fully fully realizing his psychic abilities or something um and i, I don't know we'll we'll see the, what past people just going weird yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Um, right. So the um, the big display um, they brought to the venue was Blood Angels versus Demons on Cygnus Prime, uh, featuring a large Blood Angels armored column with a massive ton of Mastodons. Um, and it pretty much confirmed that the majority of the existing Corn Ranger Demons is going to be playable in the army list. The only one I didn't see was the Skull Cannon. Ah, there you go. The one that you just made. Yes, and I've got another one as well. I can, I can kind of see why it wouldn't be. Same here. Yeah, I can't thing, and the demons are still grasping the material. Yeah, I, I can. We'll see. I, we'll I, see. I on that, because it's, it's quite a cool looking model. I've never often thought so. It'd be nice we'll to see. see. I mean, I'd imagine I am. There's going to be something in there because obviously you've got various different chariot type things like the um like the like the um the the Slaneshi flayer whatever mm. you, know, you know things so there maybe there might be a demonic chariot that can take a cannon 
but we'll see. Do they have the Soul Grinder? You know, because I thought that was quite a good model. I don't know if the Soul Grinder. I didn't see the Soul Grinder on the display, but um, I don't know if the Soul Grinder will be in there. I know we've got a Soul Grinder coming to um, Company of Legends. Two of them, in fact. Crikey, do we? Really? Yes, someone's bringing uh, a demons a demons list, and uh-huh. they want to put it in two soul grinders. Look at that! I think. Okay. Uh, straight on the naughty list. Using old Pasco. <laughs> using the old demons list, so they've got of course, loads yeah. of stuff to loads of stuff to deal with. Uh, oh, loads of rules. So yeah. No, um, okay, so um, new models, Graham. What, what did we get? Um. <coughs> so we've basically seen yeah so at the new models we saw um the praetors for the white scars in both power armor and cataphractoid terminator armor uh leviathan and contemptor dreadnoughts for the white scars um uh, very nice and chapter master Ral- raldoron blood angels crimson palace and the mechanicum acastus knight asterius yeah, that's the one with the conversion beamers. Looks bloody awesome, this one. I like this a lot, if I'm honest with you. So this is like the night poly, whatever it is, but with these massive, great um, Volkite-looking things, yeah. haven't they? They're, they're, they're more like conversion beamers, they look oh, like. Oh, conversion. Yeah, sorry, conversion yeah, but, um, yeah I, 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 I prefer the look of it now to what it looked like last year when they first showed it off. Okay, cool. Um, we also saw some renders of the White Scars, uh, Eben Keshig. Terminators, uh, the White Scars Legion. Uh, why did I even pick this paragraph? <laughs> Legion Kazagan. Kazagan, yeah. Kaisagan. Assault Speeder. Blood Angels in Candidus Dreadnought. Oh, I, th- I think it's in. No, it's, it's, it's Cadian, mm. isn't it? Like in Cadius. Yeah, something like that. In Cadius. We'll, we'll wait for someone to go on Warhammer TV and pronounce it. Yes, good luck with that. Uh, and the macro Gatling cannon and Mon Quake cannon for the Warlord Titan. So yeah, big stuff. Twenty-eight scale ones as well. Yeah, gotcha. Nice. Um, what about the hardback books? What they're doing some stuff with that, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they're replacing them with the book four and six are going to get softback versions. So as the hardback books, big back books go out of, st- out of stock, they'll be replaced with softback versions. Uh, <coughs> obviously, hardback ones are you know it's a it's a big big expensive print run yeah, is, soft yeah. pack is a lot easier to do storage is, comes down to it doesn't it because you know they've got a yeah yeah you know, so stack two or three paperbacks yeah uh, and it'll be cheaper it'll be cheaper i must admit i've got to get book six so i think they'll do that with the red books mm. uh no no i think because they can i don't think they will do it with the red books i think that would be a bad idea it wouldn't be a terrible idea, but I don't think they will. Well, we'll see. Maybe in the next one, because the next one's going to be, obviously, the next Red Book's going to be so much bigger. Because um, we've added, you know, <coughs> oh, sorry, a bit of coffee. We've added, um, what, four more legions now? Yeah. And then yeah. we've still got another one to add, plus extras for the Night Lord stuff. But personally, I think the next time we get Red Books, there'll be two Legion Red Books. I reckon there'll be a Loyalist one and a, and a Traitor one. That makes sense. They're more fle- yeah, they're, they're more fleshed out now, aren't they? But yeah, I reckon you'll have a traitor one and a loyalist one to split characters for certain legions that can be. So that might be a bit. Tricky. Yeah, no, and there's the book six characters as well. Um, so I reckon we'll have a um, have a two 
two lists, two two, two, two red books to cover the legions. But that's just my theory. Okay. What well, what do I know? What yeah. do you know? Yeah, it's what just know? Know. Know. But anyway, okay. the idea of having these books as uh, paperback, I think, is a very good idea because actually ca- carrying them around is a major pain as well. So um, maybe Chris, that might be um, something that happens to book seven as well. But uh, we shall see. Um, yeah. So yeah. What, what else have we got? So we've got um, some transfers for the Dark Angels and White Scars. They're going to be on their way. Um, Legion rules for the white scars and the blood angels are basically the same as from before so with the stuff that's in book six with some minor alterations it looks like um and another another thing here is the sisters of science get a jet bike unit which would be very interesting and the models of which are currently on in the design studio so that that'd be good to see aesthetics for those given the fact how different the sister science um, transport vehicle is mm, I, I, I can't wait to see sisters but i want to see more sisters of silence stuff because at the minute they're really poorly represented in the model range yeah i'm, yeah. I'm in agreement there yeah yeah um yeah so we had a rumor a while back that some of the forge world paints uh would eventually be coming back as part of the citadel range and there was a painting guide there which showed that at least sunder horus green is returning okay because it seems so, like the anger on red one, isn't it? That's what you're going to Yeah, the, uh, it was mentioned. I think it might have been on Warhammer TV or might have been at Warhammer Fest or the open day. But someone had said, these paints, we need them because they're, they're not in the Citadel range. And basically, the discussion turned around that when they were developing these paints, um, for the, the Games Workshop hadn't even... The, the, the airbrush paints that they sell now weren't even on the horizon um and then eventually and then when they launched obviously you've got the airbrush paints launching not long after um and they don't want to sell two different ranges of airbrush paint so they aren't going to be um but some of the colors that weren't that were you know that are really very unique uh to the forge world range uh it was said uh, they're looking into introducing them as part of the main forge world uh thing and i think the transparents it was said yeah they're probably a one that we do so you've got the, the green uh the yellow and the uh and the red and was there a transparent purple i can't remember i think there was something like this one yeah they go for quite a lot of money on ebay now yeah yeah but 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 that would be that would be brilliant because if even if you're just bringing them as part of the airbrush range that you can order at the in-store terminal although to be fair a lot of games workshops now stock the entire range in store um that'd be brilliant because there are some colors that are really unique like sons of horus green uh, for example, but cool. but we'll see. Yeah. So um, yeah. So uh, and then there was some book nine stuff, wasn't there, Graham? So do you want to? Yeah. So that is underway, and uh, the name that they're currently giving it is Crusade. Um, it it will focus on the Thramus Crusade, which is a conflict between the Dark Angels and the Night Lords. Uh, the Dark Angels will be getting access to some dark tech, so because they're obviously the first Legion, they're going to be the first ones to know about stuff. Um, the Dark Mechanicum will get their own army list, so rather than the current, um, whether you have a loyalist or traitor version of the Tagmata lists, they'll be their own separate entity, which could be incredibly interesting. Um, the Lion will be armed at l- with a, w- armed with the Lion's Blade and his Chainsword, and that's as much as we know on that one. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, so opportunity. So there were some early releases, so... Uh, everything that was on sale will be coming to pre-order in the next month or so, according to Garrow, who spoke to people there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the staff would not be drawn into dates or the order, which I think is a shame because last year they put a list of pre-order dates on the website. They put everything on the website and said, right, it's coming out on this date. 
Go ahead. Uh, which would have been handy. Um, but we've already had a couple of those releases, so um, so I'll just run through them quickly. Mm. You had the Adeptus Titanicus, Civitas Districts, Warzones Delta, and Gamma. Uh, the two tiles there, uh, they are £80 each. Uh, the Mechanicum Ordinatus Ateus, the, the uh, mole, mm. that was uh, £325. Uh, the Legion Drop Pod, 65 Not as much as I thought it was going to be. Mm, that's, that's more than that, yeah. It used, it used to be more expensive than that. It used to be £100. Uh, I don't think it was quite 100 but... Okay. Um, we've got Haval, Haval Red Blade, uh, £45 now on sale, as we talked about earlier. The mm-hmm. Space Wolves Death Sworn, £40 now on sale. Oh, uh, Night Lords Leviathan Pattern Sea Treadnought. Now, they were selling this at £76, which did include two arms of your choice. Okay. So um, I imagine it's going to be the same price as the uh, the, the Blood Angels um, cont- uh, Leviathan. I don't know what that is. I can't remember how much that is off the top of my head. Okay. Um, Night Lord's Praetor in Power Armor, uh, £21. Night Lord's Praetor in Tartarus uh, Terminator Armor, £25. I love his uh, built-in Volkite, by the way. He's got a built-in Volkite on his um, on his arm. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, Night Lord's Legion Dice, they were £16. The, the, in bit, the pips in a color that resembles blood. Nice. Really quite cool. Um, then we've got the uh, Blood Angels Crimson Paladins, uh, 60 quid, five of them. Uh, Sanguinius, now he's 80 pounds on his own, yeah. with the diorama base, 125 pounds. Tony. It's a lot of that's, resin. That's big money. And apparently that unit, that unit he's taking on, that demon, yeah. that big demon, apparently that's a troop. Crikey. So... Mm, yeah, we'll see, we'll see what that comes out as. Uh, and then an exclusive event pre-order was Book Eight Malevolence, eighty quid. Um, apparently, that's going to be delivered to people who ordered, um, uh, who ordered it at the event early. Uh, right. But I heard a couple of rumours that it's going to be on sale tomorrow. That's Friday the fifteenth. Uh, but you know, whether or not that happens is another matter. Sure. Okay. So, um, right. So that's the weekend covered. So. Uh, were you guys quite happy with what came out out the weekend? Yeah, I like. Apart, I well, we know Chris isn't happy. Yeah. Um, Other than the, the event, you know, the, the the fact that I've got to buy a book in, I think everything else is really good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, the, the blood angel stuff looks really good. We're getting more and more of the white scars. We're getting more of an idea of more shape of what these things are going to be. You know, I don't think there's anything that sort of coming away from the event. And looking at what we've got, I don't, you know, it's it's all positive. The game in the next year is going to be so different to what we've got now. Yeah, yeah. The demons are going to be a real, real change, I, I think. I think element into it as well. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the next year, the next sort of cycle of the game. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to new console choices. I mean, the idea of a console, a purveyor for uh, Dreadnoughts just sounds fantastic. Yeah, I like that as well. I want to say yeah. that. That sounds really good. Taking like some Dreadnoughts. I think as a, as a whole, it was a, it was a good save on their part because I think it could have gone, if people hadn't, if they hadn't had as much content as they had and they hadn't been so open in some things they'd talked about like they did, then I think people would have come away and been very dejected. But I think whatever they did, they did right, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. Everyone I know who went came back and said it's brilliant. It's absolutely yeah. brilliant. I know a couple of people who were like, well, there was too much Necromunda. Um, but, I mean, on a justifiable case, I mean, they said this on the uh, – I think Andy Hall said it. You know, at the end of the day, a lot of the staff who work on Necromunda 
also work on a heresy. So yeah. it makes sense to show them all off together. Yeah. Um, and obviously Adeptus Titanicus is heresy. So that's always going to get shown off. But uh, we're going to cover the Adeptus Titanicus in next week's Dreadclaw. So okay. uh, look out for that. Oh, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll mention it now. I should have mentioned it earlier. Uh, Dreadclaw um, is going to be in the main feed of the show as well from now on. Because some people were wondering, well, where are they? So it's got its own feed. If you don't want the big long show, it's got its own. It'll be in our main show feed as well. Okay. So yeah, that's okay. That's everything. So uh, what we'll do now is we'll move on to talk about the FAQ. Mm, big changes. Yeah. So a surprise uh, entry here uh, this week was the um, drop of the previously touted FAQ. Now, this completely wrong for me because I didn't expect this to be coming out for at least two or three weeks uh, at a minimum. And um, yeah, yeah pretty... I, I, I thought it was going to come out alongside Book 8. Yeah. We were all looking at sort of, you know, it, it releasing sort of, we were thinking Coming of Legends, that sort of time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, suddenly drop it and have to sort of mad dash panic everything at that point. But yeah, yeah, no. So they anyway they they after the um, throw of skulls, I think it is weekend event. They then dropped this on the Monday, and of course the whole of the internet erupted in frenzied activity as uh, people started to see what what the changes were afoot and what differences things were going to be made. So um, we were told at the weekend that we was, this was coming, obviously, but we didn't expect it quite so soon as we mentioned. Um, so what they've changed, we'll run through now and then we'll, we'll put some comments around them. So uh, the first thing that was the Horus of Horus Heresy Age of Darkness rulebook. So Feel No Pain is confirmed as not being un, not being usable on war wounds that have instant death special rule or if they state no saves of any kind may be taken. So that would be, I'm trying to think of no saves of any kind may be taken. Perils of the Warp, is that one of those? Yeah, yeah, I think the... So you can't use Feel of Pain against Perils of the Warp, if that is what that actually uh, I think is. I don't yeah. use Psychos a lot, so... Yeah, but, you know, when you have those instances, you can't use Feel of uh, Pain to ignore it, which is good. Um, in terms of the Age of Darkness army lists, they've clarified that the Terminator Command Squad can be taken for special characters or a Primarch. And the Command Squad can be taken for a Primarch they share his force organization slot and they don't contribute to his 25% Lord of War um, restriction. So I didn't know that. Um, so, yeah, basically, you can just grab a command squad and, and wrap around your um, uh, prime mark of your choice or Praetor uh, or special character that's your uh, so at that level uh, without um, having to, to worry about it. You can just basically add them. So that's good. Yeah, um, before the wording was sort of like, if your Praetor is in Terminator armor, yeah. you can take a Terminator command squad. But it never met. But, but some people would argue, well, it doesn't really say anything about special characters. So obviously they can't take, can't it. take them. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so for Primarchs, it wouldn't be uh, like your Iron Warrior's special Terminator unit. It is just yeah, uh, a command squad with Terminator armor. Terminator yeah. Yeah. Um, so two, so two chosen and a herald. Well, yeah. you know, a standard bearer. So the Malkador and Valdor tanks, and does this does this include all um, all mentions of the Valdor uh, Malkador tank in every single list? Yeah. So is that the um, 
is it the Infernus? You know, the one with the evil... Markador Infernus. Yep, that's no longer a super heavy. None of them are super heavies anymore. Wow. So they basically get a, a bit of a nerf here because previously yep. these were, you know, fairly ish cheap-ish tanks, I suppose, um, in the super heavy bracket. So they never got immobilized. They could move 12 inches and fire all the weapons. Um, you only had to re-worry if you are going to damage them on a 7, you know, where they got the explode result. Yeah, now, and, you, and, you, and you could fire them at different targets. Yep. Yeah, now yeah. you can immobilize them, you can stun them, you can shake them. Uh, you can do all of those, destroy weapons off them, all of that crazy stuff that you couldn't do before. Uh, I think this is a nerf too far. Um, I'll be perfectly honest. I think they, they've gone too far in this one. But um, when Anuja has spoken in various Facebook groups, as he's put it, this is to deal with the immediate issue of, um, you know, um, Thunderblitz spam that you've got going on uh, at some areas with the Malkadors because people are just spamming Malkadors and doing lots of Thunder Blitzes on them. Um, I've been the victim of that myself, but I didn't think, feel it was all that bad because, uh, you know, he also had a ton of uh, Dracosians. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think sort of... Spam. So what, yeah. you just line up about three Malkadors and drive them at people? Yeah, pretty much all the Malkadors going at people. Yeah, so um, <laughs> uh, it's been said that basically the Malkador needs a full rewrite. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, not, it's, it's not a cheap tank, to be fair. It's in the middle ground, isn't it? That's the thing. They've got to try and find a half place. Yeah, yeah that's the problem yeah, yeah. Because, it uh, I mean, if you look at... So let's take... Um, it's not a uh, tank, but it's not a super heavy. I mean, if you yeah. take the Malkador, points-wise, it's more expensive than the Lehman Rust without any upgrades, right? But mm. actually, now... A Lehman Rust is a much more attractive proposition because, you know, it's going to suffer from all of the same um, downsides as the Malkador. It may not have as many hull points, but, you know, it's it, it will still have the same limitations and you can yeah, get the yeah. same kind of weaponry. In fact, uh, better uh, weaponry. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And they also lost their sub-atomantic reactors. Oh, which is the blowing up. Yeah, they were less, they, they, that was less, wasn't it? They didn't. Yeah. They were more destructive. But, but the biggest, they biggest remain fast where they are fast already, yes that's though. it yeah so the biggest hit though is definitely for that malkador infernus um because now you can actually destroy the gun that before it yeah. gets to you which you couldn't yeah. do before and um, the Val and the valdor is no longer an auto include in a solar list because <sighs> that that neutron laser is dread you know when it when you couldn't shake it yeah. it was just ah yeah. um but yeah my personal opinion is the malkador needs a category that isn't tank that's better than a tank, but not as good as a super heavy. Yeah, something I, for sure. I, I definitely feel it needs the ability to fire its weapons where, uh, at multiple targets, um, because that's what it strikes me as. That's the type of tank it should be. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a heavy tank. Maybe they should just have that. Cut didn't, the they, didn't they have that years ago? Yeah. This, that is actually a rule, and I'm pretty sure it's actually in the big big red book. Okay. Um, uh, let's pull out our big, 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 big rule books. Um, I say pull it out. I've got mine electronically here uh, as an EPUB. Um, I still haven't bought a physical one. I should really do so. Um, uh, naughty Michael. Um, right. Special rules. I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, just, just heading there. Okay. Um, special rules. Special rules. Special rules. Uh, I'm gonna fit whip. Um, deep strike. Dualist edge. You. 
Uh, so I have to G. I have to remind. I'm not so great with my uh, alphabet. Um, I'm I sure that I saw this. I week, can't so I see it in there. Okay, no worries. Maybe uh, I made it up. No, I can't see it in there. I'm sure heavy tank used to be a rule. Yeah, definitely did because the um the old Russes had it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So that was that. But the biggest, I think, this is the big, big change here. The next one. Yeah. yeah. So they they yeah. made they, they kind of went too far with the orbit cannon because it became a five point upgrade that effectively null nullified deep striking armies to to the yeah uh, so, to the so hilt. Custodies took a big hit when they introduced this. Uh, Durant podding armies introduced a big hit, and I think we just saw too many augury scanners all over the place. It was it was it was silly. Became, be f- they, they became an auto include. Didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they're very good upgrade. Turning up left, right, and center. Yes, um, and we saw them at uh, blood and glory. Blood and glory. Yeah. yeah. This, like three apothecaries, all with yeah, company augury. of legends. Uh, we have one list of company of legends that had um, four. Yeah. So to be fair though, you, it's it's all reserves now as well. Which so the previous previous rule was just deep striking things within eighteen inches, but now it's anything that comes in reserve from within eighteen, which still makes it pretty good because if you're deep striking, you probably want to be deep striking within eighteen. I'm guessing because you you want to be in a position where in the next turn you're going to be able to charge so you know it's not it's not all great for deep striking armies still because you know you've got the you also run the risk of them scattering into interceptor range but you know what it's it's a good thing to have and i think also it does um counteract some of the outflanking armies as well yeah yeah i'd take this i'd take the chance i'd still take augury scanners i still take augury scanners but i I wouldn't take as many of them I mean, I think you only need, you probably need three if you want to cover your whole bases. I mean, I'm trying to think, I mean, things like augury scanners are particularly good with things like iron habits. They become absolutely lethal and they can really push a deep striking army back because it's like, you just don't want to deep strike next to those yeah. you know, but, cannons. But now they're completely different. So it, it, it changes things again. It makes them no longer, um, you know, a stupidly effective upgrade and it, it, it rebalances things and that's what i like and that's what gives me a little bit of hope for chris's um yeah i mean also the other thing to remember with your with the previous faq was that you could use the always count to shoot down planes coming on yeah now you can position your plane so it's out definitely outside of 18 inches yeah, of uh, yeah, enemy. yeah. Uh, it's going to make my xiphon yeah. so much more survivable yeah, okay I think it was yeah. a thing that it sort of almost <coughs> broke a part of the game yeah, it, it took a big strategy away from players. Yeah, and now and now they fixed it. It, it shows yeah. that they're not afraid to say, right, we made a mistake. Let's yeah. let's turn it back a bit. I think so, this is exactly what they intended when they first when they did the 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 um last FAQ. They just got the sentence wrong. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, for the um, Legion's book, uh, very quickly. Okay. There is a heavy vehicle type. Ah. Back. Yeah, it's in the um in the red in the main rule book in the vehicles type yes so there is a, a heavy vehicles yes i think so moving heavy vehicles heavy vehicles can never move fast combat speed never move flat out and heavy vehicles for purposes of determining which weapons i for the purpose of determining which weapons a heavy vehicle can fire and at what blizzard skill heavy vehicles are always treated as having remained stationary yes so so they can fire all that might be a, a good compromise compromise for the um for the malkador yeah 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 we'll we'll see how it goes uh i think it needs a little bit something more than that but 
that would be a good compromise for now. Maybe yeah. they should have gone there. Okay, so for the Age of Darkness Legions list, yes. uh, we've got a this few... Is a, this is a victory, this one. <laughs> yes, because you emailed you... in about this one last week, Graham, so you're claiming this one, aren't you? I'm going to claim this one, of course. Yeah. Tyrants Each Terminators can now fire both their combi bolters and cyclone missile launchers in the shooting phase. Yes, so this, is, this caused no end of argument on some of the iron warriors boards because in the reality is to paraphrase a long very long and bitter argument short people were saying yes you can fire combi bolters and then you say well show me the rule that says i can and then it got a bit gnarly because there isn't really one or there wasn't really one so people said yeah but they're relentless and it's like yeah but relentless doesn't mean you can fire two weapons relentless just means that you can move and fire with heavy weapons yeah but you know they've got slam purposeful same more applies so this kind of went on for ages and what the, the the nub of the argument came down to the fact that actually this probably was in the rules at some point and it was then taken out when they did the legion books and then never replaced when they did the faq so you they, you couldn't find the rule for it but on the digital edition once again my old friend the digital edition you kept the rule in there so there was a disparity between the physical books and the digital version anyway that particular battle has been finally put to rest with some well, magenta loveliness that says the uh I combo, know. Combo bolters, yes magenta magenta loveliness yes used to used to work the docks um the combi bolter <laughs> and mm. cyclone missiles can both be fired at the same time now, it's a very minor thing, really, in the big scheme of things. It's not a huge deal, but, you know, it's just something. So they can fire both those weapons in the shooting phase at the same time. Yeah, fluff-wise, it, make, fluff it makes sense. Now we've just got to have – now the Iron Warriors are just going to complain and complain and complain until the Iron Circle can deep strike. That's basically the next the next <laughs> target, if I'm so honest with you. Have you sent your email already? I'm not, I'm not because I think that isn't – that's not a rules question or query. It's just a – it's a change, isn't it, if you see what I mean? So, um, you know, it's like, actually, we think it should do this is different from is there's a rule discrepancy between this and this. So I am going to say that that's all down to me until, <laughs> <laughs> until proven otherwise, because I sent a very nice email and very, I thought, well constructed and logical and reasoned email uh, pointing out some things. So if any more turn up, you know where they came from. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so um Perturabo's teleport homer is now a trans teleportation transponder. So is just the same same and thing. so is Dawn's. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing, they just changed the, the names. So it's, yeah. But it now explicitly means that he can um he can teleport. Yes. Whereas before there was sort of a teleport homer is something can deep strike around you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. But a teleport transponder is you can deep strike. Right. So now Dawn can do a deep striking um into the middle of uh, into the middle of some combat. Um and it's gonna look epic if he does so. Yeah. Um yeah, he's how, got the perfect pose for it, hasn't he? He does. Uh talent for murder for the night lords now been amended slightly, so they gain a buff to their hit rolls and wound rolls. So when they gain that buff, sorry, it's to a maximum of two plus. Because some people are exploiting it and saying, well, no, no, it can go to one. It can go to be an auto hit. And it was like, no, no, it really shouldn't. Uh, It's a two plus. Yeah. You know, the old I think it's one of those things where sometimes you need the Sigma um, style rule of a one is always a fail. Yeah, totally. And a six is always a succeed. Um, Sometimes you've got to put 
stupid rules in that that you don't think you should have to but um yeah some people will say no no it definitely it turns you to an auto hit um ever yeah angron gets a slight upgrade in well you get auto hit if you hit um an immobilized vehicle that's the only time yeah but that yeah yeah but um yeah yeah so angron gets a slight upgrade um his feel no no pain is now just straight up feel no pain instead of a six plus well you know that's gonna make more difference to him just a slight slight buff he's gonna Um, wade in there and destroy russ now yeah um, so um yeah actually so, it's oh, not an, it's not an auto hit michael it's just that they have a ballistic skill so a weapon skill of zero which does effectively confer an auto hit yeah yes. well you know what i mean yeah, I know um you. okay um ultramarine's rigid chain of command is being changed so for Re- reboot reboot a gulliman is your army's warlord the rulers ignored uh if he uh, instead if he's slain all legionis astartes ultramarine's units then take a pinning test and the opposing player gains plus one victory point in addition to slay the warlord and price of failure. Okay. So, um, he, he it, it, because they've got a rule, if all your independent if all your independent characters, you know, your your uh, HQs die, you have to take a pinning test on all units. Okay. Because they're sort of like, um, yeah, our chain of command is. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. But so if Robot Gulliman goes goes that way, then they have to take the pinning test. Yeah, so, it's, so it's get... not it's not just on your Praetors and Centurions now, it's now on your your uh, as well. Gotcha. And you'd get basically two victory points for killing Gulliman then uh, if three. you had that plus yeah, one three victory points. Price of failure, slay the warlord. Oh uh, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. So nice. Gulliman it becomes a um, real real target um, Zardu Leak no longer gets to pick his powers He's, you know it said you picked his power you know he selected his powers okay. uh, like the thousand thing I mean it wasn't really a massive debate amongst word bearers players that I, I knew um, most of us just accepted we generated it because we're not like thousand sons players <laughs> um, but now it's clear he generates them like all other psychers so that's fine um the anakatis blade slaves um his uh his boyfriends uh they are now uh chosen warriors very good actually they're a good unit and to have them chosen warriors so they can take the challenges for him is also awesome yeah nice little boost to them there Mm. um the death guard can now take power size can't they they've changed that oh yeah have i not oh i haven't put that in have i Damn it! No, Death Guard. Yeah, they can take power size for free for any play, any character that has a um, power fist. Yeah. Right. So instead of paying the points for the um the the, the power size, you get it for free if you've got the power fist. Right, I'm with you. Nice. You pay for, you pay for the power fist, you get, you get the cipher. Get the side for free. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So makes sense now mm. um yeah salamander's nocturne born rule um has been reworded to make it a, to give it a, to make it just to make it make a bit more sense yeah um uh the more defan squad sorry the the raven guard more mm. defan squad uh they now get uh implacable advance so they're scoring oh, i was surprised i didn't have this when i played against john's i thought yeah, yeah. They, but now they do, that's good Alpha Legion headhunters gain implacable advance and they get preferred enemy infantry back. And uh, whereas before, if you took them as and uh, with a dedicated transport, they lost their infiltrate rule. Now they get inf- now they get infiltrate with their dedicated transport. So if you take them in a rhino, that's an infiltrating rhino. Nice. Uh, 
so it may it, you know it keeps the fluff there so um yeah so what about the mechanicum tagmata list now this is a big one isn't it graham so obviously we've yeah. been talking about the mechanicum lately well, yeah what don't we know about mechanicum so the in the change for them was the domitar graviton hammer which we spent probably time talking about gets a whole new profile uh it gets a template shooting attack which is heavy one uh concussive graviton wave haywire ap6 uh, so the graviton wave gives it the graviton pulse which is a strength test but also makes morale chest tests taken at minus two leadership modifier and also remember it's whether the the domitar has two graviton hammers so that'll be two templates um each of them uh doing a uh giving you to make a, a strength test to see if you take a wound um and also causing concussive and what have you and also haywire, haywire is good because that's, it's got to it, rip apart vehicles now it's got two it'll basically take off two hull points most times um yeah, if you're being a, if it's someone assaults it as well, it's good that it's got. Yeah, an Overwatch weapon. Yeah, um, but we're gonna be you're gonna you know we 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 um we obviously we did we recorded the uh, list section of um uh, of this show before this FAQ dropped. Yeah, I think we would have changed our lists a bit if um yeah. I don't. I, I put one in there. I put one Domitar in. That's true. I didn't. So uh, I think I went. But I went for the um. Anyway, we'll, we won't spoil the surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go on to there. Okay, so... Um, I, mean, that, I mean, that Graviton wave doesn't seem all that great, to be honest with you. I mean, it's AP6, isn't it? So I can't remember what the... Um, gives it Graviton Pulse, which is the strength test. The concussive thing, isn't it? That's the... Yeah. yeah but even but that makes sense. It, it goes at an issue of one. It's really the haywire, because with yeah. its weapon, you want it to be going against vehicles, not infantry. Fair enough. It, it, its job is to take care of buildings and infantry. Uh, sorry, uh, buildings and vehicles, not yeah, other, actually, other dreadnoughts. Yeah, other 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 battle automata. Yeah, yeah. Especially, we we're saying about how you know they're good at hurting leviathans. Mm. Um, or, yeah. Yeah, you know, true. About that, so actually that just adds to their. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And then we still get a four plus in one save in leviathan. So what about the changes to book six then, uh, Graham? So, um, in Book 6, all factions now treat Black Shields as distrusted allies, unless otherwise stated in the Black Shield special rules. Um, Garland Serlax, Narthicum Primus, now only confers Funa Pain on a 4+, and causes wounds, and causes wounds caused by poisoned weapons to be re-rolled against his unit. Okay. I can't remember what it was before. I'll be honest. Honest. Him and his and the unit he's with. It's not just him. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm sure that was they got for. This is for the inducti. Is he that one? I can't he's, remember. Anyway, um, yeah. So and then yeah. there's Shardak Medusin. Shadrach. Shadrach. <laughs> yeah. Medusin now only gains the benefits of Master of the Shattered Legion if part of a Shattered Legion's army. So if you can't, so you yeah. can't. That makes sense. Um, right. So then we've got um, book seven, Inferno. Um, the Sekhmot Terminators, they could have swapped both. They could have taken two lightning claws. Um, but now, yeah, they can only take one lightning claw. Um, Magnus the Red got a yes. huge nerf. Um, he got a whole new profile, which puts Mindwrath behind a 175 point upgrade yes. and adds Infernal Bargain special rule. Yep. So now Mindwrath only adds 
d6 to the listed strength to a maximum of strength six so no more d uh, on his witchfire powers and infernal bargain allows magnus to cancel the results of a single perils of the warp roll anywhere on the table once per game so before mind wrath allowed him to roll 2d6 to add to the strength of any um any witchfire uh power anything over 10 it was destroyer so now that's gone it's now a single d6 and up to a maximum of strength 10 now that's not too bad i don't think it's 135 points worth <clears throat> but i mean that is a that's a max i mean magnus was just chucking out when we were playing him was just throwing out multiple shot d d hits basically yeah, that was um, that was basically was he was just yeah, nothing could, nothing could stop him you know literally nothing could stop him um you know he, had a, he also had a range of about 36 inches because he could overcharge the range oh yeah he, had, yeah. he never failed a perils of the walk you know he had loads of dice to throw at these things so it was there was no risk and he could just murder anything that came in his way so whether the upgrade is now worth 125 points is a good question but it definitely needed something and that's a good compromise i think well i don't think it is but what i think is going to be the big benefit of this now is that thousand sons players um we all know the thousand sons lists god of the crimson king mm-hmm. um magnus, Protect magnus and he'll deal with anything yeah. all the same almost identical Ooh, i, I can look at you know list and there's very little there's very little differences in the core of the list what i think we're gonna get now is a lot more different thousand sons army lists and i think that's that's going to be a positive so yeah i do agree i mean i think it's it's a it's a big it's a game changer that one because that really was ridiculously powerful yeah yeah definitely um right so um a legion apothecary yeah Okay, go on, carry on. Oh, yeah, Infernal Bargain. Sorry, I haven't said the Infernal Bargain yet. No, you have, you have, you have. Have so I said is, it? Yeah, this can, is because cancel pre- the results of a single pair of the roll. Because previously roll. you could just cancel any, couldn't they? Once yeah. per turn or something mental. It's a single one now. Um, yeah, so, right, so for Space Wolves, if a Legion Apothecary joins a um, Space Wolves squad with Warriors Metal, so that's your Grey um, Slayers. Is it Grey Slayers or Grey Hunters? Mm-hmm. Grey Slayers. Um they benefit from the rule as well, which stops the unit losing it. Because uh, the rule says at the minute, if anyone joins the unit who doesn't have Warriors Metal, you don't get Warriors Metal. Um, but now that um, uh, what you call it, uh, um, apothecaries are going to be gaining it. That's that solves that that quandary. Okay, um, fair enough. Which you know makes Gray Gray Slayer packs a lot more survivable and i don't necessarily know if that's a positive thing no me neither actually but you know fair enough yeah, and the acastus so, knight propyrion now costs 560 points and i, I think mean, this is, it was 490 or something 495 495 now i think that's a good change and the reason i think that's a good change is because people were taking this propyrion uh propyrion in the um in 2000 point games. 2000 points yeah because you get 25 percent uh locking him now into you know bigger games i think is a positive because he was ju- it's just too powerful for for smaller games yeah i mean four strength 10 blast templates not nice and his other missile is other weapons as well aren't, aren't, aren't exactly pleasant so it's a it's a very good shooting night at 2000 points it would be an unstoppable piece of work yeah so yeah that is a good change i, I think that's a positive um uh, i'm sure some other people will think not mm-hmm. um but yeah so that's that um right so um i'll just quickly 
if I knock through the rest of this stuff and then we and then do you want to start with the um the the playtest rules, Graham? So oh, have we yeah. still got the yeah we still the... FAQ and army list FAQ. So uh, FAQ they've clarified that the score in missions where the objective is to be in a particular part of the board, the entire unit must be wholly within that area. So yes. you can't just have a toe tipping in. You've got to have yeah. the whole unit in that area. Makes sense. Which would have yeah, changed more, some games yeah. for me in the past. No more conga lines. Yeah, yeah. Conga lines. Um, expended one-use-only weapons no longer count as part of a vehicle when it comes to weapons destroyed results. Yep. Uh, but if it's still on the vehicle, if it's been fired, it doesn't. But if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's expended, if you've, if you've used it. Um, it's now stated that Rylan or the Undying, Honored Telemechris, and Cassian Dracos can all take a Dreadnought Drop Pod as a dedicated transport. But the Mara Gal and Cassian Dracos Reborn um, may not. And Sevatar, um, he has a Warlord trait listed on his profile, which is the same name as a Warlord trait in the main rulebook. Um, but they're slightly different. He actually gains benefits of both. Nice. So um, nice buffer Sevatar. Yeah. And then uh, that moves us on to, which is, I think, uh, something that a lot of people have been excited about, the playtest rules. Yeah, so these came from a complete bolt from the blue. I mean, obviously we knew there was some FAQ based stuff, but not this kind of wholesale change. So we're going to actually allow these playtest rules at the company of legends and feedback to forge world our findings. So the biggest change or one of the biggest changes was that the rapier weapons battery and field artillery weapons gained a new weapons profile. So frag shells, which were previously heavy four, are they now heavy one. Uh, so they were heavy four small blasts, I think strength five, ap5 uh, they're now heavy one twin linked barrage large blast so one shot per gun large blast twin linked barrage um incendiary shells are now heavy one twin linked barrage last blast with ignores cover um the sp splinter cells are now heavy one twin linked barrage last blast with rending which makes them quite good and the phosphates which was the another eye rolling special and um, that, that uh, you know, whenever you rocked up with three of them, people started to shun you in the street and, you know, got people with a bell behind you shouting shame and shame. Um, this canister, phosphorus canister now is a one shot heavy uh, barrage, large blast, poison three plus crawling fire, lingering death. So rather than previously one gun firing four little blasts, which if you hit the first one, the rest would never miss because of the um, crawling fire rule been able to reposition each one two inches um, and been able to put effectively four um, templates down on top of a unit. Now it's just one large blast template. And I think that was a really good balance for Phosphix, if I'm honest. It's still pretty nasty, but it's not, uh, you know, you're not going to wipe an entire squad out with one shot. Yeah, so they've basically replaced all the four, yeah, four one small templates with one, one twin-linked. Yeah, which does kind of then think well, what's the point of the medusa but you know that's another matter altogether i think um so another big change is the moritat which can now rather than previously where you could fire up to 12 times with one pistol um you can now fire up to six times each with up to two pistols so for example if you're armed with a plasma pistol and a volkite serpenta uh you can fire both of those six times each um Chain fire hit rolls can never be re-rolled 
and as per normal and weapons which don't roll to hit such as uh, hand flamers cannot actually be used in chain fire which makes total sense yeah, yeah uh, so 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 if you if you go on more attack with two hand flamers just two templates yeah yeah so when firing weapons with the gets hot or melter special rules you roll each hit individually and any result of a one uh, you can make no further attacks with that weapon so and the chain fire overheat rule has been removed so that um, Moratats no longer get hot on a two for plasma weapons. So let me just get that right. So you can fire six times, is that? You will yeah. just, you just you just say, I'm going to fire six times with each pistol. So if you've got a bolt, a Volkite um, and a plasma, you fire six times for the Volkite. Yeah. And then you, I'm going to fire, you fire one shot at a time for the plasma. Yes. Uh, until you hit a one in, or, or reach six shots okay. or you start with the plasma and if you get uh, gets hot on the plasma you still can fire this volkite gotcha right. so yeah. Yeah. I, it makes the it makes them in my opinion a lot more reliable all around totally because yeah, at the yeah, moment yeah. Uh, i used to use mine to get to three shots and it was that was it it would always miss so yeah the volkite do you roll six dice for that you're obviously missing ones, but anything else is going to be a hit. But the melter and the plasma ones, you roll the dice individually. Yeah. So it really changes the way that I think a lot of people are going to use. <laughs> it their, makes um, sense. Their nah, mar- uh, yeah, it does. Just they're not just going to you know jump it you know in just shooting one pistol. They've got two. Or, yeah. You know the way the model's posed. You know it it, it fits the character more than. Yeah, because yeah, at the minute I've got um, I got a moral tap for my ultramarines. I fit him with a volkite mm. and a plasma yeah. because I don't because I fire with a volkite until I miss with that. Yeah, and then I go over to the the plasma, plasma. because yeah, fire that um, because I, I I fire that until I get it gets hot because if I get it gets hot with a plasma, I'm done. I, I've stopped. Yeah. Um, so it makes single loadout um, more specialized. Um. Uh, yeah. more attacks like blood angels with inferno pistols a lot more viable um i mean they were and, pretty nasty times and they never had yeah i mean i suppose that you're right they still have to roll the dice individually because of um, the inferno pistol is an absolute beast in a moritat's hand because yeah. you had two inferno pistols that'd be six, 12 potential 12 which you get now anyway i suppose but 12 um shots with the yeah but obviously if you get a one um you, you, so you end it you stop it yeah, yeah, um yeah. i i think in general these rule changes um this particular it makes this the, the moral tap um a few years ago they, when they changed it added the chain fire rules um and they made it this way i think it made it too it well they went too far the other way because for a while everyone was the only unit you really saw around was the Moratat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, think I think they're okay now. I mean, I think this is a good balance because they are. I've got one that I used with my World Eaters, and it, it never did anything like what it felt like it should. And I think this is a much better way of doing it. So the other kind of change, actually, this is an interesting one because I've never rated Legion Heralds, which is probably why this rule's in. But they're giving the Legion. If you have a Legion Herald, they now have the Fearless and the which I think is a really good upgrade, impeccable advanced special rule, and they can take Terminator armor. So you can take a, a Legion Herald uh, and make and basically make your probably your more elite units in Terminator armor scoring. So for example, for me, I'd be thinking, hey, if I take a Legion Herald and chuck him with some um, uh, Terminator um, Tyrant Siege Terminators, for example, mm-hmm. then now be a then now be a scoring unit, which is a big big bonus actually actually yeah, no, yeah now you put it like that 
It's a huge bonus. Yeah, that'd be good. So uh, obviously they get they get their is it morale um, bonus for being with a standard? Well, no, because they're fearless, so you wouldn't have to worry about morale at all with them, would you? If you see what I mean. So the herald is now fit is fearless. So he's going to com- put that fearless rule onto whatever unit he joins. So I, don't, I can't remember what the herald's banner does, but it seems I mean, slightly yeah. slightly redundant in that case, unless he's in the middle of a load of units. Let's let's have a look. Let's have a yeah. quick check. I'll just um, uh oh, I've closed down my program for reading books now. Um, blah, 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 blah. he's in the Age of Darkness mm-hmm. army list. Um, Legion consoles. Um, oh no, I've closed it down. Uh, I always do this. This makes great radio, doesn't it? Totally um, does. Us looking at that. Uh, champion, Ooh. Chaplain, Ooh. Cheesebreaker, Primus Medicaid, Forge Lord, Vigilator, Moritat, who's going to see a lot more use from me now. Oh, Prevayan, um, who we'll talk about shortly. Um, Delegatus, uh, Herald, Herald. Here's, um, he has a banner. Um, he either takes a banner of the Aquila, banner of the Eye, or a dark banner. Dark banner, any unit with a Legion is a starty special rule within 12. Have the fear and add plus one to their leadership characteristic to a maximum of 10. Mm. So that's pretty good. Uh, banner of the Aquilus, the Loyalist Herald, and any Loyalist unit with a, uh, a, a Legion is a starty special rule uh, within 12 inches add plus one to their weapon skill characteristic to a maximum of five plus. Nice. That was very useful for your um, probably Tyrant Siege Terminators. It's Loyalist. Ah, curses! Ah, but I could use them with Keir Valen. Yes, you yeah, absolutely. you make you make them. Uh, you 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 do give them fear though. Yeah, but like, if they're if they're traitors, you can give them. You you make them scary. Fears like meh. I, are you going to worry about that with tyrants these terminators? Exactly. What's Magical the other? Five. No. Hitting them. Hitting them yeah, on yeah. So, uh, all right. So, yeah, what? What else have we got here? Um, Pravians, you said. Yeah, Pravians. Yeah, I mentioned the Pravians. So they can now take jump packs, which they couldn't previously. No, no, they can't take jump packs. Oh, they sorry, they sorry, they can now now can't take a jump pack, and they had the rules for all the legions added. So, for example, the Ultramarines Battle Automata can make snapshots at Blitzkrieg Skill Two if they stood still during a turn. Uh, the Death Guard Battle Automata gained Fiona Pain Six Plus. And can upgrade all of their flame weapons to have chem munitions. The Iron Warriors, I think, get Wrecker, uh, which is you know, fairly useless. And Blessed Auto Simulacra, which gives them a six plus. It will not die, for example. So, yeah. Um, but they that's, previously. It's not bad on a battle automata, is it? No. And previously, they would get the Legion specific rules. So, you know. Well, no, they wouldn't. Only a, only some legions. Oh, certainly. You're actually right. Actually, you're actually right. Yeah, not everybody did, did they? So yeah, um, what, 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 huge change. Rage. That's pretty cool. You what, mate? So I'm looking through the list to see yeah. what's because the Imperial Fist ones get tank hunters. Yeah, that's very good. Skill when using bolt guns. So yeah. I mean, that's um, you know, from a Imperial Fists automatic dark the, fire cannons. Yeah. With but tank they, hunter. Well, most of the things have got five anyway, aren't they? But it's got yeah. But it's the um the bolt guns. I think with the Mauler bolt cannons, whether it would apply to those. Oh, it's grey area that, isn't it? Because it's the same as with heavy bolts. Does it apply to heavy bolts yep. as well? Yeah. It's any in the pure fisting. It's always if it's got bolt in the title. 
then yeah, I would say yes. Guns, heavy bolters. Yeah, I yeah. would have thought logically the the, the more yeah. bolts would. It's a bolt bolt cannon. Um, bolt cannons because they can be pretty nasty. Mm. So that's one web goes that as well. Yeah, very good. Um, so yeah, some interesting little changes there. Uh, we've got the destroyers themselves, which we talked about earlier. They get a whole new profile, which is a huge point. Well, it's a points drop of 35 points. Um, they've got additional destroyers being five points cheaper as well. Uh, the jump packs, which was That's 75 good. points for the whole for, for the squad, are now five points per model. So that's a massive difference. You know, five models were 75 points. Now it's five models, 25 points. So much better now. Yeah. It's completely, completely different unit Yeah. when you're looking through that book. Yeah, I mean, they were yeah. ridiculously expensive for what they did. Uh, missile launchers, hand flamers, plasma pistols are now five points cheaper. But they can no longer take Volkite Serpenters. And they do get an additional attack now. So, you know. They've had a bit of a buff then because you don't see them very often and they're a good unit, but they were just ridiculously expensive from just taking an assault squad would give you the same kind of unit, but better. So this is a puts them in line with that. I think the Emperor's Children's Palatine Blade squadrons get some adjustments to the cost of their extra squad members and options and lots of drops across the board for them, I think. Uh, the Imperial Kit, this is an interesting one. People have been saying how good this is, Chris. The Imperial oh, Fist Phalanx Warder Squad get a big 65 points drop and a lot of reductions in their options as well. Just also very quickly, going at the destroyers, they've now got hardened armor as well. Oh, oh yeah, they do. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's very useful. Um, uh, yeah, the, the Phalanx Warders needed that because they were, they were good, you know, they're a good looking unit. But they, they were, yeah. They were 55 points for five oh, for, for, for 10 or whatever so it was just such a sinkhole of points how many points sorry 55 they were right. prior to um, right. yeah no that <clears throat> hopefully we'll see uh, we've seen them bits and pieces but we'll see them a bit more now i do have a unit of 10 of them that i've bought because they're imperial fists i just never use them because it was so whether expensive. i well yeah it was either using them or um with Alexis Pollux or using Sigismund and the Templar Brethren. Yeah. The Templar Brethren are just Every that day. little because yeah. these guys have got um, power axes and things, so they were going like, you know, later in the combat phase. Gotcha. <coughs> but hopefully now with the um, points reduction, things like that, it should be making that a bit better. But yeah, they're, they're, you know, anytime you can save you know, 70 odd points, it's a big saving, isn't it? Um, so yeah, the Iron Hands Medusan Immortals, which we talked about a couple of episodes back, savaged. I think savaged, is the best way. We, we pretty much did savage them. Now they got a forty-five points drop. So obviously people have been listening in important places. And you only pay two points for a Volkite Charger, and they've had a few points drops on some of their um, sergeants' options. So yeah, that makes that unit much more viable. And the Word Bearers Ashen Circle got a thirty points drop. And a five points drop for additional members and a five point drop for plasma pistols. Uh, their axe rake has also been given a buff from AP6 to AP3, which is a big change. So, what do you think of that, Michael? That sounds like a big uh, Very happy. Uh, Ashen Circle has sort of been this, uh, this unit that a lot, you know. <laughs> You wouldn't really take if you, you, you. I love them because they're really nice models uh, yeah. and they've got some really interesting fluff. Yeah. But they were sort of like 
Mm, meh. They weren't really. A, you wouldn't really take them if you, you, there were so many other yeah, options, that, options that, 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 that would have done done a job for you. Um, but because yeah. they're only got hand flamers, so it's sort of like, well, I'm deep striking some hand flamers in. Um, but yeah. giving them the the, the AP free uh, combat, you know, the rake, and you can pull in. So it's sort of like the flood, you know, the the rule is, you know, if someone's you can pull them back into combat or something. I can't remember exactly what. Um, I've got the sheet up in front of me, so. Yes. Uh, so, uh, tell how often I've used them. If the unit enters play via deep stroke, then as soon as it's been placed on the table, all models that are within six, D6 inches suffer an immediate strength 3 AP5 hit. Uh, they always use a hammer wrath attack, whether or not it has used a jump pack in the movement phase. And these attacks are carried out of strength 5. And the hammer of wrath attacks made by this unit are classed as flamer type attacks. Uh, the bitter duty: the unit may not be joined by friendly independent characters other than the Moritat or a Legion chaplain consoles, which are jump packs, and the Legion Astartes world bearers special rule. Mm. So that's the only other. So the Moritat can join the destroyers and these guys, basically. Yeah, yeah. they're basically a, a type of destroyer squad. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so the axe rake. Is strength one AP three melee and has grapple. So a model equipped with a weapon with a special rule adds plus one to their initiative for the purposes of making sweeping advances. Oh, there you go. For some reason I've got this idea that they could like pull people back back into combat with them, but I think that's the fluff behind it anyway. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, cool. Check, so I'll, I'll check their old rules just quickly. Okay. So. In terms of uh, summing up, then, so that's pretty much line by line the stuff that's changed as far as we were at this point. Anyway, um, what's your general uh, view on this FAQ upgrade, Michael? Um, I think that there are definitely some clear winners in this. I love the playtest rules. I love what they've done to destroyers because they were a unit. I think that people have universally said, look, we really want this unit um but it's it's just rubbish um it's too it's too expensive and i think they've really listened to the community on this one because it's been universally said yeah by lots of people in the community we need something to happen with this with this squad because yeah you never see them on the i'll be surprised if there's any well there might be now but i'll be surprised if there was any you know more than two times we've seen destroyers uh, i think richie took them i can't think of any other time that i've seen them take them in my fists a lot yeah, I'm, there's I'm, red grenades when facing big horrible things and hope that it would do that. Um, I, just so I, the I, grapple was changed for the world, the Ashen Circle. So originally it was enemies attempting to fall back after losing an assault uh, to a unit equipped with axe rake suffers a minus one penalty to their fallback distances. Ah, oh, there you go. That was what I was thinking of. Yeah, I can sense. see how often I've used them. I only use them <laughs> if I've got the points um, yeah. and nothing else will fit in because they've been not great yeah so all in all i think this is some really positive changes i like the phosphix change i'm honest with you i feel that i can bring my some of my guns out and use that without feeling like a complete um you know scum of humanity well it's going to speed up play that's also true um but i think there's some everything they've done there seems really sensible um with the exception perhaps of the malkadors and like so there needs to be something else that the rules don't currently cater for um everything else seems to make total sense to me and yeah, i'm well, really glad that they've done it because it just makes the game that much better i think the phosphex and the augury scanner rules are the two yeah. or, or, you know, 
I think they're the two ones that really and stand I, out because they they're going to improve the way the game is played by people. Yeah. Also, yeah. nerfing Magnus was a must-have, and I'm glad they've taken the decision to do that. However unpopular that will make them with thousand some players, he was just too strong, just too strong, and I think that that was the only way to do it. Now, I think I, I think they could have left it as going up to strength D. But behind that points upgrade, yeah, that that would be the only thing, wouldn't it? But um, I yeah, I'm not sure about that. I do, I don't know if it's a bit too much. The 175 points, I think that might, you know, 175 points is, I think it might be just a touch too expensive, um, to get that mind rough because I can't see anyone taking it now. Yeah. Possibly, but then you won't be able to double this, the range of their things. And I mean, but most people just whack a load of biomancy on him and, and de weapon people off the yeah. board. But now we're going to see um, some new um, some new Thousand Sons army, yeah. uh, and that's what I'm looking forward to the most out of this. Um, uh, you know, we're going to start see maybe we'll see some Thousand Sons super heavies. Yeah, or those robots. Because <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, you never see those robots, and you no. never see the super heavies either. No. I, n- I don't think I've seen a Thousand Sun Super Heavy. Well, you don't need it when you've got Magnus, do you? Because exactly. you've got D, D weapon people. Off Why above of a Falchion? You can yeah. take Magnus. We have seen a Thousand Suns uh, Thunderhawk. Oh, yeah, we have seen a Thousand yeah. Suns Thunderhawk, yes. Um, Pete, Pete Reese is one. Yeah. But, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. A Thousand Sun Glade, for example. Do yeah, we see yeah. one of those? No, I've never seen one. But yeah, because you've got Magnus, who is effectively. Oh, actually, the uh, Scottish, the Scottish Graham have a. That's what like, I was thinking. I'm sh- yeah. sure he does, but he may. Go on, Chris. Because I know he had some for salamanders. I can't remember seeing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so we're all we're all happy with that. I think so. I think it's very positive, and um, long may it continue. It sounds like it's you know putting stuff back on the right track, and where there's areas that need to be looked at, they've looked at them and made some minor tweaks without breaking the game entirely. Okay, no problem. So shall we move on to the books? Yes. Okay, we're low on book news this month. Not much going on. Um, James Swallow appeared on Warhammer TV on the 1st of February, and he talked about The Weekender and The Buried Dagger, as well as some other Black Library stuff in general. Well worth a watch. Um, The origin of The Buried Dagger, he said, uh, originated as an idea for a graphic novel similar to McCrag's Honor. And eventually it grew to encompass the Shrouding of Titan and the story of the Knights Errant. So um, it actually had to grow uh, into a novel. So uh, that's good because uh, we'll get it. In the book, we're going to see a young Typhon and a young Mortarian and the seeds of their friendship and what it eventually it becomes. And the title, The Buried Dagger, is a metaphor for the heresy as a whole. The Hidden Blade. And this appears in the book. Also, it's an actual buried dagger. So make of that what you will. Um, but next month we're gonna get we're gonna have a review of Korax and depending on time, perhaps the buried dagger as well. So, what books are upcoming? Um, this Saturday gone, you'll have been able to order Titan Death, the audiobook, finally, um, and that's available on Audible as well. Um, also, the buried dagger on the twenty third of February. Uh, Angron Slave of Nyseria, the limited edition, will be available on the twenty third of February. Um, Conrad Kurz, the Night Haunter, 
um the um I think that's the standard edition is going to be. A, is it the standard edition or is it? No, I think that's the limited edition uh, is going to be available. Yeah, limited edition is going to be available on the um, 4th of May. Uh, the Solar War, the first book in the uh, Siege of Terror, the first of eight. Um, although we do know at this point we're going to get some novellas around that as well. Graham McNeil is currently writing one. Um, uh, that's going to be the Solar War. So to 11th of May. And finally, Angron Slave of Nysseria, the non the non limited edition version, is scheduled for the 18th of May. And that's all we have for the um, book. So what we'll do now is we'll run into um, our focus on the Legio Cybernetica. Yes, let's do this. Come on. The Legio Cybernetica, the robotic branch of the Adeptus Mechanicus, one of the oldest branches stretching right back to before the days of the Imperium. It is one of the most feared and powerful military arms of the Adeptus Mechanicus, and it carries the burden and responsibility of the use of battle automata in warfare, as well as the development and maintenance of these terrifying machines. It traces its origins to when early Technosavants experimented with artificial life. Ever curious, those early pioneers not only constructed vast uh, hosts of automations, but also gave their creations the gift of independent thought. And this decision cost them dearly on the rest of humanity with it. When many of these machines, the men of iron, rebelled and fought a war, a dreadful war against humanity. In the aftermath of this, of this terrifying war, the infant Adeptus Mechanicus subsequently followed a sacred charge known as the Crimson Accords of Mars, the cornerstone of doctrinal law created during the foundation of the Mechanicum during the Age of Strife. The Accord forever forbade the creation of abominable and soulless intelligences known as Silica Animus and pronounced a death sentence on any remaining Silica Animus and any in the Mechanicum, any Majors or Adept who tried to create them. But these accords allowed the survival and creation of lesser and righteous works of synthetic life deemed sacred. The battle automata of the Legio Cybernetica were amongst these. After the Treaty of Olympus, which bound together the dominion of the, em- of the Emperor and Mars, the Legio Cybernetica was assimilated into the four armed forces of the Imperium. A great many cohorts were transferred from defending Forge World and served on the front line of the Great Crusade. During the Crusade, members of the division served the Emperor, with the likes of Gurgenar Arai leading two full combats of combat mechanoids, fighting many battles alongside Warmaster Horus and his Lunar Wolves. Some of these battle automata were even rewarded for their service by being made honorary members of the legions they served in. But when Horus fell to chaos, and half the legions turned against the Emperor, much of the Legio Legio Cybernetica supported the idea of his Imperium of Chaos. And they sided with Horus in the hopes to abandon the Crimson Accords to develop abominable intelligences. And following the outbreak of the Horus Heresy on Istvan V, the bases of the the corrupt Legio Cybernetica on Mars were immediately assaulted by loyalists in the Schism of Mars. The Schism of Mars saw the fabricated general Kelbor Hal side with the Warmaster Horus 
who gave him the ability to open the vaults of Moravac, which contained among them battle automata corrupted by chaos, and those built with forbidden warp technologies, which meant the robots of the traitor forces became much, much darker during the war. Legio Cybernetica. So we will be talking all about Legio Cybernetica now and going through all the various bits and bobs that make up this most respected of Legios, shall we say. Now, regular listeners... Well, that must hurt to say, must it? It does hurt. It really does hurt. Every, every utterance is like a dagger in my side because myself and the Legio Cybernetica have um, had a few ups and downs, shall we say, over the years. Um, with me being fairly vocal, as those regular listeners will know, uh, and fairly damning of them and all of their works. And to be honest with you, in studying them, very little has changed. However, we, we are, if nothing, not a equal opportunities broadcaster. And so therefore, we should bring all sides of the argument. And for that, we are once again going to delve deep into the bowels of the... <laughs> Of the mechanicum, which sounds all kinds of wrong, and and pull out the uh, mechanical innards and logic engines of the Legio Cybernetica's uh, uh, crunch, I believe, as Michael would term it. So, the Legio Cybernetica uh, draws from the main tagmata lists, but this does focus on robots and battle automata. And by selecting Legio Cybernetica, it gives you a number of pluses and minuses. So the rule of Dominus. So your compulsory HQ must be a Magus Dominus, Archmagus Dominus, or one of the Legio's two special characters, uh, Inar Satharol, or I, I can never sell his, I can never pronounce his first name particularly well. Anar, is it Anarchus? Anarchus. Anarchus. That's better, Chris. Yeah, good Anarchus. 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 Scoria, the most hated and loathed of uh, HQ choices in the galaxy. In a, no, not that I, I'm biased. That's not, no bias. Yeah. <laughs> um, in addition, your prime detachment is Leo Cybernetica. Your opponent does get. Uh, which I didn't know about till I started reading this, incidentally, you naughty Legio Cybernetica chaps, uh, your opponent does get D3 victory points if they remove all your Cortex controllers. Well, did you know that? Did, yeah. Did Christian never tell you about this? No, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Ooh, that was always okay. hidden under the carpet. Controversial. So, well, it is, because actually that's, you know... That's a, yeah, D3. It's quite a lot, you know, when you're playing some of them, and as we've been spending quite a lot of time... Uh, enmeshed in mission writing recently d3 victory points can make all of the difference frankly yeah, or some of the closer missions so so yeah if you want to um you know go after legio cybernetica shoot the things with this cortex controllers now the downside of that of course is that the cortex controller things generally are no pushovers but hey it's an option um the second thing about legio cybernetica is the legion of steel your compulsory troops must be uh too strong um not too strong, as in too strong, uh, Castellex units, but they are not scoring. So they um, so do bear that in mind. They cannot score. Uh, the fast attack and heavy support choices must have the Cybernetica Cortex rule. 
So you must. So once, uh, the first unit must have. Sorry, the first unit. So a bit like with the order, with the they had a similar kind of rule for reductor, didn't they? Uh, the first unit in certain things needs to be have a certain um, mm. special yeah. rule. So yes, the first unit rather should have a Cortex controller. So you've got to have at least one robot in those slots. Um, but you're free to pick anything else from Tagmata after that, which is quite, you know, quite powerful. And enhanced cyber control. So your Cortex controller and cyberlurgy ranges are increased from 12 to 24, which is extremely useful. In addition, all models with the Cybernetica Cortex have a plus one initiative, which is a massive boost. Uh, most of the robots are usually about initiative three, aren't they? Mm. Uh, yeah. So this yeah. brings them on par with your average Marine, which means they're striking at the same time rather than going second. So what does this mean? Well, it means that you can spread your robots out a bit more without fear of losing control, which is obviously a key thing. Uh, and the increased initiative will change the outcome of most close combats, as we've just mentioned, with the Vorax now striking before most Marines, which is incredibly useful. Um, but obviously the big disadvantage is being forced to have four Castellacs which can't score and are relatively expensive and at lower points levels, you're only likely to have a single Cortex controller, meaning it's very easy for you to give up those D3 victory points should your opponent be so inclined to tell you about them. So let's talk about the cybernetic controller. Con, con, sorry. Cortex. Because this always confuses me, I must admit, and it was something that I've kind of read about four times and never really understood until recently. So do you want to talk us through that one, Michael? Uh, yeah, so the cybernetic cortex is the brain of a battle automata, uh, and it makes them more than just battle servitors. So it makes them into, you know, actual proper battle automata. It grants them fearless, adamantium will, um, and some special rules uh, called fire protocols, cybernetic resist, cybernetic resistance, machine creatures, and program behavior. So the fire protocol it allows a battle automata to fire up to three weapons each shooting phase. Very handy. Very handy indeed. Especially for the, those bigger ones, the, you know, the heavy support slots and things. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the cybernetic resistance means that successful wounds scored by poisoned weapons must be re-rolled. But Haywire wounds them on a separate D6 roll of a six um, with all saves allowed. So, um, And they also re-roll flesh brain wounds. Wow. So, so what's that bit about Haywire? Haywire wounds them on a separate D6 roll of a six. Yeah. So hey, I would only wound them on. Okay. Oh, I yes, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah. Um, then they've got machine creatures, which basically says they never score, but they deny as normal. Uh-huh. Um, then you've got program behavior. Now this is the fun one. Now, unless you're within twelve inches of a friendly model with a cortex controller, or already locked in combat, then you've got the following restriction so it to dictate how your uh, robots well, your, your battle automata behave mm-hmm. so target priority is if an enemy modeler is within 12 inch and in line of sight during the shooting phase the battle automata must fire all of its weapons against the closest enemy unit it's able to harm but if that's right. not the case then they're free to select units as normal okay um then if they've got onslaught as well so if an enemy model is within 12 inches during the assault phase the battle automata must attempt uh you know to uh charge the closest enemy but may still only charge the same unit of fight fight against in the shooting phase gotcha so and if consolidating after combat you have to do so towards the nearest enemy unit okay of course those distances are changed aren't they because of the 
um, enhanced cyber control. Yeah, but it just gives them, it gives them a bigger range. So, yeah, um, they got the, the cybernetic cortex. So the control program behavior sorry. becomes 24 inches as opposed yeah. to 12 inches. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, not, I've got to go on the last one. Yeah, they're methodical if they're... Um, and um, they can't make sweeping advances or run it if they're in the um, they're not in range of a cortex controller. It's not that big a deal, is it? Though? If you see what I mean. I mean, I'm trying to think why. I mean, if you if you have to put one of your robots into program behavior mode, particularly if it was say, let's say it's a Castellax, right? And the Castellax is on the back line with the dark fire cannon. I guess it would still have to shoot the nearest enemy unit, wouldn't it? So if you had a unit yep. of ta- tactical marines and you had a Spartan and the tactical marines were nearer. The um, castellats have to waste their shoots shot shooting against the tactical marines rather than the target you want to shoot them, which is the exactly um, Spartan. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and then you can sort of get around this um, with something called the Paragon of Metal, uh, which yeah. allows you to sort of um, uh, turn a single battle automata to eleven, um, which means that it's not subject to program behavior. And it gains, it will not die, and rampage. Is that is that one per army? It's, yeah, one, it's per one, army. one robot per army. Not one, robot one per in army. a unit or, or you know, one of each thing. It is literally, you Just choose one Dominus, one Thalanx, one... Um, okay. So if you, if you bring a bring a model that has it as an as a up, upgrade that's included in its profile, that's the only one you can have in the army list. Yes. I don't think any of them have got them as their built-in profile. No, ah, no one one's has... got a built-in pro. Which one's what? that? I'll tell what? you later. Hang yeah, hang on. Let's... I can't <laughs> think of any that have got one built in. Okay. Okay. Um, maybe the um, Artalax? No, close. no, no. Dominus doesn't. Dominus? <sighs> you boys. I'm going I'm to love it when we tell him he's wrong in a minute. I'm going to love okay. it. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, if you... More. Oh, but oh, the problem oh. with them is you've got these cyberphergy powers, which we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, and if you use them on a Paragon of Metal um, Battle Automata and you mishap, um, you go straight to the Malifica result. And we'll find out what that means in a second. So, uh, Chris, do you want to maybe talk about cyberphergy? So, yeah, here we go. So, so it's psychic powers for robots, which sort of. The, the new the, the name is in the the clue is in the title uh, to pull them off the cyber theologist must take <coughs> a leadership test. Sorry, what now? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Apologies. Charlie, uh, a bit childish. Go on, carry you. on. Uh, must take a leadership test. Uh, the same is with psychic powers, and depending on the strength and difficulty of the power, a bonus or penalty may be imposed on the leadership of the model taking the test. If the test is passed, then the power happens and manifests itself the test has failed nothing happens but as with all this sort of test roll a double six then the power fails and it goes wrong and then you get the fun of the mishap table and everyone loves a mishap table don't they let's be yeah. honest it's got its own special mishap table it does yes the cyber theology mishap table which is the following so on a on a one to three uh, result you get signal corruption which is results in the Targeted battle automata can only fire snapshots in fights with weapon skill one and assaults for the next game turn. Four to five, corrosive paradox. The uh, battle automata suffers a wound with no armor cover saves allowed. So, so we'll get this invulnerable save. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 invulnerable yeah. save, I believe. 
Um, and then six, this is where it all starts to go a bit wrong. Uh, Malefica, the machine spirit rebels and gains self-awareness. The battle automata now counts as destroyed for the purposes of victory points and is no longer part of the controlling player's force. If part of the unit is separated and placed out of coherency with the unit, the battle automata is still used in the previously controlling player's turn, but from now on will move towards and shoot in the closest unit each turn and then assault that same unit if able. Both say, both sides may now target the battle automata. Never so seen it happen. Well, I suppose on the table, you know, you've only got that one chance of, you know, if it rolls a six... Yeah, you've you only got that one. Yeah, you uh, have to roll. You've got a rubble you've got a rubble double six and a six. Uh, I mean six. I saw what? it happen once, it was hilarious. I bet it would be really funny. <laughs> I mean, particularly if it was something like a um siege thanatar. Because that would be great to see yeah. that just going completely crazy in the back line. That's exactly what I happened with. Ah oh, Jesus. Uh, it was with one of Christian's armies. And he, he tried to do the whole oh no 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 no, that doesn't that doesn't seem right. And it's like no no, it definitely does this. And it was um, it was very very funny because it just it 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 started taking apart his army on the back. Well, it, it would yeah, do, wouldn't it? I mean, you wouldn't want them, right, you know, rampage. Rampage, yeah. Jeez. Very cool. Yeah, went, went after his uh, his Castellax with the dark fire cannon. Gotcha. Um, I still didn't win the game. No, you know. that's almost the impossible. So, um, so why why would you be throwing around these cyberlurgy cyberthurgy yeah, powers? Uh, about awesome okay shall i give them a quick you, read through you you go for that one okay so this is what you can do uh with a with a dominus with the cyber thirdy rules so the right of celerity celerity yes uh, so you can target a battle automata uh your target target battle automata it gets plus two initiative for the duration of the effect doesn't really help castellax or thanatars as they're you know very hard to win them in combat anyway but for Vorax, they'll be hitting at initiative six or seven uh, if in a, in a cybernetical list. And that's before most Praetors, uh, Emperor's Children or even Custodies. So, yeah, definitely very useful. Uh, right of Eternity. So you can target a battle automata and that would gain one wound. Uh, generally, if you have Battlesmith, you're going to use that, I suppose. If you have no reason to use any of the other powers, then you might want to use this and Battlesmith to really help out that Castellax. But... It regains one wound with a sort of psychic power kind of thing rather than just using the Battlesmith rule. Yeah. I suppose to be in Battlesmith, you've got to be very close to it. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So that could, I could see why you would do it that way. Um, the other one, or oh, the other one, or the other ones, sorry, is the Right of Fury. So um, this is a minus one uh, modifier to your leadership to cast, but I think most of the um, HQ choices are pretty high leadership anyway. Um, the target battle automata gets uh, plus two attacks for the duration of the effect. So a Castellax on the chance on the charge could mathematic mathematically produce seven strength six AP two attacks plus hammer of wraths. So that depends on the loadout that it's got. Um, so yeah, two normal attacks from rage, two sorry, two normal attacks, two from rage, two from fury, and then one for um, uh, well, we get the seven. Oh, the hammer of wrath being one of the attacks. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Uh, all with concussive. Yeah, uh, our good friend Mr. Mr. Christian, uh, he used to use this on his Artilax. It was probably about thirty-six inches away from the both person casting it, mind, uh, with an arc scourge, <laughs> which did nine attacks on the charge at strength seven, AP two, armor bane, and concussive as well. So I mean, oh, this is. Uh, 
I can feel my blood pressure rising just thinking about it. <laughs> right of destruction. This is a, another minus one leadership uh, role. Um, the target may fire its weapons twice. Now, this one is used quite a lot against the same target in the shooting phase, but it can't use um, any ranged weapons until after its subsequent shooting phase, including on Overwatch. So this is really useful with like dark fire lances or letting loose with your Vorax rotor cannons with 16 shots at 30 inch range. Um, Thanatars is the other one um, that you would definitely use this for, particularly if you had somebody, you know, worrying you at close range and about to charge, give them two blasts with the old big uh, plasma cannon and it's all, it's all out of it. So yeah. Um, uh, Michael's uh, been on the receiving end of this as well as I have from Christian. Um, he obviously didn't want to tie up his Thanatars with, um, you know, sort of chaff units. Um, and Michael once got a decent target squad close to the to to this, but he was able to shoot the Mauler and Graviton round twice, and then that just basically everything just seemed seemed to exist, basically ceased to exist from that point on. Um, at the first company of legends, the Thanatar took took care of uh, Aiden's Justarian and Horus which is teleported in by finding the plasma mortar and the mauler twice. So crazy powerful stuff, but yeah, a, a very useful power. That's probably the one that I've seen used the most, if I'm honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the right Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it does, yeah. it's going to be the most useful at any, in most, you know, almost all situations. Yeah. I mean, I think the only thing is to remember, you don't fire the next turn. Um, you know, and that's, it's easy to forget that in the heat of battle. You know, I've done it before myself. What's that using? Um, Intercept. Uh, Fury. Intercept, yeah. Fury, um, oh, Space Marine. Uh, Fury of the Legion, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fury of the Legion. Yeah. But yeah, remember that you can't. So usually I, what I do now is I put a little marker on something if I've, if I've done something like an a Interceptor shot or a Fury of the Legion so that I don't forget. So the Rite of Dread Castigation. This is a minus two uh, to your leadership. Can I target enemy battle automata uh, both sides roll a d6 and add the leadership cyber thurgists for the attacker and battle automata for the defender if the attacker's total exceeds that of the defender then the battle automata suffers a wound with no armor or color saves allowed for each point that the attacker's total exceeds that of the defender if a mishap happens you don't roll the table instead you suffer a corrosive paradox uh, can be good as most of your HQs have good leadership when compared to Battle Automata, and it gets the usual advantages that high toughness get. Yeah, gets around the usual advantages of high toughness for Battle Automata, and can help kill Paragons of Metal or Thanatars quite quickly. But use with caution, as if you fail when you are wounded, and within yeah, if you are because use with caution, as if you fail, then you are wounded. <coughs> enemy Battle Automata, so yeah, I mean it's yep. a risk and reward kind of thing that. Mm-hmm. Um, right of immolation. This is a minus three modifier to leadership, so tough to get this one off. The target battle automata self-destructs and in place with a large blast marker with equal strength with sorry with the strength equal to the battle automata's toughness and AP equal to the battle automata's armor save. Very good. If a mishap happens when using this right, don't roll a table. Instead, the ma- use the Malefica effect and it's applied automatically. It's very hard to pull this one off. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I played against a cybernetica player. They yeah. used this on a Castlax that I'd gone to combat with with an assault squad, and they created a strength seven AP free blast that just killed my unit. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. But then again, 
you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of you of times when you would want to. I mean, a Castellax is still 165 points, right? Uh, it was on a. It only had a couple of wounds left. Yeah, that actually, I, I suppose uh, it's my, the last wound thing. Yeah, my squad was going to finish it off, um, yeah. regardless, because I, I had the weapons. You know, um, mm-hmm. I was gonna, I was gonna kill it. No, no question about it. And sure. he destroyed it instead. And yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Took something out with him, which is always. Um, immensely pleasing still it's quite hard to pull that off a minus three modifier to leadership yeah, yeah you know, really you need, really tough you know, seven um you'd be you know getting that under seven wouldn't you basically mm-hmm. so statistically you know possible but still you know, a bit tougher than some of the others so those are the um the rights of cyberlurgy or whatever they're called very rarely see them the only one i see with any regularity is definitely the um the, the right of destruction some of the others i've never seen on the on any games that i've played mm. Mm, yeah so, so, so yeah. units michael oh yeah yeah obviously a lot more units available than the mechanicum list as a whole but because we're covering you know we can't cover them all in a single episode um we, we split the list into the three categories auto reductor we did last week not week month um legio cybernetica we're covering today and tagmata the rest basically the rest we're doing next month mm. so we'll start we'll, i'll go through the hqs and um and then we'll we'll go from there um yeah. Well, some of the HQs, because there's, there's, there's quite a bit, bit of thing here. So we, the, the first HQ they've got is the Majos Dominus, which is the librarian of your Tagmata list. Uh, comes stock with a Cortex controller. Um, but you take these because you want Cyberthurgy. Um, but they aren't independent characters. But what they do have is a rule called Partis Cybernetica, which allows them to join units of Battle Automata. So um, which normally most characters can't do. Nice. Um Generally speaking, I only really see him take over Machinator, Machinator Array and nothing else. Um, but since the FAQ, I haven't played against Mechanicum other than Reductor. Um, so I imagine he's probably now taking an Augury Scanner. Yeah, I put mine with one. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's got a few useful up- upgrades, such as a Cyber Familiar and various weapons. But you've got to remember, you're not taking him but for his combat abilities. You're taking him to help out your Battle Automata. Yeah, definitely. And also to give you another thing with, um, you know, in cyber, in um, yeah, Cortex yeah. controller range, really, that's what he's there for, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then only available to Cybernetica, you've got the Archmajor's Dominus, which is the slightly better Majors Dominus, uh, slightly better leadership, better armor save, and is an independent character. Uh, again, not a combat character, especially in melee. I mean, it's possible. And I was playing when I was playing around the lists, you can tool him up for close combat and make him really good. But it's, you know, it's the cost of essentially two Castellexes. And yeah. it's sort of like, yeah. if I drop all this rubbish, I get two more Castellex in my list. Yeah. Um, I, so. I think I learned from the last list building we did that actually, you know, tricking out your HQ isn't necessarily the best thing to do with an army where there's only uh, so many units. Go with the Orc, with the Orc um, philosophy, boys over toys. Yeah. Um, but... Um, he has got a better ballistic skill than the Major's Dominus, so a ranged weapon would be a pretty good good option. Gotcha. Um, let's, um, let's Can I let do you... this one? Can I do this yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you want to do him, don't you? Yeah, so um, to sort of paraphrase the, uh, the, the things of our time, there is a special place in hell reserved <laughs> <laughs> for certain characters in the uh heresy game and scoria has his very own circle of hell as far as i'm concerned 
this guy is an absolute monster. There is, he's just, I mean, he looks like a monster. Let's talk about the model is fantastic, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They released him this year. Absolutely brilliant. Last year. Last year. Last year, yes. of course. Yeah, goodness. <laughs> um, so he's an absolute monster in every single department. Great figure, really imposing on the battlefield, and he and his stats match that. So he is the lord of the first Hellforge and one of the first of the Dark Mechanicum. He's, he is a Primarch-level character uh, <coughs> very easily, and he comes with a very impressive uh, weapon skill, blitz skill, strength, toughness, and initiative, all of which are five. He's got four wounds, three attacks, backed up with a two-plus save and a three-plus invon save. So, you know, so far, so pretty handy. He's also got all of the Archmage's Dominus rules, along with Eternal Warrior, so you're not doubling this bad boy out anytime soon, Relentless and Adamantum Will, and he's equipped with two Architect pistols, uh, a Machinator array, which then increases his toughness to six, uh, and this weapon of his, which is the Voidian Scepter, which is probably the most awful close combat weapon in the game, bar none. Uh, it's been slightly nerfed, but it still has a plus two strength. So that would be strength seven, I think, possibly strength seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, strength uh, seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah, AP two, okay, armor bane, and it's an initiative. So his initiative is already five, um, and it causes a D3 extra wounds per unsaved wound or additional whole point back in vehicle. So let me just run that by you. So basically you hit him, you, or you, he hits, you make your save, you, he causes a wound, but that wound is D3 wounds. That's how it works now, isn't it, Michael? Uh, is that right? It's D3 extra wounds per unsaved Just one, wound. oh, per unsaved wound. Right, okay. So uh, if I'm going up against a character, let's say, uh, that character's got the traditional two plus four plus, and uh, Scoria hits first because I'm going against a power-fisted uh, uh, um, Praetor. Um, I go f- same time. Uh, I'm hitting a wound on twos. Uh, he's going to be four plus saves. For every four plus save that he fails, it does. Is that a, yes? That's a D three extra wounds. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So it's not D3 extra wounds in total. That's for every unsaved wound. So, yep. yeah, that's pretty mental. So you, is how many attacks is he? Three, four attacks, I think? Five uh, three attacks. attacks. Three attacks. So he could do, in one round of combat, 12 wounds. Mm-hmm. If he got incredibly lucky. Um, he's only weapon well, skill five, though, isn't he? He yeah. is only weapon skill five, yeah. True enough. But, I mean, he's still... I suppose you're right. He's going to be hitting on fours most of the time, isn't he? He's not going to be hitting on threes unless it's against... Yeah. Um, sort of marine equivalents, um, and basically, I know, I know a guy that's taken. Yeah, I think to be honest with you, I'd be interested to see that guy take this guy on. Now, beforehand, why before the FAQ kind of nerfed him back a bit, it was basically for every hit you just got a D three wounds. Um, I, I don't know if in the FAQ they've changed the rule about whether you can still take feel no pain or um, it will not die um, saves after that. Uh, yes because uh, yeah. in the old it, so they, you take the in one save but you couldn't take it will not die or feel no pain feel no pain or blessed or similar no similar I think they took wrong. that out I'm pretty sure they took that out it still has that on battle scribe but so that may have been changed and gotcha. um, let's have a look at the um, uh, where am I looking for 
Um, Warhammer Community, that has the yeah, FAQs on it. Okay, um, we'll come back to that in a second. I'll just yeah, carry on. You keep going on. I'm going to... Yeah. You, you continue so, your angry rant. I will. So he <clears> used <throat> to be able to, and very frequently did, incidentally, crush pretty much anything before him. And he's a little bit more friendly, but he's still, um, as Michael has said here, very handy, like Freddy the Swede on a Saturday <laughs> night in, in, in Leicester Square with his with his shiv. With very his, handy. His bag of sharpened coins in a sock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, super handy character so but it's not all you know it's not all um combat craziness he's got his own unique cyberthergy power the right of the beast oh which, yeah no no they they um invulnerable saves may be taken against these wounds or hold points but they may not be repl- replenished or ignored by any means including it will not die feel no pain or bested auto simulacra so there you go. So yeah, like I say, an absolute monster. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this right of the beast. It's a minus two leadership. So I think that would be eights for him. It affects every battle automata model in the targeted unit. It grants them plus one to their initiative, uh, move and charge distances. But when the power loses its effect, every model must roll a d6, losing a wound on a roll of one with no saves allowed. So, again, with the Vorax, if you want the Vorax to come in and do all manner of problems, you can actually get the Vorax up to initiative seven, possibly even eight. I'm trying to think. Uh, initiative four plus one for, that would be six, wouldn't it? Four, five. Um, cool. Anyway, crazy. Yeah, six. Yeah. So, seriously useful. Um, he's got his own Artilax, this, this fella. Yeah, uh, it's, 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 yeah. Which is, this the, is this the one you're thinking about? With the, which gets the Paragon of Metal for free. It does. We've got to pay 275 points to get the model to then buy 170 points worth of model. I don't believe that in our little discussion, uh, we said, does a model get it for free? And I said, yes, it does. I thank you and commit this to but a victory it's for not, me. Uh, I, I, he's, <laughs> no, it's not Have a unit you can your, take. It's not a unit you can take. Model? Without taking that special character. Nonsense, my friend. Nonsense. No, no. You couldn't. I could. I haven't got Scoria. I can't use that unit. So I, you know, yes, tag along with Scoria. I believe when we do, and the the avid listeners will reverse this ten seconds or uh, back and say, "There's no unit that can get it for free." Okay. The model is huge, mm-hmm. though, as we've talked about. <laughs> because of this, just wait till the uh, uh, army list. Uh, the model is huge. It's bigger than the small blast template. I'm told this has led to issues. Uh, Michael's been told. Anyway, it's been issues of moving him around sometimes. He struggles to fit through gaps between ruins and fortifications, which I can very much believe. His size, his size means it's also more difficult for blast weapons to miss him, which is true. Uh-huh. But, you know, he's on a two-plus four plus three plus sorry two plus three plus and he's got you know you can't double him out anyway so you know he's he's, he's going to laugh at them pretty much so anyway one of the toughest characters in the world i've been on the receiving end of him many a time and it's never been pleasant in fact i think that i've probably killed that character less than a handful of times and i've probably played him over 20 times so there you go now would you cheer when you killed him that's the thing i'm <laughs> yeah yeah because you know it has been noted on would, another you, would, would you jump with glee i would jump with glee and, you know, and how of how my my um particular opponent felt you know i'd probably you know 
run around with a big L on them going, you know, ha, on my forehead, loser. Scoria died. Uh, you know what? I think for Scoria, if you take him, that's an exception to the rule. Um, yes. Well, if I, I, I fear that we were somewhat besmirched in that particular episode, Chris. If I'm <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just want to, for the record, everybody, incidentally, uh, bear in mind this came from the Michael Bottrell School of Fake News. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's two, three people. We've had two awards for people in the Edge of Empire group going to events and ki- getting best sportsmanship, haven't we, Chris? Yes. <laughs> I even had one of them. Cute. Right. <laughs> just saying. I don't know. I won a sportsmanship award, but anyway. Yeah, you did. You did because it was that the one that. You, oh, it was all. Yeah. It was for your all. You know, you, the way that you held yourself and the rest of it, and you know, carried your games out, and you know, how nice you were to play against. So there. So anyway, true, true stuff here, my friends. Anyway, before we cause a massive schism in the uh, Edge of Empire broadcast team, which actually, bizarrely enough, I broke my Edge of Empire mug today. Oh, no. oh hello. So there's I thought that's a, a bad sign. Yeah. We'll, have to, get, we'll have to get you a new one. Well, I was like, man, you know, is this like, you know, some sort of this? Have I pushed it too far with my army list? Well, we March is going to be fun, isn't it? Go off, that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> Close down by April. We'll have to do our last gig on top of a uh, a, a, a hotel in of a, London. Of a games workshop. Yes, that's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we'll do it on the roof of. Uh, Sunderland Games Workshop. I don't want there to do it on the roof of Newcastle Games Workshop. That's too tall. And uh, at Durham, uh, we'd have to go to North Road, and I fear I'd be stabbed. Fair enough. Anyway, there you go, folks. If you ever do split up, that's where the last gig will be. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> Not that I've done anything wrong. It's just the, the, the street on which uh, the Durham Games Workshop is uh, really, really rough. Oh, there's, your, there's, there's your bit for, you know. Yeah, local the tourist. local tourist. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, the rest of Durham is utterly lovely. It's just this one particular street is by, by the bus station. Yeah, it is the bus station street. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that was a broadcast for the Durham Tourist Information Board. <coughs> Moving swiftly on, who's going to pick up the next special character now that I have ah, vented my spleen? I think Chris should because I reckon that this is a character that Chris will do. Okay. Archmajos in our Satrail, Satrail, yeah, I guess so. Um, a character that died. Well, okay. He then came back to life and decided that he deserved a monstrous creature-sized body. And we've all been there. Mm, you know, we, we've all thought at some point or another, oh, I deserve a monstrous-sized creature-sized body. And you, you know, we, we we've put the hours in. <laughs> we've we tried to consume as much as we can to get that monstrous creature size body. I'm, I'm nearly there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just up to bulky, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, more, you... In the, I'm more, more in the Nurgle sort of thing, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> you bulky, very bulky, and then we're approaching monstrous creatures. I think I'm up, to, I'm, up, I'm up to very bulky. Okay, so you're sort of, you're, yeah. yeah, okay, cool. Um, okay. If he was any tougher, he would be a Castellax. He has toughness six, weapon skill five. He does have a 5 plus feel no pain and a repulsor field, which protects him from, from strength 6 shots on a 4 plus. And on a 6, the attack bounces back and hits the attacker. That's pretty nice. pretty snazzy little trick. Yeah, it is. Although he, if it doesn't work against blast templates and other template weapons, he's only got a 3 plus armor save. And he doesn't have Eternal Warrior, because Scoria okay. has the Eternal Warrior for this army. But um, he can't be doubled out, can he, because he's tough than 6. So. He's tough than 6, yeah, so... So that's not so bad, but you know, 
if yeah. someone's got a weapon that does instant death. Instant death, of course, yes. Yeah. It's, it's they're out yep. there. They're done. Um when he loses his last wound on a D six uh on a three plus, he teleports away, denying the opponent a victory point, and his body explodes. Wow, that's freaky. Just, just suicide. But but you don't actually get the victory point for slaying the warlord. No, no. Wow, if he's the warlord. Yeah, yeah, sure. Wow, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, he isn't an independent character, but he does have the Patris Cybernetica special rule, okay, right, gotcha. meaning he can join a unit of auto uh, battle automata. Yeah. He has three strength six AP two attacks in okay. combat plus hammer of wrath. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's not a slouch. His warlord trait means that any friendly Tagmata units within 12 inches of him roll an additional d6 when making morale checks, keeping the lowest two dice. So word bearer rule. Yeah. yeah. Um, add that to the stubborn special stubborn special rule of the army, and that's a snazzy little combo you've got there. Yeah, very good. Uh, he has a twin-linked Maxima bolter and a graviton imploder and a servo arm. Uh, is both an Archimed... Oh, God, I can never pronounce that. Archimandrite. Archimandrite, yeah. Yeah, we'll cover uh, that next episode. Uh, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, uh, he's an Archimedes Dominus. He has the gin skein. Um, like with Yeah, that was pretty cool. And four optional cyber oculari, cyber theology, and cortex controller. Um, he is a pretty cheap model for what you get. Oh, how many points is he, then? He is... On the spot there. Oh, I forget now. Hold on, I've got the book. I mean, I reckon he's got to be 270 odd, isn't he? He's got to be. No, because score is 270. I should have put, put the book. He I, is. Let's just have a look. He's, oh, blimey. 295. I do a point. Okay, there you go. Now, so would you take him for 295 points over score if 25 points cheaper? Score is not 25. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Scoria is 275 points. Yeah, he is. Well, the problem is, Scoria, you're giving that 40 point upgrade as well, though. But that still makes him completely naked. Yeah, Scoria has to take the upgrade. I, I wouldn't take him without it. But that still yeah. only makes him 10, 15 points more expensive than this guy. Mm. True enough. True enough. It's, so I. I suppose you can't. You, you, I mean, Scoria, you can only take as a traitor. So, you know, you may be slightly limited by your, you know, if you want this to be a a loyalist army or not. So I can see that being one of the reasons. I mean, he is certainly, I think, um, Scoria is a better character because Scoria is utterly terrifying. But, yeah, it's not all bad, I suppose. Uh, Uh, Have a look at this chappy up close. So, yeah, as we said, so five plus one pain, extremely bulky. Uh, That. A maximum bolter, strength for reply of assault three. He does give mechanical units it will not die, as opposed to a blessed auto simulacra. That's better five plus. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I say, if you want to have a loyalist army, then this guy's the way to go. But if I was a traitor, and I'm thinking, oh, no, Scoria, Scoria, yeah, yeah, it's, no, no, yeah. It's, no, it's actually, yes, I mean, I think Scoria wins hands down. I mean, also, we I don't know if we mentioned his um. Scoria's uh, forbidden protocols rule as well, isn't there? If we haven't picked up on that one, but um, actually another thing also on Scoria, which has got the uh, whatever it's called, the Machinator array, which gives him another two attacks at the end of it. Yeah. At the end of it, so he gets a heaping amount of attacks. But anyway, overall, 
in terms of the, those named characters, Scoria definitely wins, yeah? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's not. Uh, I think so. yeah. Now, the <coughs> thing why I think Chris might do this model is there's no model for him, but I see a few really nice conversions using UR025 as the base model. Ah. Well, how big is UR25? He's, he's only normal, only, sort of marine-sized, yeah. but he's... Um, uh, let me see if I can put my hands on my one. I don't. I think he's safely away in the drawer for the time being. Got you, but it's like a normal twenty-eight mil rather than a you know kind of bigger model. Yeah. Oh, I, thought was, I thought yeah. he was a touch bigger. I haven't actually seen him in the flesh, so let me. Uh, da, 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 da. He he's, is. Here we go. Rummage, rummage, rummage. Yeah. He's about the same size as an Ursorex. Okay. So he's he's not. You know, he's probably about the same size as a custode, which I. So I, yeah, that would that would work. Not quite Castellax, um, but definitely. No, the problem is this guy's got the extra bulky special rule, so he has to be big. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. He would need to be a Castellax or something similar of that scale. Maybe yeah. a Castellan robot. Yeah. Yeah. The one from the forty um, k range. Michael. Yeah, yeah, the, that's the one I was thinking of. Because it's, yeah. it's different to, um, so you're not going to get mixed up. Yeah, no, no, or you I could agree. use the Thousand Suns, um, Castellax oh, guys. Yeah, that make a nice basis for conversion. Yeah, slightly different ones for those, but yeah, I mean, you are two five. I can. He's, yeah, he's not a very. He's not a very big model, and this guy has, um, extra bulky. So it might get a bit confusing if you're facing oh, him yeah. on the board. I think if you're going down the sort of toughness that he has, I think, you, like I say, with the bulky ball, he needs to be bigger than, you know, yeah. a, 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 you know, just a normal sort of sized custodian, doesn't he? He needs to be yeah. up there. So, yeah, good choices there. Okay, so let's move on to the elites. And there, the first choice is the Engine Seer Auxilia, um, for which you get one addict with four servo automata. Uh, basically very similar to the engine seer from um, Astra Militarum um, back in uh, 40k uh, but he can get up to eight servitors and another two adepts uh, okay. plus they can take a trios as a dedicated transport okay uh, you can give the adepts a nuncio vox so they can essentially act like forward observers uh, and control cortex controllers to allow them to repair battle automata because you can't repair a battle automata with Battlesmith, unless you've got a Cortex controller. Yeah. Because um, they're not a vehicle. Um, there are weapons you can use, give them, um, but I've never really seen them take weapons. Um, instead, I've only really seen them to be used to repair stuff. Yeah. Um, you can upgrade um, one to a Majors Auxilia, who has the stats of a Dominus, Majors Dominus, but no Cyberphergy. Okay. Um, the servo automata are completely uh, dependent on their adepts, so it's yeah. most common to take at least two adepts, um, two of them being better than a single majos. Um, the servo automata can sort of take some tasty weapons, but they aren't relentless. So if you move them, you, yeah. you know you might not be able to use those weapons. Haven't, haven't they got a very poor ballistic skill, skill as well? Like yeah, it's not race. a great, it's not a great ballistic skill. Yeah. Um, and they also get a choice of uh, free techno arcanos, which is sort of like a um, uh, a school of them, I <clears throat> suppose that they belong to. So um, they've got uh, engine seer, um, which gives them a servo arm and plus one to battlesmith rolls, meaning they pass on a free up. Yeah. Um, each servo automata with a servo arm 
gives you an extra plus one as well, um, thus helping whatever you assign to them to not, well, not die. Um, So really handy. Uh, There's Lacraya Matara. I've no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, So no doubt some Mechanicum people will be out there saying, you're not pronouncing that right. It's all wrong. You've butchered it. But some of these Mechanicum, even the art is a bit difficult. Yeah. Um, uh okay uh the addict gets feel no pain uh five plus uh two uh no sorry the addict grant feel no pain five plus to the unit and to, uh what plus one to add secularius uh feel no pain within six inches so they're they're ones that you would use to accompany really um yeah. the tech frolls yeah um and then you've got reductor which would obviously um, go quite well with um, um, with with the auto reductor, but this um, gives everyone tank hunter and wrecker. Um, adepts gain a server one that they can exchange for a conversion beamer or graviton in- imploder. Um, but remember, they're only BS free and they're not yeah. relentless. Yeah. But they can still shoot a conversion beamer as good as an Orde- ordinata major. So. Okay, um, yeah. That's a pretty good yeah. option if you want to do your, uh, you know, you want to give something else to your alternator majors. Never seen one used. No, I, I've only ever seen them with vengeance here, to be honest. I'm just trying to think what to make use of that last one, really, the tank hunters and wrecker. Because it basically uh, give your, it would give your um, servo automata tank hunter, wouldn't it? Which, mm. and I think you can get the multi melters, which I suppose would be quite good. But um, is that is that ballistic? Yeah, Oh, well, I'm, I'm being massively optimistic. With the uh, they yeah, they can have multi-melters, yeah. Um, but even so, I mean, they'd probably be a good unit to, you know, frighten people off because I think you might be able to give them, an, um, if you gave them all, well, some of them at least, um, multi-melters and, you know, had them with augury scanners until those rules change, yeah. um, they'd be quite good. But I've never, never, ever seen these used like that, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I... I'd be using them for just to, to give them um, uh, an augury scanner, maybe a nuncio vox myself. Yeah. I mean, uh, depending on what you're using them for. You could get them to join a um, Castellax uh, unit, couldn't you? And and then get them... Oh, no, you can't, because they're not independent characters. No. No, um, no, they're not. So, um, so, so they actually, yeah, augury, augury scanner isn't going to do much for... No, them. other than the unit that they buy themselves, because they... Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not really seeing them and I, I, So probably a Nuncio Vox, if anything, and I'd use them to to give Battlesmith um for uh stuff at the um Yeah. Stuff at the Yeah, yeah. I, I I'd have them going along with uh, stuff at the front, give them a Cortex controller, Nuncio Vox. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think you can you can do probably the same thing though with a Magos, couldn't you? Yeah, but this is means you can Magos can be doing something else, or it just reinforces that um, cyber control. Yeah, um, so I just want to have a look at the um, the cyber c- cortex controller because I'm wondering if it gives it the Patus cybernetica cybernetic cybernetic. I think it's a special rule, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just wondering is that a special rule or is that something given? I'm going to have a look at the rules here because okay, no worries. Well, may, um, I, I, I'm now thinking maybe Christian. Um, did uh, did uh, uh, was a bit too liberal with his uh, interpretation. So uh, nice. I, feel so, I feel sorry for Christian at this so point. He's got no he's... right to reply, is he? For yeah, goodness sake. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Always, we're always slagging right him old, off. No right old kicking the poor bloke. <laughs> we're always slagging him off. Tell me what you say about me. <laughs> he was only playing the hands he was dealt. 
to be fair, you know, and there are a lot of rules to to you know get your head around. So should we um click? No, click it doesn't give them a patter. No, I didn't. I didn't think it did. So, so yeah, I wouldn't give them the augury scanner then. No, no. But like I said, um, I suppose if it depends if you want your the servo automata can take weapons, can't they? So you know maybe yeah, yeah, one yeah. Of that's there's probably better units you can use to do that interceptor role if Definitely. you want them to. Okay, so uh, I think Chris is next with the Myrmidons. No, Myrmidon Sectors. Yeah, now we're getting into the now yeah. we're getting into the fun stuff. The real meat and potatoes. <clears throat> exactly. So you start with two Sectors and their Lord, and they can go up to a unit strength of ten. Cool. That'd be crazy points. Um, have you really got mm. blimey? Um, very sturdy dudes when it comes who come with power axes. I ask toughness five, uh, two wounds each, three plus five plus. Uh, the guns are bought separately and they must buy two, which they get to fire together, which with their ballistic skill five is lovely. Yes. They are relentless and have improvisers, which grant them night vision. So those um, night fighting rules are not going to do you many favours. Uh, turn one. What they weapons shoot. can they shoot with? I will get to that in a second. Yes. Uh, they have lumbering advance, which prevents them from running or making sweeping advances. Meh. And initiative two, that's not really what you want them for. No, I mean, they've got power axes anyway, so they're going last, whatever. Yeah, so um, most of their weaponry is short range, but if you're going to want to give them a transport, uh, so you're wanting to give them a transport, uh, you can give them a treos. Yeah. Uh, you can give them so the, the shooting options, the rad cleansers, which are flesh bane, and the yeah. rad phage template weapon. Is this the AP three one? Uh, uh rad phage. No, no. It's a moment of destructors. The other one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah, yeah. On to them. Go on. Uh, yeah. The the, the rad cleansers, um, which is flesh bane, and then you've yeah. got the yeah, the yeah, really nasty things. Um, uh, and a red and rad phage. Yes. Yeah. So, Which is minus one to your toughness, isn't toughness. it? Toughness. Yeah, and it's a template weapon, so it's yeah. good. Like a flame, uh, basically. Yeah, nasty flame thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they can take uh, the phased plasma fusils, which yes. are very useful at getting rid of uh, marines. marines and such like. Yeah. Um, but they are quite an expensive option because I think they're what, twenty points a piece. I think, I think for some things. Quite a pricey uh, investment. Let me just quickly grab the book, and I shall let you know exactly. Uh, they're in the elite section, aren't they? They are. Yeah, indeed. yeah. The the, the uh, plasma fusel is twenty points each. Ah, see, told you. Okay, nice. Um, so yeah, but twenty points each on a model of you know that's starting with three, that's sixty. If you want to get ten, four. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, craziness. Um, they can take graviton guns, so they can uh, good at taking out. Uh, uh, infantry, uh, sort of um, armor, things like that. Spartan, yeah. bring glass. Actually, and... they yeah, they wouldn't suffer from the problem with the graviton gun, which is uh, the fact it's heavy because they're relentless. Relentless, yes. Yeah, so exactly. They so um, I'm just trying to think, how many can you take? So you can take them. Um, each Myrmidon does cost you 35 points each without yeah. any weapons. Plus, um, um, plus you've got to buy the two weapons. You've got to buy the we- weapon. So graviton guns, so 15 60, points. 65 for a double graviton gun. Oh. <laughs> Crikey! But I mean, the thing is, you took five of them. Nothing could, nothing could stop you in this world. Uh, no tank would be able to survive it. It's a very expensive way of doing it. Um, there's, there's cheap ways of doing it, but yeah. fundamentally, that is get them all in a trios, <coughs> jump out, bye bye glaive. Yeah, yeah, done. 
Yeah. Off you go. <laughs> On to the next thing. Yeah, and, and Graviton ignores shields, flare shields, and armored ceramite. So, because it it's, uh, it's just a haywire hit. It is just a haywire hit. Yeah. So yeah, absolute brutality. They are toughness five, so they can be doubled out though. Yes, yes, they can. But, and they've only got a three plus five. Yeah. I mean, three plus five plus invulnerable. You know, with somewhat with Graham, your particular love of AP ten Medusas. I love them. That, Actually, I don't really, but I love AB. I love strength 10 weapons. I yeah, yeah. But, a, a field day but if you wanted them for an anti-armor roll, I oh, think yeah, the, yeah, I think the hoplites are better. I would yeah, actually agree those, with that. Um, those spears things. are just, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, all sorts yeah. of bother, aren't they? With those little spears, yeah. um, the most effective weapon is you know, the, in Michael's opinion, is the Volcate Chargers for that's, spamming dice. That's Michael's most effective weapon. <laughs> For yeah, anything, yeah. Volkite. Volkite. There, isn't a, there isn't a problem that can't be solved with Volkite in my There is not a problem that can't be solved with Volkite. <laughs> um, I'm not so sure. I think the Flay's Plasma Fusils, or sorry, the Plasma Fusils would be great against yeah. Terminators, for example. You're right about the Volkites because just by sheer weight of dice, but you know, those uh, Plasma Fusils are two shots, aren't they? They're like sort of uh, assault yeah. Yeah. Um, plasma guns. So, yeah. yeah. I can see them being very useful. But yeah, I see what you're saying about sheer volume of dice with the uh, Volkites. So you would put, a, you, but you would put a, a single Graviton gun in the unit though. Yeah. To, to glance the odds. Just to give them a little bit of, a little bit of something, something. A little bit yeah, of yeah. Just, to, just to slow down an enemy at short range and uh, maybe give a, do a few glancing hits on some uh, vehicles. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think, yeah. I think the, the point you make at the end there, which is that the bigger disadvantage is yeah. they are a jack of all trades, aren't they? Yeah, but they master none of them. Yeah. I mean, would, are they a jack? I mean, they're not great in combat, realistically. No, I, I suppose they're, yeah, I see what you mean. They're, they're because, a good all-round shooty army or shooty unit, but there's better to do the same job cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, I think you could, if you, whatever role you look at them for and think, I want them to do this particular role, you can find something in the tag master yeah. list which does it better. So what I... I would probably disagree with the statement being jack of all trades. I don't, I just, you know. <laughs> okay. So by the definition of jack of all trades, like you say, if you said a, a shooty jack of all they trades. They can do, okay. they can, if they can do everything, but the problem is they can't necessarily do everything well enough for it to be useful. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's their problem. I that's, yeah. yeah, I see what you mean. It's a good point. They, you wouldn't want to use them as a close combat unit. So for a jack of all trades unit, you'd expect them to be able to, yeah, you know, hold up both ends of that particular. Um, yeah. Oh, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Not, so just, just just to you know, just yeah. to be fussy about these things. Yeah, I know. So next out of the bag is is it back to me or is it? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it'll be you, back to Graham. Yeah. So okay. So next out of the bag, <laughs> this it couldn't have gone any better. So next out of the bag is another one. Almost of my, like we planned it. <laughs> <laughs> one of my uh, another one of my pet. Um, Pet fun groups is the Castellax Battle Automata, one of the best units that you can get in the game. So this is a powerful, all-round useful unit. Basic weapon can take out Marines with frightening ease. Uh, two model strong units of these. Uh, they must be your um, compulsory troop choices in the cybernetical list. But they aren't scoring, so you do need to watch out for that. So you can't get them to certain objectives and stuff. They can deny for certain, but they can't score. So you're going to still you're going to need some other unit, some kind of thalaxi or something. Um, the Castellax are very tough, and it will hold its own against most other units in the game. 
and it excels in both shooting and assault. So from, from when it comes to melee, it's got stock charges, which give concussion on all attacks, including Hammer of Wrath attacks. Uh, you can also swap these out for dual power blades, which give the rending and one extra attack, which is pretty useful. Uh, the rending doesn't matter so much because they're AP2 base anyway, because they're monstrous creatures. Yep. But yeah, um, I, I can't think of where that would be particularly useful, having rending, but the extra attack definitely would be useful. Um, yeah. They also... Go rending on. for extra strength. I think a strength six. Yeah, that would. That's uh, true. Strength. Rending well, adds, adds another d six. So you know there might be d three. D three. D three. Sorry. Strength six. So you would basically you could get through something like a Spartan's armor uh, with a couple of good rolls. So you'd need a six to start the rending process, followed by a five or a six to get them up to. Um, high enough strength to get through yeah. 14. okay so uh siege wrecker which gives you four attacks but when you use this but you yeah which gives you four attacks when you use smash instead of just one really that yeah. can't be right surely four attacks when you use smash because smash just gives you one attack right mm-hmm. but using the siege wrecker you get four attacks is that against buildings or anything or just four because they usually double your strength. Hang on. Uh, no, no, it, it, that's what's what it does. Um, let's put the rules for it. Siege uh, wrecker. Siege yeah, strength wrecker, ten, yeah. AP two, melee, concussive, wrecker, special weapon. So da, 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 wrecker attacks with special will yeah. may reroll failed arm penetration rolls against fortifications and yeah. immobile structures and add plus one to any result on the building damage table if this attack damages a bulkhead or wall section of terrain destroys it remove that section of terrain yeah. from oh, play. Have, I got it, have i got it wrong i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure you, you, you've made a rule from somewhere yeah which worries me because it usually means you've read something which could be correct just that <coughs> i haven't read it up yet Okay, so let's we'll come back to that one. Um, the close combat weapons come with built-in bolters, which can be swapped out for flamers. Uh, I take one flame. Michael would take one flamer and one bolter, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, in I shooting, do. you've got a choice of three main guns. Uh, it comes with a base mauler bolt cannon, which is strength six AP three with pinning, and, and like I say, it can absolutely do a number on marines. And I've been caught out many times by mauler bolt cannons, mm-hmm. but this can be upgraded to a multi melter. Which you see, but I don't think it's a particularly great choice to. It was, my, it was my first choice. It was my first choice when I, because I said I, I, I was going to start uh, when I started Heresy. I was going to start with um, uh, my list was always going to be Cybernetica allied with Ultramarines, and I got two multi melters. And then when you know the number of armor, the amount of armored ceramide out there, it was like, eh, yeah, this was really a bad choice. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing about armor ceramide is it kind of goes in waves, really, because you put put it on all your vehicles, realize that if you put it on 10 vehicles, you could buy another vehicle and then you stop doing it on the off chance you get a melting gun. And then, you know, people then realize it, that there's no armor ceramide on and they put melting guns on and you put armor ceramide back on. So yeah, it goes, goes in like circles. That. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, flare shields and things would also completely kind of negate that armor ceramide ability to kind of cause maximum damage. So... Out of the three weapon choices, multi melters are probably the worst. Yeah, yeah. But, if you're going to take a multi melter, take them on a phylaxi because they can get behind vehicles with yeah. jetpacks. Yeah. The, the the one that really grinded my gears though <laughs> uh, is <laughs> is the dark fire cannon, which is an absolute 
fucking monster. So this is... I, I may have just bought two Castellecs with them on. And, and no doubt you have. I mean... I have. Yeah. I have got some on my shopping list for my Mechanicum, yeah, certainly. You guys, are, I don't even know why I hang around with you. Um, anyway, this this thing, obviously being a man who likes tanks, this is a, a, a great anti-tank gun. Now, people have argued the toss about this because of a couple of things, but I'll talk through it. So it's an AP2 um, ranged weapon, 60-inch range if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, it's got two shots, mm-hmm. um, and the shots are strength seven AP2 lance. Yep. So the lance rule means that anything above armor 12 is ignored. So if you have a dark fire cannon wielding a Castellax, and, and you give it the upgrade for enhanced targeting arrays, which we'll come on to in a minute, they're hitting on twos, two shots, and to take out a armor 14 vehicle, you would need to roll strength seven. So you would need to roll fives and sixes. It's AP2 as well. So there's a really good chance because you're even the flare shield doesn't actually help you particularly here. I don't because the flare shield would only take the with the flare shield work. I'm just trying to think how that would no. work. No, because it would you ignore the armor, don't you see? Well, but the, armor, the, the armor's just downgraded to um. Yeah, but the strength of the weapon would still go down to strength six. Yeah, so yeah the strength of the sure. weapon still drops, but yeah, so it would be strength six, but it, you, they, they, you, then you'd only be able to glance on sixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to pen on a five on a six in that instance. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's potentially <laughs> two of these guys going four shots. There's a good chance you're going to get three hole points or something that's out in the open without a cover save. Without too much trouble, I would have thought. Now, people may have a different view. It may say, actually, you know what? You're talking about one third of the time for actually doing a glance or a pen or anything over armor 12. But you know what? It, it seems to happen more often than not in my experience. But that may just be because I've been, you know, kind of unlucky in that regard. But when I've got a tank on me and I see these, these are absolutely my highest priority target. You know, to the point where I've almost ignored whole armies just for the satisfaction <coughs> of killing the, the blooming things. So, yeah. I mean, they'll they'll cause you all sorts of bother, especially if you're in um, Sakaran's things like that. They'll just yeah, yeah. Uh, and don't forget, it does blind as, it does blind as well. Yeah, which isn't too bad against vehicles, but um, you know, against like say shooting it at a Primark or something. Um, actually, they ignore they ignore that anyway. But shoot it against a character or something like that. That could be bothersome. Mm. Um, I'm just going to get the stats up because it's worth looking at their their kind of baseline because they really are a great. I've I've got it in front of me if you want it. Sure. Yeah. So read up the the, the so without without any bonuses. Yeah. So weapon skill three, ballistic skill four, strength six, toughness seven, four wounds, four attacks. Uh, sorry, four wounds, four initiative, two attacks. Leadership seven, three plus. Yeah. And they're monstrous so, creatures. They are monstrous creatures. So you're not going to double them out because they're toughness seven. Tough seven. Um, you're, with, a bolt, with a bolter, you wounded them on sixes. You can still wound them. They're not toughness eight. Um, but they, you know, they're going to take a, a fair chunk of shooting if you get in bolter range of them. Three plus armor save isn't great, but most, most of the time you chuck them in cover somewhere and have them in a building shooting down. Or at least that's how most people seem to run with them. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I say, enhanced targeting arrays. Uh, they do. Uh, what do they? They they are really yeah, good. Actually, and they're, they're enhanced really targeting good. arrays gives you plus one ballistic skill. So, so they'd be and hitting on twos. Yeah, cover saves are reduced cover. by one. Yeah, <clears throat> that is a very good thing actually. So um, 
you know, it's a it's a really good upgrade and they're a really good unit. So, yeah, all, all in all, I think that um, as a troop choice, albeit a non-scoring troop choice, and they are damned expensive. Mm. They are real monsters, literally and figuratively uh, monsters to get through. And you can waste a lot of shots trying to try to kill them, as I've found out. Yeah, yeah. High, high toughness. Yeah, which does make it, you know, difficult. I mean, fear of the Legion against them. You know, if you start to get within 12 inches of them, we'll be able to tie them up in close combat. Definitely worth doing. But, yeah, you're going to really struggle even in close yeah. combat to try and win. Volume, volume of attacks are always going to be your friend. <clears throat> the volume of, volume of fires, units like this are always going to be your friend, aren't they? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. But um, I think, you know, you, you, you'd be... So let's say I took some um, rapier uh, quad heavy bolters, which is mm. 18 shots for three of those. I still reckon I'd be lucky to get one or two wounds off them in, in a turn, if I'm honest. Because they yeah. just, you know, they've got quite a lot going on. Plus, yeah. if you, you know, give them the any of those weird-ass cyber-ergy things, you know, you can get the wounds back on them quite quickly as well. So Definitely, definitely. Um, great, 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 great unit. Absolutely. Yeah. I did I want to I destroy a unit I'm... of three or four of them with Valdor at London. That was a great moment. Oh, I remember oh. that. <clears throat> that was my it's, risky it's deep quite... strike. Yeah. And he just instant death. Instant yeah, death is, is a real Three or four of them. Nice. I, I once took out um, three of them, uh, even with the reroll, because I the, the chap that I was at, um, fl- um, fighting came at me with three of them. Uh, kind of in close proximity to each other and i at that time this was uh, i was running phosphex so phosphex quad launchers uh 12 shots they're not going to miss because they you know um they come back two inches whenever you put a blast template down and i got a horrific number of hits on them um and then just because obviously the phosphex is ap3 it just absolutely annihilated them even with the five plus invon and i had to re-roll any wound dice because of their cybernetica rules but yeah that's that's about the best i've done against them but usually they're kind of at the back shooting down you know with those dark fire lances but a great unit totally great unit yeah, very absolutely. difficult very difficult to get through okay um over to you then for the next one um yeah so the next one is um, my is, now i think this is my this one is the most powerful unit in the game you think absolutely okay the silax guardian automata covenant um the, the matrix squid bots with a radio oh, no, power oh. source. It's not, oh no it's not these ones go on carry on all oh, right okay thanks go on all right. Um, yeah, they are. Uh, they're brilliant. I love them. I love them. And if you actually watch the Tale of Four Warlords that they've been doing on Warhammer TV, um, these the, the the past you know since the summer, uh, this is what is the core of Anuja's army. Um, and these are fantastic. They give minus one to the toughness of enemies locked in combat with them. Mm, I remember we did in the Centurion event we did uh, Blood and Glory. There was a guy with Mechanicum, and he. I had some of these and my custodes did not did not enjoy that particular experience i remember that very clearly now yep uh, um, now, you've, now you've mentioned squid creatures which is ironic because it's you um <laughs> <laughs> they uh, yeah the flashbacks started you know yeah. i've never seen an episode of spongebob squarepants he's a good guy yeah, right squidward yeah mm. <laughs> i mean insofar as Altharius was a good guy 
Uh, I, suppose, yeah, I mean, he's not a bad guy. He's just, for, you know. All right. Uh, anyway, yeah, um, yeah, they, um, yeah. So the Silax, uh, they're highly resistant to poisons and Rajfate attacks, um, and they can put out a lot of decent anti-infantry attacks with exploding dice on a six to wound. Um, or they can trade in all the attacks for one attack per model, which can instantly kill Terminators. Yeah. So um, they've got some really nice ranged options as well, because they come with Kraken Bolters, but you can change that for Flamers, uh, and one and four can take a Rad Cleanser for defensive assaults. Um, there are Rotor Cannons and Volkite Chargers for range attacks. Uh, rotor Cannons, I think, can be the better choice here, um, because the Silax are relentless. Um, so yeah. you get the full four shot to the 30-inch range. Yeah. Um, one in four can also equip a Graviton Gun, Plasma Gun, or Meltagun in addition to that red cleanser. Um, they aren't bulky, and the worst I've seen of them are 16 of them in a trios with a Majos with rag grenades. That hurt a lot. Ouch. Yeah, they're, they're pretty nasty guys, these little things. I bet they're a nuisance to build, though. Oh, they look a nuisance to build. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got those little fiddly little bits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they are, yeah, they are hard as nails. Yeah, they're hard as nails. Okay. Right, so shall we move on to the fast attack now? Oh, fast oh. attack. Uh, Vorax class battle automata. They are very fragile, but can seriously cause a lot of upsets thanks to the volume of attacks and the toughness six. So, you know, as with all the most of the battle automata, mm. very difficult to, you know, instant death. They've got three wounds and a four plus save. So, yeah. toughness six and three wounds, that's a hell of a combination for absorbing all sorts of nuisances, isn't it? It is. Um, in Cybernetica, they could get uh, plus one initiative, so that means initiative five. So mm. they can take on tactical marines who would use crack grenades on them. Um, mm. Sort of cause them all sorts of... Exactly. Uh, they come stocked with road cannons and can be upgraded to biocorrosive rounds, which makes them four plus poisoned, but reduces the range to 15 inches. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen them without that. Me no. neither. No, I can't Me think. Neither. I don't know why you wouldn't. Because Ro- um, rotor, rotor cannons are, you know, they're right. Yeah, toughness three, aren't they? Yeah. They're strength three normally, which means you're wounding on fives. This upgrade, you're wounding. You're back to wounding on fours again. Yeah. yeah. And that's you know wounding anything on fours as well, isn't it? So volume of shots. Yeah. Yeah. Always going to do it. Mm. Um, Harry Scar, aka the Dark Artisan, used to run a lot of these in units of six which will put out six lightning gun shots and 48 road cannon shots. They hit on a two plus because you always have the enhanced targeting array upgrade and always wounding on a four plus because yep. of that four, that uh, poison rule. Yep. Um, they've got the scout special rule so they can this outflank. Is, yeah. This is what, this is what separates them from the normal. I think is that ability Yeah. that because having these fellas, as you know, most people know, how kind of jumpy I get when people start ch- chucking around things like outflank and deep strike near my <laughs> lovely tanks. These are <coughs> absolute nightmare to deal with um, yeah. because they'll be right in your grill. Unlike say a veteran squad who I could probably, if with enough firepower take out in a turn, very difficult to get through these mm. really difficult. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, that is that. I think that that combination, that scout gives them a little bit, extra you know yeah a little nudge in the right direction isn't it yeah totally um yeah, yeah so with any luck you you know because of that you won't be worrying about them being out of range with the cortex controller because they'll be you know in yeah. and around 
where uh, they want to be. You know, where they want to be, just to you know continue shooting and moving and stuff. Yep. Uh, Willy nilly, which is good. Yep. They can be assaulted, but they've got three attacks each. They hit with a strength six attack, and that has rending as well. And nice. the cyberneticalist, they're initiative five. So actually, that's going to really. Is it no um, no AP on that? It's just like a normal close combat. Uh, it's, AP, it's, AP, it's AP two because they're yeah. monstrous creatures. Yeah. So uh, three strength six attacks. Hold right. well on. Don't want to be having letters coming in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't think. Yeah, they're a monstrous creature. Yeah, so it's AP two. So yeah, so. so I think with, with Scoria, yeah, that would put them up to initiative six, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Or that other sort of cyber allergy thing that you can boost yeah, them up to. Yeah, the yeah. cyber allergy boosting. Yeah. God's truth. Thanks. Yeah, squad of three, so that's nine, strength six, AP two attacks. I mean, that's enough to put anyone off there, you know. What's that base attack? Is it two or three? Uh, uh, base attacks is... Uh, so um, quick. We should oh. really put these in, shouldn't we? It's got a uh, two. It's got two open bracket free, but I've always had them attacking three times. Oh, what's the Why bracket mean? I don't know. Uh, is that because of some upgrade you can give them, like uh, power blades or something? No, that's what normally. Okay, Oh yeah, two brackets free. I've only ever mm. seen them with free attacks. I don't. I don't know why. Unless they can oh I, I think i can see so it's the power blades i think give them three attacks oh yeah yeah because it gives them yeah they've got yeah, power because they've got a pair of because they're yeah they're they're comes in twos so yeah it's already basically saying that power blades are already included which is why you've got brackets three there yeah battles of the power blades have paired weapons that add plus yeah. one to the model's attacks and count as being two-handed yeah which is yep. yeah that's basically a way of saying it's already included so um they have fleet attacks. as well these things yeah yes uh fleet fearless uh machine creature yeah that's fine i mean putting them at initiative six right they'd be killing marines on twos and they'd be chucking out four attacks each on the charge 12 attacks three of them yeah they're they're very very nasty they are the only problem i have with them is i don't like the models i don't i I think they're kind of i'm not too bad with them because i've looked at the i've I've been toying with them for my mechanic, mm. and I just I, I don't like the models enough to want to play them. They look a bit like mini kind of time, you know, like little Reaver times, I think. But they remind me of that thing from Robocop. Um, the ED209. Yeah, that's Yeah, of I thing. can see that. Yeah. Um, which, which is which is fine, but I just I don't know if mm. I like them enough to, you know, to want to spend the money on those models. I think it's even though they're super hard, mo- yeah. they're an incredibly hard unit. Yeah, I don't I'm, know. Yeah, I mean, I think that this this is a unit that you would you would not want to charge a gun line with if you weren't outflanking or something like that, or because <clears throat> you're going to get shot to death by long range, relatively low AP weapons. Because, like I say, they've got a four plus um, armor save, haven't they? Uh, they uh, do. Yeah, yes. four plus. Yeah. So heavy bolters, for example, will rip through them. Um, quad heavy bolters are even worse. So this is a unit that what, you... What powers, what strengths of heavy bolter? Strength, strength five. five. Strength five. So you're winning on fives. Yeah, yeah, so you're winning on fives and sixes, but, you know, enough shots into it. They're not going to get a save, I think is the point. You, you need a heavy squad to do it. You need a whole unit of them to really... 
Yeah, but I mean, if you take like Volkite, um, the ones that Michael uh, is very fond of, the Strength Six ones. Yeah. Uh, you know, a whole unit of them would 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 mince these guys. But like you say, it, I think this is one of the units that you need to get in, you know, via the scout rule or something, so that they've got a bit more of a chance. Because I think if they have to run across a battlefield, they're probably going to get shot before they get close. Having said that, that's a pretty good distraction tactic for a unit, you know, to say actually there's other things that I don't want this all of these heavy weapons to shoot at. So I'm just going to run my Vorax at the lines because you're going to have to deal with them. You can't leave yeah. this unit hanging about. You've got to deal with it. Yeah, 65, so, yeah. 65 points a model. That's with the lightning gun. It's not too bad, is it? So, uh, no, and they can take a rad cleanser, an eye rad cleanser as well for extra 10 gotcha. points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think using these would be the, the scout rule to come and sort of knack us the side of some armor or um, to take out a heavy weapon squad or something like that. But if you, like, as a distraction unit, 200 and whatever points, it's certainly viable because you have to deal with them and they've got a lot of wounds to get through. All right. Okay. Nasty little things. Yeah. I've, I've, my experience with them is them popping up, um, right next to me, right next to my um squads, uh, shooting them all to death and then charging whatever's remaining. Yeah. Uh, they are, they are very nasty. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Very. I mean, the lightning gun is a good um thing as well, isn't it? A good weapon. Is that the one? They get the lightning. Yeah, lightning, up. Yeah, they, they, get get lightning. lightning. they get to start with, and then they get um, they can upgrade that to an IRAD cleanser. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't bother the IRAD cleanser. I just stick with the uh, yeah. stick with the uh, lightning gun. Yeah, I suppose it's if you want to get if you're worried about being assaulted because you yeah. think it's a template, isn't it? So it's it, yeah, true. You get a wall of death. Um, yeah, it's a deterrent, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I suppose I can see, see a reason for taking taking one. Okay, so that's the only reason I can think of. Yeah, so uh, should we move on to the, one of the most controversial units? And oh no, it's not one. They're not there yet, are we? I'm jumping oh, ahead. You are jumping ahead. So it's, oh. it's pretty controversial. This one, though. What do you think of it, then, Graham? So what this next unit? Yeah, yeah, yeah the Arlesax. Oh no, I've jumped yeah, ahead I know. as well. You, you and I are both. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the other? Oh yes, because it's not it's, in it's, it's not in blue. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have a model. There's no link to the model page. Uh, of course. Anyway, Artlax. I I don't know really. You you very rarely see them to be honest with you. If I'm completely truthful, I think people have run them using the other model, the Domitar model, don't they? Yeah. But um, it's not bad. I so you think this is a kick-ass unit, Michael? Yeah. I think these are kick-ass. Uh, yeah. I'm with I'm with Michael on this. I think it's a great unit. Lightning Claw plus two strength, AP two, which is great. That's going to give it so its base strength of seven. That gets it yep. in strength nine. Yep. Rip most things to shred, and it has a jump pack as well, which is another very useful for an army that hasn't got a lot of fast-moving units. Um, the jump pack is an absolute godsend. So exactly, I can I I would kind of concur with that actually. Um. There's like a one-use Paragon of Metal worrying kind of role, isn't it? The It Will Not Die becomes very handy. Uh, it's automatic shielding. It's a 5-plus invon to shoot your attacks and a 6-plus in close combat. Um, you can replace each of its lightning claws with an Arc Squirge, which is strength user, AP2, melee, rampage, armor bane, concussive, electric whip, lads, for 10 points. Uh, at range, as strength 6, AP4, cannon, 
and a Strength 7 AP2 Gets Hot Assault 2 Plasma Blaster. It is, however, unlike the Castax, a toughness 6, and it has got a 3 plus save, so it's not the toughest battle automata out there, but it is pretty highly effective at taking out Leviathans. That's interesting. Toe to toe with a Leviathan with that stat line, I would expect the Leviathan to be able to tank that, but maybe not. Mm. Trying to think, Strength 9 is going to hurt Leviathan, but you still need 4s to get through its armour. It's going to be a lot faster than that, isn't it, than the Leviathan? What's its initiative like? It's initiative five. Yeah, so you could boost that again with some cyberlurgy if you're in range. Yeah. Um, Shred as well, so you can re-roll. Again, this is another one of those kind of distraction units, isn't it? You you wouldn't want this rampaging in your back line. You have to deal with it. Yeah, I think I think it's a great little, a great little unit. It's a probably quite a big unit in reality, but um, it's. It, I mean, there aren't a lot of monstrous creature units that can move quickly. Yeah. And this, you know, it can do it very quickly. It's very good at punching things in the face. Yeah. Um, it's got the plasma blaster as well. So a small range, you know, a medium range. It's going to you know, hurt most things. I mean, this is what you want jumping into a, you know, a Marine, um, a Terminator unit really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think a Terminator unit could, you know, with, um, I mean, how many attacks does it get? I suppose that's the question, isn't it? It gets three attacks right. on its profile, plus one for, say, four attacks. Uh, yeah. two, does that include both its fists? Those three attacks, probably. Yeah, good question, actually. It's, it's got, it says, like, armed with two separate weapons, like power claws or something. But yeah, it's got, it has two power claws. Yeah, so I guess that might be actually more attacks. So maybe four, four attacks. five attacks on the charge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at initiative five, so unless yeah. it's coming up against a special unit yeah. of Terminators, the only Terminator unit that could probably hold it would be one, or could defeat it, would be one with power fists or um, chain fists anyway, and they're going to be going last yeah. against this. Exactly. Do. I think. I wonder whether the other upgrade is better. Um, the scourge. The scourge because that that rampage is very useful for a single model because you're always going to be outnumbered so you're going to get a, extra attacks aren't you and you're already strength seven anyway so the extra plus two for the strength unless you're going i mean armor bane as well yeah is useful i think that's be a better upgrade i think it's what you want it to do yeah um i mean you can have one you can have one of each um oh right can you I think Does you have to upgrade both or just one May replace one of its power claws with it says yeah. here, so maybe you can, maybe you can't. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, while I die quietly. Um, yeah. And I guess you'd lose the attack, but then you'd get two for. I can't remember what rampage is. D three extra attacks if you're outnumbered. If D it is yeah. D three attacks like in combat that, yeah. outnumbered yeah. Yeah, and you're always going to be outnumbered because you're unless you get another single unit. So I could see that being a good ten point upgrade to be honest with you. Mm. Mind you, you can take multiples of these. I think, can't you? You could take two lots of them and then get the extra attack, which would give you four plus two or plus D three, so minimum of five attacks, six on the charge. Yeah, not bad. Not bad, but no, I think these are a really cool little thing. Yeah, um, you don't see I, many of them actually, which is a shame. No, I wonder if it's because they don't have a model. I'm going to do one, and I've got the Thousand Suns Castellax to use as yes. my base for it. That'd be which, good. I just I thought it was just different enough. Mm. Um, from the Domitar and the uh, normal Castellax 
to make the it only, stand out yeah. slightly. The only thing I suppose is already. has got claws on, that's true. The three plus armor save uh, for a unit that's charging forward could, could be problematic because there's quite a lot of AP3 weaponry out there. But true. That's the only thing I would see. It is, again, in the same way as the, the Vorax, you have to deal with this. You can't leave this hanging about. Yeah. Okay. No, absolutely. Yeah. Very good. Uh, okay, so the uh, the one that you are both um, getting excited <laughs> about, the Volterax Strato Automata. Um, basically a toughness six flying Castellax, and it's armed with two Selfenio Havoc launchers, which are utterly amazing. They force rerolls on successful cover save, which when you take an enhanced targeting array, basically negates all cover saves. Um, they give you a total of four strength five AP five small blasts, which are twin linked at ballistic skill five. So that is not bad at all, is it? No, no. Um, they're also armed with the arc blaster, uh, which is a free shot strength six haywire weapon um, with shred. Yes. So and they can the fire three sixty. Yeah, that's the so one. When this unit first came out. Um, it had a. Okay, see, we'll come on to what it used to have. So carry on, then I'll give you my history yeah, of yeah, yeah. me versus the Volterax. I mean, Christian used one of these to take <laughs> out my Spartan in one round of shooting. Yes. I've had them used to take out my Custos tanks because I've yeah. used my cover save and that uh, re rolling the. Um, uh, I've used my Jinx save rather with those because they're flying tank yeah. things. Yeah. Um, and that synthogen to the cover saves because that's what that is has caused me all sorts of bother yeah now um, they no longer have the flare shield they yes. just have atomantic shielding meaning they're less survival than they used to be um you can also buy them a blessed also simulacra and as they are flying monstrous creatures instead of vehicles they don't suffer penetrating hits the same way any other fly does uh and they also ignore the methodical portion of program behavior there's also a thing if they if you've got a mana pull of them so more than one um and they get grounded yes they're all they're all stuck instead of yes. before where they could sort of ignore that yeah. um the, the rules were a bit wishy-washy i think um it's still not a massive deal breaker being grounded to myself because it only is really they kind of you know get straight back up again anyway i mean you can that does give you the option to assault them uh, if yes. they're in flying mode and you ground one of them, that means you could assault the whole unit. The chances are that they're generally a bit far away for you to, to do that anyway. Um, uh, I, when these when this unit first came out, um, I remember Christian bringing them along and grinning like some inane <laughs> devil child. Yes. From yes, hell. Yes, I, 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 I've suffered that as well. Poor Christian. We're, we're so unfair to the oh, poor lad. So th- yeah. And anyway, let's he hope was, he never listened to this. God, show. you never will. Thank uh, goodness. I actually um, think he does. He did mention he, something. Oh, I hope he doesn't. He won't listen to this um, show. Anyway, I'll he put was, a warning out. This was in the the the, the year of uh, hell that we had between us, where every week I was facing his Mechanicum, and every week he was facing my uh, combinations of armored breakthrough to try and defeat his Mechanicum. And the, the the arms race escalated throughout this whole year, as these things tend to do. Uh, so one week I might get the advantage, the next week he'd he'd bring something along and it'd be like, where? Did, anyway, when these bad boys turned up, this is a unit that is designed for one thing. It's bred for one purpose only, like Saruman in 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 Isengard pulling the Urukai out of the sludge. 
this was what it was like the day these bad boys turned up for my armor breakthrough. They were ridiculously hard. It was like being hit in the Nijinskis with a club hammer because they can just go through any kind of armor without any trouble at all. The haywire is in stop unstoppable, really. Yeah, you get a cover save against it, but you have three of these firing nine haywire shots. They're flying as well. They had flare shields at the time, which made them almost impossible to shoot down. Um, really difficult unit to deal with. They will just go through armor like it's not there. And they're so quick. They nip around the board. They can just deal with whatever puts in front of them. Brendan from the Sons of Heresy podcast has three of these. Um, now, to be fair, he brought them, I think, specifically because he knew he might have to face an armor breakthrough list. Um, but yeah, again, they were really, really effective. And I really struggled against them with armor yeah, breakthrough. Yeah. Some would say, well, that serves you right, Graham, for bringing armor breakthrough. So I'm completely Most people would say that, to be fair. Yeah, Quite a yeah. lot of people, it would appear, yeah. these days would say that. But, you know, Haywire is very difficult to deal with. And these are the one of the finest exponents of that particular trick. Yes. Now... They also did I mention they ignore the methodical portion of program behavior? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I heard okay. the word mentioned. Yes, yeah. and personally, I think that uh, a unit of two of these should be an auto included in any Mechanicum list. But it's no longer the case of I think about a year ago, well before the FAQ uh, dropped. Basically, these were the only unit you should look in. You should have taken in fast attack. They mm. were they were just that good. Um, you two know, rounds before the FAQ. Yeah. Two rounds of shooting would do any super heavy, yeah. Without any yeah, trouble, unless it's, it's, you know, without any, you know, without breaking a sweat. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Two, two yeah. Two, a year ago, we were seeing, I was seeing lists with, um, with nine of these. It's that um, ability to fight shoot three hundred and sixty degrees. I think is what does it. Yeah, because yeah. you have just got so much con- board control at that point. Yeah. That you can no, just go. Yeah. You can just yeah. wave around. You know. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're quite div- you're quite difficult to hit anyway and you can just pick and choose if, you know yeah i mean also as an anti-flyer unit oh um, yeah i mean flyers struggle with the maneuverability of, of them i.e you know you have to you only move them um i think it's 90 degrees or 45 degrees i can't remember in the movement phase and so sometimes you end up with a flyer getting maybe two rounds of shooting in before it has to either take it off the board to come in again or to do a maneuver where there's no line of actual sight to shoot something. These will not suffer from that, which means that they can, you know, be an incredibly effective way to take down enemy flyers because they can just outmaneuver them, if I'm honest, and still get a kill shot in. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, okay, so what about heavy support? Uh, mm. We've got a couple of couple of choices there. The the first one is a little bit uh, similar. So um, what, what, what would you say about the Myrmidon Destructors, Chris? Uh, yeah, so we've got the shooting... The, yeah. the heavy boys uh, of the Merbidon, um cult, isn't it? I think they are. Yeah. Uh, similar to the sectors, they have preferred enemy everything. Mm. Preferred um, enemy, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Ones to hit, ones to wound. Reroll. Yeah. Um, when combined with their political five, that makes them pretty awesome. Mm. They only have one weapon, and they're all specialised at taking care of a different type of enemy. They work best when they're all equipped with the same weapon, and they can also take a Treoris as a transport. Yeah. Uh, the Volkite Culverins, Michael's uh, favourite. Uh, oh yeah, Volkite all the way. Will melt infantry. The My crutch. Ocean... <laughs> it will melt your crutch, or? <laughs> crutch no, no, it is my crutch. It's my crutch. <laughs> it's my crutch. 
It's your support. Crotch your, as, 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 yes, yes. yes there we go. It's like Valdor and his two boyfriends is your crotch. How, how Vol- dare you? Vol- Valdor and Valdor's boyfriends are not my. The Heterons are, are, are my. Uh, a my crutch, thank you very All much. All right, the, 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 the heterons. The yes. the five the five man heteron unit has always yeah. been the crutch. Um, right. Proton uh, thruster. thruster cannons are great at chipping away at terminators because they're AP two and they're a really good range. Um, they'll also trouble primarchs, which yeah, anything that's AP two that will uh, cause a bother. Yeah. Um, irradiation engines will uh, uh, take marines out quite happily. I wouldn't and, use anything else other than those. With that unit, I think anything no. else is 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 wasted. <clears throat> Torrent and Fleshbane. I don't know. A, a whole squad of them is not. Is that not a bit overkill? Yeah, a, no. Uh, I think in, you know. <laughs> <coughs> not in not in a cybernetical list. I, I mean, look, there's things there like you say the Volkites. Other units can take them. The photon thrusters. Other units can do very similar things. This is one of only two units in the game that can take these. AP two killing, was it AP three? Aren't they? I think. Um, yeah. Radiation. Yes. And you know you're not going to get a cover save. They're AP three. They've got flesh bane, I think. Yes. So they're wounding on twos, which are then re-rolling because they and got it's third torrent. enemy. And it's torrent. Yeah. I mean, again, in the year of combat, these things were just so difficult. The toughness five as well. You bang them in a trios. You drive up to your target. They all properly skippity out murderize anything within you know probably the best part of 18 inches and then jump back in and do it again they are ridiculously tough they are expensive though that's the thing i was just looking at. so uh, not, an irradiation not, uh, engine is 40 points for each yes. one correct yes so you're looking at 100 points a model i think it's 80 points, points. A model. i think it's about yeah. for five of them i think with the triosis you're looking at not much change out of 500 points i think yeah. so but I think, uh, or you could always go with the um, the the uh, what was it? The Land Raider. What what's it called again? The Expl- uh, the um, Machinator Explor- yeah. yeah. Explorator. Yeah. Uh, they can't that take that radiant, as that, no, dedicated. but they can take that as a heavy support. Heavy support. And, uh, yeah. and that's, two, um, that's two slots taken, though, isn't it? True, but you can put irradiation engines on that. Um, yeah. And to be honest with you, there's not a huge amount of contention for heavy support in this army. I don't no. think. Um, not it. Because unless you're going to kind of mix and match with some uh, order reductor kind of stuff in there, there's not a huge amount of uh, things competing. Yeah. Well, remember they've got access to the whole Tagmata list. Yeah, it's, just, yeah, we've, yeah. it's just we've restricted ourselves to looking at units that were yeah. originally introduced with Cybernetica. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think with those irradiation engines, then you're not going to get charged because nobody in their right mind, unless they're Terminators, is going to even think about charging this unit. No. You're just not going to do it. You're just going to die horribly. So they're a real pain. Volume of volume of wounds. Yeah. Um, will probably not be your friend. No. I think these are one of these guys. You cover five marines each. You know, three or four marines each time. Yeah. Twenty man squad would just melt. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. I think this is one of the strongest units in the game. I mean, points-wise, that's a fair point. You know, a lot of people say, "Yeah, you do say that, Graham," but you're talking about 500, 600 points for a so, unit. So five of them. I just went out quickly. Yeah. Uh, oh, must take one of those. Must need. Must take. So five of those, all equipped. Uh, sorry, six of them. I do apologise. All equipped with irradiation and a triarus. It's six hundred and thirty of your finest points. Oof. 
<coughs> it's a it's a killer. It really is. I mean, what's even better is you could then put Scoria with them. Oh, <laughs> this is you're a bad you're a bad human. I, I had I was taught by the master Christian. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, they can also take graviton imploders. Why would you? But yeah, they they were a great option. Then the then the rule book changed them. The FAQs changed them again, but I haven't really seen lists with them in since the FAQ. So maybe it's just the graviton imploder like the old sixth edition, seventh edition. It it, it was. Um, I can't remember what it is now. I've got the FAQ. Let me find it. I've got the FAQ up here. Um, uh, I've got the FAQ up here. It did change the graviton imploder. Um, again, uh, so, War, reserve special rules, so, uh, graviton weapons, graviton imploder is now 18 inch range, uh, AP two salvo two slash four concussive graviton implosion. So that's the one where it doesn't suffer a wound. Um, you roll a three D you roll, um, under straight four under for, um, infantry, um, and for armor penetration, it's 3d6. Yes. Um, and you roll separately for each successful hit. Gotcha. So, okay, so not, not spectacularly good, I don't think, really. I mean, this is a, I mean, are these the ones that can take, can they take, um, what's it, conversion beamers? They can so take conversion that's, that's, beamers, they can take imploders, irradiation yeah. engines, photon thruster cannons, Volkite culverins. Yeah, but when I was looking at various lists online for, you know, inspiration, um, if I was seeing conversion beamers, I tended to see them on lists with um, the uh, the engine seer auxilia yeah. um, rather yeah. than these because much cheaper. Yes, and, that's true. Yeah, and, and it's a it's a blast template anyway, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah. I, I've never I've never seen them in real life. I know. But... I think um, our good friend Mr. Mr. Prist, Mr. P had uh, had some of these as well because he would stick them in the corner for the for the forty two plus inch range strength ten, which is great. AP one, fantastic against vehicles. Wow. Fair so enough. Fair enough. two options there for these, you know, close combat melting or mm-hmm. long range destruction. Take your pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, They'd be a good um, backline defense, wouldn't they? They would. With yeah, that. yeah. And you, yeah. you don't you don't want to put them into combat because <coughs> all they've got is a power fist. Yeah, but if you had a squad of three of them just on your back line, yeah, um, just all hanging around, that would be enough to put people off. You're right. Yeah. You, you could you could kind of force somebody to their advance to to deviate away from you, couldn't yeah. you? Just on the off chance you're going to just you know get them within 18 inches and just wipe squads out willy nilly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, so so what about the um the 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 last unit then? That would. Uh, Okay. So we're on to da, 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 the Thanatar Cygnus. Okay. Yeah, sinus or Cygnus or Sinus. I do. I put an extra an extra letter in there. Uh, yeah. Thanatar Sinus. Uh, so it's a Thanatar variant. Does it, uh, that another model? Yeah, I wondered about this one because I was like, I didn't know it was. A th- I didn't even know there was a third one. I've yeah. never seen it. Never seen um, it. It. Exchanges its plasma mortar for four, two plasma ejectors, yep. which are 18 inches strength, a AP2, heavy two, three inch blast. They've got the plasma wave special rule, uh, which means they get hot. They no, no, they a, do get hot. They, they, they. It, yeah. It's got the plasma wave, so it's like the um the successful cover saves must be used again, but it gets hot. It gets hot. Okay, okay. Um, they have a Mauler bolt cannon, um, which is awkward to use because of its short range. Um, and it's absolutely ruined squads in the past, uh, especially when the right of destruction is used. 
Um, so one at a time, it's been used against Michael. He yep. got smacked with strength eight, AP two, eight, last eight, 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 strength two. Sh- oh eight. yeah, sorry. Eight, Too many. strength eight, oh, AP geez. two blasts, followed by six smaller bolts. <coughs> Uh, Lorgar and his boyfriends did not live. Jeez, that's a lot. Of, that's a, a lot of hurt, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's a lot. It's a lot of points though for that. I mean, I've given the choice. Okay, how much is the Thanatar? It must be two, two. It's two seventy-five uh, for this particular version. Okay, yeah, a normal Thanatar. Uh, Thanatar Calyx, no Sinus. Yeah, yeah two seventy-five for a Sinus. Would you take this or would you take the Plasma Water one? Because I think uh, the Plasma Water is a better one. I think I'd take the Plasma Water one myself. Um, I, I you could t- still you could get rather than I suppose run eight little blast templates you'd get two big blast templates wouldn't you if you doubled up with the cyberlergy roll yeah I I'd, I'd rather take the I think I'd rather take the uh uh the well no you you get um you get four because the pla- uh, no the plasma ejector I'm looking at the rules for the plasma ejector the fanatar yeah it's just yeah. Uh, just the one single shot yeah um I think I'd rather use the um the the fanat- the normal fanatar yeah i think so because it just gives you a bit more you can you know bombard people from way away or if somebody does get close you can still use that double shot thing if you really needed to yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. um it's got a longer range much longer range. that's, so. that's my that's my that's the, that's yeah. what i that's what i use it for yeah. um but yeah um so yeah that's uh that's the models uh the oh. well the, the the units so within. When, yeah so when you were putting your armies together did you i found there isn't a lot of <coughs> there's not a lot of fat on this army list. No, I, no, there's no. not a lot of units that you think uh, that you know I would never see them being particularly useful or effective. I mean, this is one of them, but there aren't that many, and even that, the ones that aren't that effective are only considered not that effective because the other ones are so much better. Um, if you see what I mean? In any yeah. other army list, they would still be considered pretty good. So I found that there is a you know. Although I give you know people cybernetica players a hard time, it's very hard not to write a very effective list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah, think yeah. I achieved that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, what we'll do now is we'll go into the crap models guide and then onto our lists. Yes. Perfect. All right, so we got our crap modelers guide. So there's not all that much in it. This, uh, you know, for the Mechanicum because it's it's not that easy to do. Because um, a lot of the things with Mechanicum you're going to be doing your, yourself. It's a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of um, customization that you're going to do do yourself uh, and stuff like that. So, um, so what we've got here, modeling wise, Major Dominus. We spoke about this last month, but now you've got a new option. The Tech Priest Manopolis, which is exclusive to Theta 7 Aquatus Kill Team. But if you're buying that for a single model, it's very expensive. So that's there. So uh, moving on to painting. Um, there, you know, we talked about a couple of how to paint books, sadly no longer available. Um, but you uh, but you've also got a couple of I noticed um, other um, Warhammer community um, video guides. We've got how to paint Mars bases. If you want to do a Mars themed army, um, bubbling vials, because a lot of these mechanical models, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but they've got sort of like bubbling vials on them. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm just looking at this tech priest. I've got the tech priest manipulus in my hand right now, and he's got this big, 
bubbling um, a, a flask um, above what seems to be some sort of uh, um, gas burner. So, yeah, that's strange. Um, yeah, so that's, that, that could be helpful for people. And the cloak for Metallica, uh, the Forge World uh, Metallica. So um, uh, the, they, they wear a sort of white uh, cloak. So I'm pretty sure Metallica were around in Heresy. Um, so you've got a tip on that there. So that's, that's basically our crap model's guide for this month. Nice. Who wants to do their list first? Hang on, I'm just going to change went, mine again. I went first I've made a mistake. I think shall, I, shall I do the um, intro? Shall we do that thing where we roll a dice and see which mission we would face? Would you like to try that? Silence. Definitely silence. I'll take it as a no. Definitely silence fell over the podcast. We will, we will start it. We will start it next month. All right. Well, why don't we start it after the Mechanicum trilogy? Okay, after the Mechanicum trilogy. So we're not doing that. Yes. How is I that think, with you, Graham? I think it's generally speaking a good idea. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Promise. Okay. Promise. I'm not going to talk to you guys ever again That's unless it. it's for the show. You can You're see both my, to me. Yeah, I can see why my cup broke now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great. So Graham's going to introduce, and then who wants to do their list first? I did uh, mine not, first last time. Uh, I did mine last last time. I think. No, I just saying I did mine last. I yeah. Can I go last because I'm trying to? Okay. Oh, All right. Well, uh, I, I put the wrong Thanatar in my list. I realised. Okay. I'll go. I put, the, I put the last right. one in there, not the siege one. Okay. You can take any oh. of them, but yeah. No, I know. I for for the list. Oh, you actually wanted to take. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Alrighty. So, Graham, you introduce, and then I'll go first. Will do. And with. Bated breath, we lumber mechanicum like cybernetically enhanced with full on enhanced targeting arrays into the list challenge. So, for those of you who haven't um, listened to the show before, what we do is uh, the three of us uh, attempt with varying degrees of success to create a uh, 3000 point uh, Age of Darkness esque list. Um, that we think hits three very important criteria that we then judge amongst ourselves. Failing to find any kind of daylight between us, uh, we then ask people to vote. But the three criteria are, first of all, how well somebody has met the overall theme of the challenge itself. So in this particular one, who has got the most cybernetic of the cybernetica? Whose logic chips have been firing on full whack? And whose... Who's who? Who else has been needing the blue screen of death? So that's the first one. Uh, the, the second uh, challenge is uh, how well would this bat, this particular army do uh, on the battlefield? Bear in mind also people have to play against you. So you know, although anybody can make a very uh, strong list very quickly, is this overarching list good in general terms? You know, would you take it to an event, for example? And lastly, is how much would it cost if you were going to take our advice and use this list to, to reflect that um, particular army? How much money would you have to hand over today to buy it? So with those, the three criteria agreed, it's over to our first contestant. Will you step up to the hockey 
for Bully's special prize, here's Michael. <laughs> All right, then. Um, Can I just I, ask a quick question? Yeah. Have you been sniffing petrol? No, I haven't. But I thought I'd give it a little bit. It was, you know, it's it's, it's a popular segment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I just, I'm just mildly <laughs> concerned for a moment there that I'd have to sort of organise a sort of family intervention for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Let's 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 run through my list then. Yes. I started with an Archmage Dominus. Um, I give him an augury scanner and I put him on an Abayant. Um, yeah. but nothing else. Yeah. Um, I've then taken a basic Major Dominus. Um, eighty points for that. Um, augury scanner. That's it. Not nothing else on yes, him. Very I, 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 I've gone for no toys on these guys mm. for the most part. Okay. Um. In my elites, I've taken a Tech Priest Auxilia um, with uh, the Force Server Automatus, an Augury Scanner, um, which I regret now taking, um, an Engine Seer. Okay. Because obviously, as we've been discussing it, I'm realizing mm. I don't need that Augury Scanner. I could have no. spent it on a Cyber Familiar for my Archmage's Dominus, um, <laughs> which I probably should have done. And okay. uh, I, I will change that at some point, but obviously not in this list. No. Um, for my troops, I've taken three units of Castellex, both with two, or with, uh, two, two Castellex in them. Okay. Um, I've got one of each weapon. Um, so I've got Mauler Bolt Cannon, Dark Fire Cannon, multi, two, 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 unit of two multi-melters, unit of two Dark Fire Cannons, yeah. unit of two Mauler Cannons. <laughs> To give me a range of um, abilities to to try and take out different. Yeah. Different okay. Stuff. Gotcha. Um, yeah. and the multi melter ones I've given power blades to because I'm imagining I want to get them going forward trying yes. to get into combat because those multi melters will be good at taking out things like terminators and marines. Sure. sure. And I want more attacks if I'm going to charge in with them. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've also taken two units of phalanx. Uh, or with six um, phalaxi each, or with heavy chain blades and melter bombs, and I've given them ferox. So that's the uh, the, these, the are, yeah. Yeah. these are the ones that we talked about uh, in the reductor list, aren't they? Yes, yeah, yeah the reductor yeah. ones that get lent out to all the rest of the mechanicum. Yes. In my fast attack, I've taken I've done a Harry Scar, and I've taken a unit of six vorax mm. um, with bio corrosive ammunition and enhanced targeting array. Of course. Um, I've got a Volterax, uh, Maniple with two of them in there and a Blessed Auto Simulacra. Mm-hmm. And in heavy support, I've just taken a Fanatar Siege Automata with an enhanced targeting array. So plan with this army is, um, you know, split up those, uh, Cortex controllers, um, depending on what they were. So pop the, uh, Archmajos with the, uh, Abeyant with the, um, I think I'd probably put them with the Castellex as it going forward, or at least not too far behind them, um, you know, in, in that okay. sort of unit. Um, and then have me uh, more my uh, Darkfire ones on the back with the um, the, the uh, Fanatar. And depending on what the situation is with the Mauler Bolt Cannon ones, have them going forward. But I've got three Cybernetica controllers in there. So okay. hopefully that should give me a, enough, you know, room. Yeah. Uh, and then the phalanx to drop down and trouble some stuff, uh, vehicles yeah. specifically. So um, I suppose, yeah. I mean, the yeah. only thing I would probably disagree with, that is quite a balanced list, well-balanced list. The only thing I would probably say is I don't think I would ever take the multi-melters. I think I would take the the bolt cannons. 
Yeah. Because I think just one shot each, just two shots, just doesn't feel like enough. The, the reason I've got them is because I actually own them. <laughs> In the list that I was like, well, I'll, I'll base it on what I own. <laughs> free, otherwise, it's getting the chisel out and like changing the weapons, isn't yeah. it? Or trying to freeze them in the... Yeah, I I I figured if I I own them, I may as well find a way. I I, I may as well try and find a way to use them, um, <laughs> and that's the plan to 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 send them after marines um, and terminators because those multi melters can still hurt infantry. They're just not as good against vehicles. Okay. So, uh, what about you, Graham? What are you what are you bringing? <coughs> well, you, your your list seems pretty light to be honest with you. Not in terms of but not many things. So I'm going to oh. run through mine. So. I have taken some dark wisdom from my previous uh, opponents and gone with the the big daddy of these the scoria. Would you say you've been scarred? Is that what I mean? I, do I, we I, need to get you some sort of therapy? Is you know because I'm concerned a, that you've been I've had a long long time. Tell ago. tell us where the horrible mechanical man hurt you. Uh, well, where didn't he hurt me? <laughs> we, 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 I, we, I've shared a room with him. I have heard him cry out in his sleep. No scoria, no. No. Yes. Keep that void scepter away from me, my friend. <laughs> Nobody wants. I've not been. I've not been naughty this time. I wasn't yeah. naughty. He 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 took me I, to school. Let's put it that way. I and, didn't uh, press it on and off again. Honest. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Don't okay. you? phone technical support again so ha- um, have you have you taken him with the abeyant of course you wouldn't not take him with the abeyant he's you know yeah. so he comes in at 315 points of awesomeness a, a unit that you have to deal with somehow or ignore it but he's gonna make you know if you go toe-to-toe with him he's gonna ruin your day yes he so is. he's got so many special rules he's got so many potential uh pluses that he gives the the army as well as being a particularly good character he covers all bases yes he's 315 points which does put him up into kind of primarchy territory but you know what you compare him to angron i know what i'd rather have so um yeah, fair enough. um a really really good hq choice like michael i've gone with the cheapest chips um i don't know what the magus dominus would be sort of described as really he's a bit of a sort of robin to scoria's batman you know fairly useless hangs around but he's there Whoa. for a purpose hang on a second don't start slagging off robin <laughs> okay. but that's, a, that's a conversation for another time but okay. yeah just you can, you can right. dial that back a bit right now son straight onto something there haven't i um anyway majus dominus so i've just gone for the basic majus dominus i have given him uh the augury scanner of course which you would do i had five points left over so i gave him a melter bomb just in case something horrific happens and um, now i'm gonna use two of the best units in the game now okay yeah that is the ad secularis covenant okay Really? So, oh God, yes. So let me tell this you. This is what. what you got excited about. Yeah. Okay. So it's the tw- petrol. I'll tell you, he's been uh, drinking petrol. Hear, hear me out. Twenty of these guys, right? In carapace armor, fearless. Hundred points. You're taking the right of pure thought, then. Yes. Yeah. Hundred points for twenty fearless, you know, tar pits. Two of them, two hundred points. That is phenomenal. Yeah, but how much is that in money? That's let's we'll not, get on. Let's, that. let's come on to that. But seriously, that is phenomenal, isn't it? I mean, you try getting through twenty of these fearless geezers 
at the back somewhere you know, I know or even... but I, I don't fancy the idea of painting 40 models that are only 200 points worth well I, just... I don't play i don't play militia i don't play militia yet so you know Grenadier squad's more expensive than that yeah okay so all right then i think they're an absolute steal. toughness toughness three strength five exactly but i mean initiative you're not, two absolutely they're, 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 they're no good at anything other than being there and not running away so they're for objective camping then so objective camping tar pitting um you put score in the middle of them scoria can just run around and cause all sorts of havoc and you could not, you know, they're basically 20 wound. There are 20 wound kind of shield for him. All right, then. Good unit, eh? I, I okay. still don't, I, I don't think they're one of the best <laughs> units in the game. I think. <laughs> for the points, I think they're really good. Well, right. we'll discuss I'm, them properly next episode. Yeah. And we'll, I, I think we'll table that discussion. A well-positioned blast template and you're done. Indeed. Yes, but you're going to get, you know, but you'd have to be, well, you'd have to be pushing your, You'd have to have them very, very close together, which nobody really does. Yeah. If you're expecting blast templates, so will, you might get you might get five of them, but you wouldn't get that. You'd have to get. You're not going to get all of the squad. They're not going to run away. Yeah. We'll we'll come on to that argument next episode when we actually talk about them. Okay. Anyway, I thought I'd put that in there. I think they're excellent. So then, then I've obviously gone for my two lots of um, Castellax um, as compulsory troop choices. Again, a very good unit. I've gone for the Dark Lances. The idea being is that these would be backline. Um, chaps shooting yeah. things down. So that's two units of them, you said. Two units of two. Yeah. Do, what did you give them in terms of the hand weapons? Nothing. All right, just cap bolters. Oh, yeah. I should have mentioned in my list, I gave them each each castle X one flamer. Okay. Now I've just given. So my the idea is that you know nothing is going to get through my forty fearless fellas, so they're just going to sit behind them and not get into close combat. So right. Okay. Yeah. That was the plan. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. The next one, <laughs> nothing's going to get through them. Nothing is going to get through them there. And <laughs> the, the next thing uh, was the fast attack, which um, I had quite a lot in for once. So I used the Homnoglux, whatever his name is. Homo-Lux. So this is Scoria's um, special Artalax. Special boyfriend. He's like enhanced. He's got some really good rules. Again, because the Artalax is actually pretty good for distraction, this was a pretty good distraction unit in, in his own right. So um, quite useful. Has Paragon and Melt, so don't worry about Cortex Controller range, as I've only got two people with Cortex Controllers, being Scoria and the Magos Dominus. Um, and then... The next out there, because normally I'm not a fast type person, but then I've also gone for the classic three man, three unit um, Vorax. Yep. Yep. Um, I've got an Arad, Arad cleanser um, and lightning guns on the other two, biocorrosive ammunition, enhanced target arrays, the usual stuff that you'd put on those. The idea is that I would scout them. And I think, and I've looked this up, but I could be wrong. If I think you only need one model with the outflank rule to outflank. So you could outflank Scoria with them if, if because he can join them because he can join. He's got the Patris Familiaris rule. So that's a good way of getting Scoria up close and personal with somebody. Um, and then I've gone for the, like you say, Michael, the auto include pretty much, which is two of the Volt tracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As I said, uh, I, I think that before they were the only unit you should have really considered in that slot. But it's it's much better now, I think, with the... Um, with the situation you have now where everything is viable yeah totally uh, in um, that slot 
And then for some more backline um, firing, I've gone for two, two um, of the Siege Thanatars. Again, so the Magus Dominus should be able to keep them in within Cortex Controller range if Scory is out off doing his own clever stuff, i.e. infiltrating or, sorry, scouting or um, outflanking with the Vorax or being embedded in one of the bigger squads. Um, and then for my Lord of War, I've gone for the for a classic uh, knight here, the Knight uh, Propyron, because oh. I think that's an absolute monster as well. And that has got some serious damage dealing capabilities. He's, you know, not chucking out D weapons, but he's not far off. Uh, so he's got the um, Ironstorm missiles and the Mag- Magna Las Cannon, which is 70 inch range, uh, strength 10, AP2, ordnance 2, large blast. I think he fires two of those. A, a really great night. He's, um, a great night was had by all. Um, <laughs> he's also uh, eight hole points, so he's a lot of hole points for a knight. He's almost into sort of Titan territory and rocks in at a rather princely 495 points, but well worth it. Because again, there's a lot of stuff on the board that's going to draw a lot of firepower. So the idea with this army, like yours, Michael, this isn't very much a backline shooty army. Mm-hmm. Um, with Scoria potentially roaming around, either coming in with the Vorax or uh, getting in one of the bigger squads and just going out there and causing all manner of bother. Um, the only tr- challenging bit, I think, would be potentially to keep the D- Dominus alive, but I'd probably just join him up with one of the Thanatar siege engines. Right. Okay, cool. So, yeah, shoot everything, literally everything. Um, there would be nothing left. This is a army of particular evil if i'm honest with you okay so uh what about chris what, what, what's in your list then so here we go let's the, let the madness begin so for my hq i have gone for three major dominuses mm-hmm. um all pretty much equipped the same part from one uh so augury scanner cyber familiar uh las pistol machinator array um melter bombs and a power axe because yeah, why not with the power axe? Uh, one of them is on an bayant, and one also has a photon gauntlet. Okay, what's, um, that, what's that do again? I can't remember. So it. the photon gauntlet. Sorry, mate. No, it's absolutely fine. It's strength 5, AP 2, assault 2, blind, and gets hot. So it's a little, okay. little short-range shooting just to mm. um, give the, uh, another little something extra. Really? but yeah so three of those but yeah having three of them just because i want that um Covers really allergic, si- yeah exactly yeah because i have gone uh other than those three guys there's only one other unit that um isn't a full full-blown robot so uh i had my elite's choice i have a single domitar mm-hmm. because i like domitars i think they're pretty cool um, and he is as as standard. He doesn't. Um, he's not upgraded or anything else. He just has what he comes with in the box, which is, as we said earlier, uh, two graviton hammers. So strength ten, AP two. Right. Um, he has a missile launcher on his back. Uh, strength five, AP six. So he's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, just one of those. I don't think it's get too crazy. Uh, for my troops choice, I have two two man or two unit Castellac squads. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, one with a Dartfire Lance, the other one with the Mauler Bolter. Um, but the one with the Mauler Bolter also has um, the Siege Wrecker. Ah. Just just to give them each a bit of something special. Um, but just in case something turns up that needs to be thoroughly punched in the face. Fair it's enough. So they've also got targeting, enhanced targeting arrays and improvisers because I want to give that Dark Fire Lance uh, as much chance of hitting things 24-7. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got and that. My last troop choice is a four-man squad of Thalax with melter bombs and a single plasma fusil. And I gave them the Emperite upgrade. Mm-hmm. So that means they can deep strike. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, they can deep strike anyway, can't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, they can with, unit, the jet, with the jetpacks. The unit now has the deep strike special rule by implanted teleportation units and gains the void hardened special rule. Yeah, but that's only really useful for um, uh, oh, what yes, you call so it. Um, uh, what am I looking? What's the word? Zone Mortalis. Zone Mortalis. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's where you where you're well, in closed environment. So really, I had ten points to spend, and I thought I'd just spend ten points on that. <laughs> is there not like some melter bombs or something you could have bought there? Uh, not really I've already given them melter bombs um, I can't take another weapon upgrade because I have enough of them um, I could have given oh, two melter bombs on all your two on all chain your base things like that so it's alright 10 points yeah okay yeah, fair enough it's just you know you could have given some famous to your um, Castellax <sighs> I could yeah but you know things are getting what, five points yeah I could have done I suppose you know when the, you're there and you're just going through and thinking, oh, what can I yeah. spend 10 points on? You find that first thing that's got a 10 point thing, it's like, that'll do. <laughs> <It's> just, <coughs> that was... just a random upgrade. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah. Just in case. Because, you know, this army might get used in Zone Mortalis. No, it won't, but still. No. Um, right. Then we're on to fast the attack choices. will be a bit weird in yeah. Mortalis. Exactly. Um, so, fast attack, I've got two independent units of Isle attacks. Uh, one has the Arc Scourge and also has Paragon of Metal. And the other one is fresh out of the box. Just, oh no, that's not strictly true. The other one also has an Arc Scourge, but doesn't have Paragon of Metal because you can take it once. Yeah. Um, and cause I, I really like these guys. and I just want to get them across, causing all sorts of bother. Come on, Force World, you can give us models for these. Yeah, just, just, just give us, some, just give me something. Give, give Daddy some sugar. Um, <laughs> then my final choice, as I'm sure, as we've said multiple times now, is two Volterax, um, with all of their horrible tricks and the Blessed Auto Simulacra. Very good. Yep. And then final three heavy support choices. Two of the Thanatars with Ooh. the Siege Plasma. Mm-hmm. And then one of the ones that doesn't have a model yet, the Thanatar Sinus as well. Okay. But that is all of my... Oh, some big lads at the back. Some big lads at the back. I've gone all robot. You have? Because I thought, you know... We, we... Well, you got some Phalaxi, right? they're not robot. Uh, yeah, I know, but I needed one unit that could hold an objective. Yeah. And I thought they would be the best option for that. I know that Graham would prefer to have 75 strength <laughs> zero units running around the board. Um, but some of us have got manners. So I went for a six man, uh, sorry, a four man Thalax cohort for okay. the same amount of points. Right. So um, in terms of theme, then, what do we think? 
Oh, robots. That's all I'm saying. Wait a minute. Hold on, my good friend. Just a point of order. When I went all reducto last time, you were like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so you can't um, have it. You can't have it both ways, my friend. I can't. I can. You cannot. Um, uh, oh, this one's a tough one. Okay, we we always get to this point, and fundamentally, the problem is, to be honest with you, with the list list that we've got, there isn't actually a lot of you can no. do that makes them massively different from each other. So, yes, I've got Scoria because it's a dark mechanicum list. And you're a monster. But we're still using fundamentally the same issue. Yeah, we're, we're choosing this from the same section. Yeah, the, list, it's... the lists aren't wrap massively different. I mean, yeah. the only thing that might, um, that, 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 that uh, could raise an eyebrows to slightly out of theme would be the uh, Propyron uh, Knight. But the knights' houses were aligned very much, you know, they were loyal to the mechanic. Yeah. So yeah, that's not, that's yeah, not gonna, even a thing. So we're going to overlook his 75 spods running around. Well, every every Forge world is going to have, you know, tech frogs. Oh, don't, don't encourage no, the no, behaviour, Michael. No, no, don't encourage it. I think every single mechanic is going to have people they are going to pump out of a forge and say, right, you're on the front line. Um, so... <clears throat> It's a difficult. <clears throat> I don't really think that there is a yes. that there is a clear winner on this one because um, I think we've all more or less met the theme. Yeah. However inconvenient as that may be, and as, I mean, I, I would be entirely agree. We are taking uh, trying to do units from a very thin um, I think, slither of available. Well, you're already, you're the, quite limited in terms of because you're, you're you know you um, you've got to have the cast lacks. You've yeah. got to have a, a, a cortex. Um, uh, um, uh, a cybernetic cortex in your um in your uh for your first heavy support and fast attack yes so um i i tend to think that to doing this lit the this list the reductor list using these armies it's a lot more selective than doing an astartes list mm-hmm. you have you know we've done list challenges before where we've all gone from the same legion and we've all come up with very different Yes. Aspects of that legion. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. with these particular two sort of styles, you are really, yeah. you know, pinhead. Yeah. You know, in, in what you can choose, which is. I, yeah. I, I think next month's going to be very different because uh, oh, yeah. then we've got yeah, so got, much more open yeah. to us with the Tagmata. The, the full house, haven't you? And you're right. That's that's where I think the thing is. So I don't think we can put a cigarette packet between, sorry, cigarette paper between the three lists, if I'm honest, much as it aggrieves me to do so. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so what about cost? Well, it's battlefield effectiveness first. Oh, yeah, yeah battlefield yeah. effectiveness. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so looking at the lists, let's have, a, let's have another gander at them. I've got them open here. Um <sighs> Personally, I think I give it to Graham just because of Scoria. Yeah, I mean Scoria is going to win you that every day of the week, isn't he? Especially if you're running in with with your uh, meat shield. Tech falls, yeah. meat shield, um, and the Propyron. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I would don't. not want. I've got to be honest with you, lads. I would not want to when I put this together and then thought about it. I was like, do you know what? I, if I turned up to play this, I would. I would be. I wouldn't be massively <coughs> happy. I think it is incredibly strong. I it's, always hope when we do this that this list that no one looks at these lists and thinks do you know what that's a good idea <laughs> I, it always concerns me that what we're doing is basically putting ideas into people's heads that can will at some point come back to haunt us 
That's yeah, true. yeah. At an event when I and I have my armored breakthrough list, and they'll say, "Oh, do you know what? I listen to this weird podcast. Yeah. Some strange blokes are talking about." You this sound list. familiar. <laughs> and um, here it is: Proprion, yeah. Scoria, seventy-five <laughs> spots wrapped around him. Yeah. Just, uh, no, I go with Graham. That Proprion plus Scoria. Um, there's there's very little in that list. Plus, I would say plus the four Dartfire lances, at least the, you know, some of us restrained key, ourselves. The key <laughs> with Graham's list, though, is he's got to keep those guys alive. He's got to keep those forty tech frogs alive um, to score. That that is absolutely true. Or I mean, he's that... got to wipe out his opponent. Yeah, which and I think with Scoria and everything else is. I, mean, I that, don't yeah. think he's going to wipe out a whole army of Marines. Um, I don't know. Or he can he can wrap them up. That's the thing. He can. Wrap up scoring units with this with his yeah. meat shield, the Dartfire lance. Well, his meat shield will... is a scoring unit. <laughs> yeah, but if he can deny, I mean, denial is half the fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, those four Dartfire cannons are going to cause all sorts of bother to stuff. Scoria can go off and just enjoy himself. Uh, yeah. Three Voraxes are going to, you know, and then the two Vulture. I mean, it's a it's a nasty list you've assembled there. Nasty. It's a, it's a nasty list, but I think. I definitely think it's the most effective. Yeah. The, only, the only way it, where it might strum, stumble would be um, lots of spread out objectives because it's not very mobile. Um, so, but then it's quite hard to get a mobile because no, uh, nobody. Uh, interestingly, I don't think. Did you pick up? I may have missed this in your list. Did anybody use a trios? No. No. Yeah, see, that's. But I, I think that thing. will be more useful when we do uh, yeah. Tagmata, Tagmata completely. But we're trying to be, you know, yeah. this is from this particular. I know that there are units that can take mm. um, take them, but I think when we're doing the, the you know the mechanic and as a whole, that's when they'll become more yeah, yeah more definitely, relevant definitely. perhaps. Okay, <laughs> so um, yeah, so then on to cost. <laughs> yeah, they, this is another absolute bank bank breaker from me. So <laughs> you you have a habit of doing this. You are as I've said before, champagne tastes, <laughs> beer money. <laughs> The beer money. Is, when we're talking about his beer money, we're talking about um, <laughs> Budweiser beer money. Beer yeah. money. Um, beer money. The thing yeah. is, right? I I like Lords of War, so Lords of War expensive to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three hundred pounds plus for a for, yeah. for a big. Well, you know, I'm, unless I'm just it went for just a straight up knight. Hang on, hang on a sec. Don't put it on the Lord of War because <laughs> basically, I'm looking at the the costs that are in front of us here. Mm. Yours is. Not far off double mine. That's correct. Yours is a. a it's not. It's, I don't think it's. No, it's not double. Well, it's, it's not far. It's not a million miles away from double. It's at least. Um, it's, a, a, it's at least twenty-five. It's only. It's almost. You know, a quarter more. Again, yeah. half again of Michael's. Yes. Uh, I mean, don't blame it all on one Lord of War. <laughs> I mean, you've got two Thanatos there. Well, well, it's Lord of War's what three hundred and thirty quid. Yes, correct. Um, Scory is eighty quid, but the real the real money sink here is exactly the thing that we're talking about, which is the tech thralls, because they are thirty eight pound for ten, and I've got four. <coughs> so, yeah. you know, you, you just need to do the maths. Really, it's three hundred quid or something crazy. I think. God, I, they used to be, and they used to be more expensive. Actually, they, I might have over costed, but it's still over a grand with my. Uh, yeah, yeah thirty eight pounds for, for ten. So yeah. So yeah. I need got they, forty of them. They they used to be more expensive because they they were in units of five. God, if you imagine. And they worked out at almost a pound per point. Crikey. <coughs> so, 
so anyway, yeah so how much is yours money. graham then go so on. I, i've actually over over costed but it is roughly speaking it's about 1071 pounds because I, I i i for some reason i doubled i thought uh, thought that the tax rates came in fives they're coming tens so yeah over a compensator for them so it's 170 pounds less than that so it's about it's basically 1100 pounds Okay. Okay. So it's not um, too bad now, then. That's fine. Right. Okay. So that's a little <laughs> bit better. Um, yeah. What about you, Chris? I come in at, as far as I can work out, a measly seven hundred and sixty-six pounds. I take it you're using Domitars as your um, Artalaxes. I will use my Castalax idea as my Artalaxes. Oh, the Thousand Suns ones. Yes, because they yeah, have yeah. the claws and things already. Okay. Um, so that so that brings the cost down again. They look they look different enough, and you could easily take off that shoulder cannon. Um, yeah. you know, to uh, make them work. So that's how I would do it. Seven hundred and sixty-six pounds. Mine comes in at eight hundred and thirty-three, assuming Best. I use a kill team Majos. Yes. So I've just used the normal tech priest Majos. Oh, fair enough. Uh, actually, uh, mine would have to be more expensive than that in hindsight. Why is that? Because I've got a guy with an abeyant, and I'd have to use Archmajos. What's his face? Dreavan. So I think mine will still come in cheaper than uh, yours. So if you use Dreavan, how much is Dreavan again? He's Sixty, 60 isn't he? Mine is So 15. forty-five quid more. It's another forty-five. So eight hundred one pounds. Eight hundred and one pounds. Nice. Okay. So slink, and it's so yeah. And that's if I use the Castellac. So if I had to use the, uh, if I had to use the Domitars, that's another twenty quid, I think. So I'm still, I'm still slinking under your. No, the Castellacs work out fine, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay, so that's that's not bad. So we have a draw <coughs> again, I think, between Graham and Chris this time. Oh, look at that. Look at that. It's because I'm cheap. I am. It's because I'm cheap. That's what it is, basically. <laughs> Cheap date. Shit. Well, Graham, Graham comes up with some nasty. Graham comes up with some nasty lists, but he always has expensive units in it. He didn't. He didn't win the effectiveness last time, though. That was me. No, no, no. That was you. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. so there you go. Does money doesn't always equal evil? Evil runs in the family. That's what. <laughs> yes, he does like those Lords of War. He does do. love a Lord of War. I do like a Lord of War. I think, given the choice, I would always try and include one. Which is probably why I'm never going to win this list challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I came close to putting in the Warhound. Yeah, I did try to find a Lord of War that I thought would suit, but I just I couldn't enjoy. I didn't enjoy the knights enough or anything like that to to do it. Yeah, I came close to putting in a a, a Warhound, and then I was almost and then I was very tempted by an Atropos. Uh, sorry, an Atropos or oh, how yeah. that? Yeah, but uh, okay, so cool. Uh, all right then. So let us know uh, which list you preferred, and um, that that was brilliant. So what we'll do now is we'll go into what gaming events and uh, other events are coming up. Oh, there's one in a week, isn't there? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, two weeks. Don't oh yeah. God, is it yeah. two weeks? Oh god, when's this? When are uh, we? Uh, yeah, two. Yeah, weeks. yeah, yeah. Just under two weeks. Oh my god. Okay. All right then. Um, Right, so let's move on to events then. Uh, 
Uh, now we get on to the events upcoming. These are events that have got tickets available um, at the time of recording, apart from I know one doesn't, um, possibly two. So let's get going. So on the 24th of February, so the this weekend uh, coming up, you've got the Portsmouth Apocalypse, um, funny enough, in Portsmouth. Mm. Uh, a week, two weeks from recording, so about 10 days or so. Uh, from when this show came out, it's Company of Legends, which is it's going to be a barrel of laughs for everybody involved. <laughs> um, then we get on to Dispute of Iron in Polesworth on the 9th of March. Oh, March is just crammed full of events. That. It's a very popular month. So the Spartanax Sedition Infantry Infantry side, is that? Yeah, by the yeah, Sunny Spartans. Uh, yeah, sort of a just infantry-focused event. You know, oh, as it sounds. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, the Deserts of Helios Centillus, Dark Sphere Megastore in London. Okay. The, and that's on the 16th of March. Yeah. On the 24th, we've got the Salvation of Atenus in Salisbury. Uh, the 24th of March again is the Battle of Giants at Tabletop Tavern, New Towners. That's a Titanicus event. Yep. Yep. Seeing those slowly start to crop up now, which is mm. exciting. Uh, on the 30th of March, we've got the Horus Heresy Showcase at Stratford upon Avon. Uh, I know that's a, that's a full. If you want to, you know, go to an event every weekend in March and you can easily do that, can't you? Every yeah, if you could do a whole month of events. Nice. Oh, uh, right. Then we get into April. So we have the Fall of Zandia at the Bad Moon Cafe in London. Yep. The 28th of April, it's the Coastal Clash at Dice Saloon. That's a uh, Titanicus event. Yep. On the 27th, we've got Call to Arms 4, Cathedrals of Ard- uh, Ardiston. Ard- no, Adrastus. And that's in Eastbourne. Yep. On the 11th of May, we've got Hope's Folly at Boards and Swords Hobbies in Derby. The 1st of June, it's the Fall of Andromash. Androm- I can never pronounce it because it's a Greek sounding name. It's from... Andromash um, is about right. Andromache, maybe. Um, in Curtain. And that's, that's a mixed event of um, Age of Darkness and um, Adeptus Titanicus. Cool. See how that goes, so just, just for future reference. Mm. Uh, the 15th of June, we've got the Knock Cataclysm at the Common Grounds Games in Stirling. Yes, which I would like to have gone to, but I can't. Yeah. Uh, 6th of July, uh, Roll Dice Gaming 2019 and the Bristol City Open in Bristol. Mm. Uh, 12th, of, 12th of July, the Offian Ploy at Incom Gaming in Cheltenham. The 21st of July, we've got the Fall of Kieron in Eastleigh. Well, that looks possibilities. I don't know what sort of. Is that just a one dayer? Do we know? Um, fall of. Fall, fall, it's sold out. Uh, curses yeah oh, well. they might not get free tickets on the um on the reserve <clears throat> list okay we'll have to keep an eye on that one because that might be an option but anyway carry on chris uh, so 27th of july we're on to dispute of iron 2 that's polesworth again uh the 24th of august it's the beta garment sea of fire at the bad moon cafe so that's a mixed age of darkness and titanicus event mm-hmm uh, 24th of August, so same weekend, it's the Reckoning of Delan Prime at Firestorm Games in Cardiff. And that's our friends at the Imperial Truths event. Yes. There are 
Tickets haven't gone up for sale for that yet, have they? I don't. Uh, no, 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 they seen haven't. Anything. They haven't gone on sale for Everyone, that yet. So keep your eyes peeled for when that appears on on Facebook. Um, I think um, Mr. Ing's helping out with the narrative on that. So, uh, yeah. mm. excellent stuff. Mm. Um, I won't be sharing anything we've been doing with him then. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> the thirty first of August, Flashpoint Cortona or Cortana, sorry, at Common Ground Games in Stirling. Thirteenth yep. of September is the London GT. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Michael, will you uh, be going to this week? Uh, no comment. No comment. Twenty <laughs> seventh of September, County of Legends in Durham. So tickets for that will be going up at the end of this week, if I remember correctly. Twenty fifth. Yes. Twenty fifth. Yes. So time just goes. Twenty And then first of November, it's Blood and Glory in Derby. That usual. Yeah, nice little, little event that we always go to. So, yes. then, uh, yeah. So what about the other? So other stuff that isn't. So there's the UK Games Expo in Birmingham on the 31st of May, and then we have Warhammer Fest at the Rico Arena in Coventry on the 11th of May. Okay. Okay. So that that covers the event. So as normal, if you want to, if you want us to shout out your event, just drop us an email or message on Facebook. Details are in the show notes. Indeed. Okay. Right. So let's uh, let's go into the close and. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so uh, thanks for listening uh, to us uh, drone on for another month um we really appreciate it if you enjoy the show to leave us some reviews on itunes follow us on facebook twitter instagram and youtube links are in the show notes um give a give our page a like too uh for no other reason than to let us know that you like you know you like us because graham's a narcissistic um you say this every month you tell us how narcissistic you are well you know we like to know it is yeah. nice that it is to be fair it's nice to know that we're you know you like what we're doing if you don't oh. like what we're doing equally tell us so we can change it okay um if you want to get in touch with us you can post on our facebook wall send a message to that account or email us at the rush at edge of empire.co.uk um if you want to help the show out which we love if you do because you know um then we've got an affiliate link with Audible, so you, can, so you can sign up to get your Horus Heresy audiobooks through them with a month's free trial. After that, it's seven ninety nine a month, uh, and you get one audiobook a month. You can check them in and out as well, which is quite cool. Um, so um, Titan Death, which is coming out 16th, so Friday just gone, that would normally cost you 30 quid from game, from Black Library. You can get it for seven ninety nine uh, or free for your first month at uh, at Audible. So well worth it. And when you're finished, you can check it back in. Uh, and take out another book so it's all great um and you can also help us out <clears throat> we've got an affiliate link with uh element games our good friends up there in the northwest so um if you go through the link on our website it gives us you know maybe uh, a couple of quid from each purchase so you know it helps to pay for keep the web to keep the lights on on the website and the uh podcast hoping so that's mm. that's basically it so next month um we're continuing our look at the um, forces and the Mechanicum with a list, you know, an episode focusing on the Tagmata. Yes, the full house. <coughs> yeah, all, yeah. The all, all the toys. toys. All the all toys. Yeah, yeah. All the crazy. 
and of course we'll be talking about company of legends which we just had we'll probably put out a dread claw um I'm, I'm i'm planning on doing a dread claw live uh, well not live not not going out live but recorded live um yeah. that'll be going out shortly afterwards and um nice. you know we'll let you know how it went and uh hopefully it'll be all right i mean chris has done some amazing work on this map it's incredible it's it's absolutely incredible uh graham's done some amazing work on narrative i keep meaning to go in and see if i can write one or two of the bits um i I will do that tomorrow morning i will go and have a look and write at least one of them and then you'll go through and say that is utter rubbish and rewrite it i I doubt it and yeah that's that's but scenery and all that and and just general organization so let's not forget that well this weekend a bit cheeky is i'm bit cheeky i'm helping out at a um a 40k event the northeast open um which you know more competitive 40k event not my cup of tea at all but what i'm doing is i'm running live streaming from there which is a cheeky way of me trying out some new improvements to our live streaming setup um <laughs> uh but at the same time um helping out uh ricky and his guys uh sort sort of you know do a do an awesome weekend of uh gaming there very good so um i will um i will endeavor to find the time to write a story um before that okay and that's uh basically it guys that, so that is it yes oh, thank, thank you for listening um and it's a, a good night from uh, myself and a very good night from me hey and we'll see you in a month yes have a good month, month everyone oh, oh. Nice. Or sooner if there are any secret dread claws dropping between now and then. Which probably will be. Yeah. All right. Thanks very much. Night night. Cheers and bye.